Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. The humans and Mars are acting a little strange. There might be something in the water. I only have two more of those left, then it's over to you. Hello, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to Still Got Legs, a Doki Who rewatch podcast. My name is Nathan. As always, I am joined by my wonderful companion. He's just finished watching a feminist get owns compilation on YouTube and he's what ready to go. His name is Lawrence Thomas Isley. Hello and welcome to the podcast, to my podcast. I don't, I don't feel very welcome, to be honest, <laughs> with an intro like that. Nathan... It's true, though, isn't it? You have just finished watching no, your, your, your daily feminist get wrecked compilation. Look, whether or whether <laughs> or not that is true, that's besides the point. We're not here to talk about that. Okay, it is true. It no, is. Nathan, how are you? He's a sodge, I... everyone. He's a big sodge. Oh, I don't like. That. Is that is that the the coined abbreviation? It's one of them. Sodge. Yeah. A what sodge. would other ones be? A miso. Okay. What about like a sexist? I mean, that's just the word. Sex. No, no, no. (laughs) That that word is in it, but it's not. It's not. That guy over there is such a sex. Can't have him around. (laughs) You just heard the word sex and then went, sex. Oh, yeah. Like a fucking 11 year old. I know the type of things you laugh at, right? So we're not behind closed doors. You're a big child yourself. So I'm not having this. Uh, go on then, expose me. What do I laugh at? We had a full-blown five-minute laughing fit the other day because we kept saying variations on, on God, you're capping for real. <laughs> no. I'm straight bussing. Right. You'll never catch me lacking in the crib. First of all, 
That was all you, all right? No, you, you were, joined no, in. fuck off. You were fully the one who was laughing and breaking down to the point where <laughs> I had to ask you why you were laughing so much and why you kept on saying, like, on God every two minutes. <laughs> and then you sent me the meme. And, yeah, we did have a laugh about it, but that was there all it, you. No, you downplayed that. So You had a proper chuckle. You liked it, mate. You liked it. <laughs> I thought it was funny, yeah, but but that was all you, though. So don't bring it up as my thing. Oh, fine. I liked your intro today. There is something in the water. In keeping with the thread levels of the episode, Nathan, I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper. I won't be touching none of that H2O for at least a month. I'm drinking water, so I'm fucked. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you're definitely not going to last six hours, then. You're going to become one of them little things. With a oh, mouth. Lawrence, you mentioned it. That big old grey bitch in the room, the elephant that is right behind me. Uh, is this six hours? We don't know. The listeners will, because they can see the time code. They can yeah. see the time stamp. Um, <laughs> They'll already know if we're liars or not. Imagine if it's half an hour. <laughs> we discussed that. We've discussed a whole wealth of options. We've discussed playing everyone for a joke, uh, having like four hours of dead air at the end of the episode. You discussed that. I shot it down at every single opportunity <laughs> I could. No, you hate the fans. You said no. You said You said let's do something even worse and just make it half an hour. Oh, yeah, I hate the fans, so I don't want to put four hours of dead air at the end of an episode. Yeah. No, you said that's too humane. You Fuck said that's off. too humane. I want something worse. I also suggested um, filling it with a compilation of, like, ten hours of silence, but every now and again it's interrupted by a Lego uh, Lego Yoda's death sound effect. Again, exact same thing. It's just more dead air. No, because so this no. time it's got Yoda. No, but it's, it's dead, it's air. Less it's dead still, air. No, it's hours and hours of dead air still. <laughs> Listen, all right. Sharp, Nathan, which isn't it's... good for ads, okay, <laughs> as well. And that's Nathan... the real reason we do this. Yes, it's true. Ads we money. do need we do need those Swedish kroners. All right, no <laughs> elephant in the room. Six hours. We don't know. All right, we, look, it's probably not going to be six hours. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and no one fucking kill themselves. All right, I do not need your blood on my hands. Okay, I've got enough shit going on. Um. Look, it's it's just it is what it is. All right, we'll do our best. Just should we put enough. a legal disclaimer up top? Maybe, maybe we should contact our lawyers and be like, yeah. "We are not responsible for anyone's death." Should they? Oh, oh our, our lawyers that we keep on retainer as well. <laughs> yeah, we for signs such as these. Yes. Look, just please, no one kill yourselves, okay? Yeah, it, we really wouldn't appreciate it. Um, yeah. Jokes are fine because then we have one less listener. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Someone's got to listen to their ads, right? <laughs> Lawrence, this is Series 4, Episode 16 of Doctor Who. It's called The Waters of Mars. It is written by Russell T. Davies and Phil Ford. Who's he? I don't know. Maybe I should. And it's directed <laughs> by Graham Harper. What do you think of that? I'm starting to think that Graham Harper has been eating fucking very well on Doctor Who money. My man mm. has been busy. He's a director for Doctor Who. Yeah, but he's been the only director for Doctor Who for some he's time. He's not been the only director. He's been... Well, all I'm saying is season four had him... They had him locked in. He, yeah, he, he does a lot of he does a lot of the big episodes for, yeah. uh, in this era anyway for, for Doctor Who. Is there any point doing uh, general thoughts? I, I, you, I think you know my feelings, but go on. Regale me. I, I don't know your feelings. Why would all I... Right, well, we'll get to my feelings, Nathan. How do you feel about the waters of Mars? Why will we get to your feelings? Why don't we get to my feelings? 
that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. We'll get to mine in a minute. No, 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 no. We'll get to we'll get to mine in a minute. What do you think? Oh, I see. I see. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. I I like this episode mm. very much. I think this is like it's not typically what I'd go to Russell for because it's like it seems more elevated and more deeper in terms of character than I'm used to for Russell. Oh, okay. Russ, Russell's normally the showrunner that's known for being way more silly and way more kind of absurd. And that's part and parcel with it being the earlier run of the revival. But I don't know um, if that's quite true. But... Uh, all right, fucking the Doctor has force powers, a reality bomb. Like, <laughs> there's, there's some fucking out, like outlandishly silly concepts in Russell's there's... run. And there's outlandish, con- silly concepts in all of Doctor Who. Though. But we, we've said this. We've said that Stephen Moffat takes it deeper on a character level more often than not. And Russell tends to go yeah, for these larger-than-life concepts. Be, yeah, but he can still be silly with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying normally my, my go-to for Russell is a sillier episode, like a like a Sontaran stratagem, like a, The Sound of Drums, okay. right? with, with these big, larger-than-life kind of ideas and stuff. Um Whereas I, I like that this is very much like just a challenging episode to watch for like it's great payoff for the character of the Tenth Doctor. It's 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 something that's been building for years, um, and I think it might just be David Tennant's best performance in the role um, that we've seen, and that's including a lot of things. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a banger. Does Nathan agree? Is it a certified banger, Lawrence? Not only. Is it a certified banger? It is the certified banger <laughs> okay. of the Russell era. Okay, yeah, that that's a caveat I have to put in there of the Russell era. Of the okay, okay. Right. so this isn't but your favorite. This is not. This is not my favorite episode overall. But okay. it is my favorite episode of the Russell era. Talking strictly series one to four, this is the magnum opus. Of okay, those, okay, um, uh, this is good. <laughs> after all that yeah it's fine <laughs> this is a good episode most things you said there were correct i do think this is david tennant's uh best performance as mm. the doctor there's some really harrowing scenes throughout this episode really and some really good moments uh of acting not just from david tennant but from also um is it Lindsay Duncan who plays Adelaide Brooke? The name rings a bell. Shall we check? Let's not. Oh, Lawrence, why do you not have a cast list up, you dickhead? <laughs> That's not, not. It's not normally my job. Uh, why isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, it is Lindsay Duncan, indeed. Lindsay, no, see, I was right on yours. Um, it is <laughs> you Lindsay, had full confidence. <laughs> Lindsay Duncan, uh, great performances from her mm. and, and most other people in the episode as well. It's, it's really good um, showing from everyone, to be honest. And even the direction as well. I think there's some really uh, incredible moments which really highlight why Graham Harper is such a mainstay of Doctor Who and why yeah. he is one of the names who who comes up to direct these big episodes uh, of the series and because he, he fucking does a good job doing them. Um, yeah, yeah. The best written Russell episodes by a country mile <laughs> uh in my opinion what's the second out of interest like where what's the level of quality that touches this the second um it's definitely one we've already had um <laughs> you know not not to say anything there but um probably midnight I, yeah i was about to say family of blood but that's based you said that was based on a book and also not written by russell right 
No, and it was yeah. The book's very different now, and mm. and like it was written by the guy who wrote the book, but Russell also had a hand to play in it. Okay, um, but yeah, I'd say midnight after yeah. this. Midnight's probably a very strong second, yeah. But you think that, yeah. so? You're saying that this is leaps and bounds ahead of midnight, then? If it's yeah. if it's clear by a country mile, yeah, I do. Hot well, damn. midnight is good. I think it's very good. There are levels to it, though. I think this is more complex on pretty much every front. Yeah, I, I think there's... <sighs> there are some flaws to this episode, but they're so small and minor that, like, mm. I I just don't care, really. Like, it's... Yeah. It, it, on every level, this episode just fucking nails it and fires, I think. It's, yeah. it's so good. It's so... Um... I can't say what I want to say until next week, um, so we'll we'll have to leave that there. But... I'm so curious what you mean by this. <laughs> but um, it's it's good. It's very good. I okay, it that's sizzle for me as well. I have no idea what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think you're right on that every front uh, point. Like it just mm. the script hits levels of like this could be quite. I think under under kind of less talented hands this could be like it's one location and it's set on mars which like they make it a bigger deal but like it could be quite a boring setting it's not but there's there's parts of this episode that could be very oh okay that's just a normal run-of-the-mill episode but i think the way that it is directed and the way that it is written like it does elevate it to a place that makes it a really like it almost feels like cathartic to watch 10 and, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, so it's the last I'll say on it. But like, there's almost a catharsis to watching Ten have his humble, like to have his full. Shut up, Lauren! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut <laughs> up! They've seen right? it, Nathan. They're Lauren, listening to the up. show. Yeah, but shut up! All right, <laughs> fine. Um, what's what's the joke we always make with Doctor Who? You know, oh, it's a far off alien planet, or is it a quarry in Wales? Okay, <laughs> yeah. But surprisingly, this week. The quarry looks good. It the works. <laughs> it, it looks works amazing. For Mars. It like, like, holy shit, they actually went to Mars for this. Yeah. Oh, Lawrence, first of all, the first question I have to ask you, did you notice how crisp and HD it looked? Nathan, I made a special note on this, right? I understand okay. my shortcomings of last week. And I okay. did listen back to that episode, and I was like, oh, Lawrence. <laughs> you fool. You sound the fool. You the are jester fool. of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, it's where I specifically noticed it, and I know this might be an odd thing to say, was the crispness of the of the lettering on the oh. on the intro. I thought he was going to say something else. I got excited for a moment. Oh, no, what did you just, think I was going to say? Was I, thought he was gonna, I thought he was going to say the crispness of his blue suit. No! <laughs> You'll never get... That's the one episode floor for me. You'll never get me no. on side for this. It's beautiful. Anyway, go on, go on. Uh, yeah, the crispness of the lettering in the intro when it flashes yeah. David Tennant's name. I'm like, oh, that's HD. There's not a blur in sight there. Yeah, it's been redone. It's been revisualized, and it, yeah. it looks great. And shame on you for not noticing that all that hard work last week. <laughs> Lawrence doesn't care about the FX artists and their, <laughs> and their time or talent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. I don't. Sorry. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm let that one sit for a while. Yeah, I know. I like them quite a lot. Um, anyway, Lawrence, we're on Mars, all right? Yes. We're in a quarry, but we're on Mars, and it looks good. Well, that's the, a it's a quarry, but it's mixed with visual effects, right? Like, they, 
they there is even a when dragon. it needs to be i think uh no because you need the sky you need like the skyline looking a bit no that's just a filter it's just a tint it's not a filter there's no, visual just, effects on no, the screen it's just a filler i just put a filler on it <laughs> they put a whole base there nathan <laughs> it's just a filter <laughs> they're using sepia tone what <laughs> was that I don't know, they're using Jaipur on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Look, I watched <clears throat> I watched Confidential. You often tease me because I don't watch Confidential. Oh, you actually did some research this it's week. It's the waters of Mars, Nathan. <laughs> I figured we're going to have to talk about something else to pad this to six hours. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, no, but I, they even make a joke about how it's like, you know, it's often it's yeah, it's it's either yeah. visual effects or it's a quarry in Wales, and like yeah. this is the perfect melding of the two. <sighs> it's yeah. <laughs> you don't think Mars looks brilliant? Like when I did no, I do, I do. Lands? I have a specific note later it's towards the end of one particular shot, which looks, in my opinion, fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, but but no, no, it does, it does look very good. Yeah, and, For and its the day do- too, two thousand and nine. Yeah, this is something I've been thinking about recently. I think there's, like, a bit of... Ah, I, I get it. It's Doctor Who, and Doctor Who historically has not looked great, all right? So so I, yeah. I get what you're saying there. But, <laughs> but, but what you said about it being 2009, I think there's some, like, revisionist history about, like, how everything before, like, 2017 looked fucking dog shit and was yeah. bad. And, like, that's just not true. Like, I've seen people, like, because that fucking Suicide Squad game came out, people have been like, look how good the fucking Batman Arkham Knight looks 10 <laughs> years ago. And I'm like, yeah, but it was a PS4 game. And, like, a PS4 was a huge leap in graphics. And it was a very good and very capable console. Like, yeah. a lot of PS4 games look very good there's this idea that somehow everything looks like a fucking wii u game or some shit (laughs) (laughs) just because it's the previous generation but yeah that's not the case look how good red dead looks look how good fucking other games of the era look um and i I think people do that with movies too like if it's from like you know 2009 they'll say oh you know fucking avatar came out that year uh, yeah, but let's uh, let's talk about the budget. I know. <laughs> I know. Avatar's not Doctor Who. I know, but like, but it was possible to have good-looking stuff come out, and it, yeah. and it was even before that as well. Like, plenty of good-looking films came out before that. No, you know? I, I completely agree, but I think there is it is allocation of resources. Like, you're the like the the budget is obviously was, bigger than it yeah. once was. Yeah, I wasn't talking about Doctor Who there because I know yeah. Doctor Who does not have fucking three hundred billion dollars to spend on an episode. Okay, yeah. I get it. All right, but like, I'm just talking generally. No, but it's it's like what we spoke about. Um, it was either on this show or the last show, or um, or on AHP or another said, show, or another show entirely. That's what I was trying to say. Mm. Um, was was that like it's it, when you're younger, you've never seen better than what you're looking at, and then you then you get older technology progresses and then when you go back to stuff because it's not there is a revisionist to it like you you do you you go back on something and go hang on that's not how it looks in 10 years from now so what the hell why was it so bad then like do you know no. what i mean no what you were saying like you you go if you go back and play like an old video game that you loved as a kid it yeah. looks terrible but you know back in the yeah. day you're going this is great oh yeah because you didn't know any better because you yeah, didn't exactly. know yeah. w- what was to come yeah, once you that, start, I think once, yeah, everything looks amazing until it gets basically replaced with something better. And then yeah. your mind adapts and your that becomes the new norm that you accept. 
I remember thinking when it came out, GTA San Andreas was the most realistic looking game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> I remember thinking like they can't do better than this. Like this yeah. is this is the future of game. This is <laughs> this is one to one real life. Like this is incredible. Yeah. And like <laughs> and now I look back on that and I'm like, God, that looks like shit, man. That, man, that guy's so that guy's shoulders are triangles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh wild. Anyway, I was also thinking as well whilst I was watching this, because um, often, you know, I'd say like, oh, this scene really scared me as a kid. I don't think I can say that anymore, because I was, I was fully not a kid when this came <laughs> out. I was, I was just about to turn 16, so I was, I was getting up to all sorts of nefarious stuff at this age. So. Like what? Name them. No, I won't. List those nefarious <laughs> acts. I will not list my many crimes as a teenager. He was watching women get owned compilations. <laughs> no, I wasn't. That's you. That's you. I was actually studying studying feminist theory. Actually, oh no! Yes, <laughs> he's a progressive man. Um, yeah, you are. We are. We are slowly mm. approaching that. I mean, because I'm not too far behind. I would have been twelve or thirteen. So that's a little boy. I'm a, it's a, I'm a little boy, but I'm, you know, it'd be embarrassing if I was terrified at 13. More a little shit, really, I'd imagine. Nah, I was cool. I was studying <laughs> feminist theory. <laughs> I mean, that's, that. I said the little shit and you went, no, I was cool. But, like, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said... No, but I wasn't a little shit. I was cool. But, okay. You can't be cool in a little shit? I don't think so. I think being tr- being truly cool is to be... Uh, a well-rounded individual. Anyway, Lawrence, we're on Mars at 26 ep- minutes into the episode. Yeah, I was. I just looked at the clock and I was thinking, we used to be wrapping up by this point. Um, it's true, we genuinely did. <laughs> yeah, and we're literally just getting started. <laughs> uh, right, so the TARDIS lands on Mars and out pops the Doctor, but he's wearing a little different outfit, Nathan, to normal. He is, he's wearing his beautiful orange space suit, I'll have it's you know. Suit it's suit talk. talk. time. <laughs> Here we go. Strapping for an hour of suit talk on the orange suit, everyone. So has this always uh, been the same orange suit? Yeah, I think so, because when he left, uh, it's the one he was wearing when he left, you know, fucking Devil World with um, with the Ud or whatever. He didn't give it back to them. I mean, they didn't need it back, but he didn't give it back to them. Um, and then it showed up again in uh, Sunshine, 42? Uh, 42. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, 42. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's come up again. What, for, for 10? Since 42? Yeah, I'm sure it's been at least one more time. Uh, when When is he out in space that he would need it? I don't know. I when is the Doctor think. out in space? <laughs> that's that's going to narrow it down to pretty much every episode. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he just doesn't need it. <clears throat> Mars yeah, this... is one of those rare planets in the Doctor Who universe where it's you <laughs> yeah. can't breathe. So uh, it's, it's the opposite of our universe where almost every planet is inhospitable. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> with Doctor Who, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It is very strange that like it, it is very. I think it's just when they go, oh, we want him to look really cool this episode. Or if well, it comes no, into I mean, plot, yeah, they're they're on Mars, so they can't just be like, "Oh, actually, no, Mars is fine for for um, for everyone." So no, but they could say it. no, but they could say it's fine for the Doctor specifically, couldn't they? But why that? He's got lungs. He breathes oxygen like us. He might have two. Wait, we all <laughs> have two. Does. We all have two. You fucking idiot! No. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're so fucking oh, stupid. I got, this, I got my stupidness out of the way quick this episode. <laughs> well, we'll see. You might have extra to fucking deal out. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it's good. I, I think it's the same one. I think it's the same one, and it makes okay. sense. And it's he's just like, I like the look of this. I'm going to steal it and keep it. It's mine now. And okay. he kept it for fucking thousands of years. So, and he was like, right, I finally get a chance to use this again. Um, yeah. He looks great. It just it, it does. It, it's just a cool design, isn't it? With that big yeah. yellow helmet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. I like it. It's always a treat when it pops up. I mm. reckon. Can you have talk? Can we agree? Yeah, I know. This is a oh, rare occasion. I know. I'll tell you what, I'll bring some conflict back in. Did you ever have this action figure? Oh, here he goes. Fucking Richie Rich over here. Fucking hell. Lawrence, you know, famously, I did not have any action figures of Doctor Who growing up because, Lawrence, we we can afford those, all right? All right? Santa didn't come down my chimney. He did, but he didn't bring Doctor Who figures. Anyway. No, I didn't, Lawrence. Go on, show off. Tell us all about your, your fucking archive of action figures with fucking <laughs> spacesuits and everything there is Let's a video to the rich kids show off for a little while i had this spacesuit uh uh action figure of the 10th doctor and the helmet came on and off it was cool it clipped into place but you could take it off so that you could have some dramatic close-ups as he ponders his role as a time lord might come up again in this episode but no it's a cool action figure uh nice and bulky there was nice wrinkles on the orange costume, like it wasn't, it wasn't cheaply made. I was quite impressed with it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> it was cheaply made. What they want to hear this. What a dick you are. <laughs> no, you right, you've never had like a toy of any kind. Gone. Oh, this is cheap shit. Like it is made like cheap shit. No, no. If I got a toy as a kid, oh, like, you act like you were fucking. Is... <laughs> you act like you were all like fucking. Um, What's that kid in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Like, you all shared a bed, and you had one chocolate bar a year. We did. That was my life growing up. You fucking up. didn't. We did. We were a poor family. All right? Fucking hell. I, you, if you play me up, don't forget that he also <laughs> plays himself up, all right? Can't be having this. I don't. It's all the truth. We're a poor family, all right? <laughs> no, no, but genuinely, though, I, I didn't notice that as a kid. Like, if I, if I did have a toy, I'd be like, it's a toy. I'm not like, oh, no, it's a I cheap didn't, toy. No, like, I didn't notice it as a kid, I'm saying, because I rediscovered all these toys in my mum's attic, didn't I? Like, oh, yeah, as an adult, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably cheaply made and shit. Yeah. Not you can check out the quality. There's a video posted on our Twitter of all of my toys I discovered uh, that were still in the loft. So go and catch that. I don't know where they are now. I think they're downstairs somewhere. Moving on. Moving on. Um... So what's happening then? What's happening next? Uh, what do you the doctor mean? is arrested by Gadget. He's trespassing, Nathan. Uh, that's not what happens next. What happens <laughs> next is we see a young Gemma Chan. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gemma Chan. Yeah. Yeah. A, a very young Gemma Chan. Mm. Um, not to say that she's an ancient old crone now, but like <laughs> she's, she's still quite young. Um, but just an even younger Gemma Chan. So there mm. we go. Before she was famous, in in uh, following in the footsteps of Daniel Kaluuya, <laughs> Andrew Garfield, others perhaps, she Surely too has more. gone on to star in a Marvel movie. So yeah, good for her. Good for her. I um so th- yeah, this is the scene where we get the introduction of well, some of the group, not all of them. Yeah, we get um, Yuri, who seems insufferable right off the bat. Yeah, because um, 
He's like, it's a joke, but like you've ruined a piece of like uh, yeah. what I would imagine is very expensive um, yeah. equipment. And even that, the way say is like every pound in weight is like three tons in fuel or something, um, and that's just wasted. Yeah, <laughs> just like gone. maybe this is me being grumpy, but I'm like I'm with Ed on this one. Like that's like that's just a waste of resources. <laughs> I think this is a good like test for like your maturity levels. Whose side are you on in this dispute? Because yeah, like. That it is funny, but at the same time you're there funny. like. But How the is waste... it funny? <laughs> it's he's funny. Just written, he's just written no trespassers on a famously <laughs> barren planet. Well, is it barren, Nathan? Who knows? Yes, it is. Well, look, maybe that sign. If we had more polite monsters of the week, they might have listened. It could have <laughs> saved their life. You don't know. But the the monsters weren't trespassers. The monsters were already there. Yeah, but then they just you know needed to is. be activated. You know, this is going to make me sound terrible. But you know how it is. You, you, you move somewhere, you build a house. Go on, finish that. Gonna, finish no, that no, go on. No, go on. Come here, Lawrence. No, I won't. Gonna say? say what you want to say. Go no. On. No. I was going to say something racist, everyone. No, I wasn't. Yeah, he was. I was going to make a joke, and now I realise it's not a good joke to make. Lawrence so wants won't. to keep out all those foreigners. And that's not what I said. Yep, that's what he said. Cancel him, everyone. No, please. Um, it mm. is look, it is funny, it, but it is an also a massive waste of resources. But I it's like it's not the, funny. I like Yuri generally, but just just in this one scene, I was like, you are insufferable. <laughs> I hate I, you. I, I'm with Ed. <laughs> but it, this is this kind of dynamic is what I like because often you get like when you when Doctor Who does an episode where they're on like a, a a space station and you get like five or six characters that are like just one-offs in the story they're often kind of underbaked and especially when they start as in Doctor Who fashion if there's about five or six side characters you can bet half of them are going to be dying right mm. so like often they are well, that's what the... they're there for well yeah exactly they're cannon fodder to make the stakes yeah. of the story resonant but like yeah it, it, I, I like that in this you get their <clears throat> You really get like a sense of camaraderie between them, but also like their dynamics. Like um, Adelaide walks in, you immediately get the sense that Ed is second in we command. Don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well. you get like Gemma Chan is having a little laugh. She finds it funny, so she's obviously on the more <laughs> immature side of the group. Well, she's yeah. the youngest. She's only twenty-seven. She's only twenty-seven. As we'll find out later. But anyway, um, Yuri seems insufferable, and then the Doctor gets held up by a, a robo with a fucking gap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robot's got a piece. Robot him. has got a piece. Um, <laughs> where, where are you at with Gadget? Where'd you land on him? Mixed feelings. Yeah. Um, I'm with the Doctor. You know, he's like, why does it have to be, like, a funny little robot? It's annoying, mm. it's boring, or whatever. But then, in, like, he, he seems like a nice fellow. He's you know? he's in the middle of the line for me. He's not funny enough to be a funny robot, but he's no, not he's boring not. enough to be a boring robot. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's just a bit, uh, a bit bland, really. Yeah. Like it's like a a big like Wally. Yeah, really, yeah. That's of. that's a good design comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like a big Wally, um, and like. You watched the confidential. You saw like how much he like broke down and shit. Like, <laughs> like David, David Tennant's anguish of his hand. 
Yeah, and his hands holding the gun would just fall off after like one <laughs> second of movement or something. What I like is how that's like immediately followed by like the guy yeah. who designed it in the heads of department meeting. He's getting a big pat on the back from the showrunner being like, this is excellent work. I like this. I really hope the director likes this. Everyone, yeah. well done to this man who designed this. <laughs> and then, it's very good. Very good and design, then in practice, it's just falling apart. Well, it's just the hands. It's not completely falling apart, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't quite exude that like very capable robot who needs to have steady hands for pivotal I... plot points. Yeah, I think it's supposed to look a little bit shit though, because it is often like shaking and electrocuting and like. Yeah, like I, I think it's supposed to be like outdated tech, really, because like you know the base looks like a lot more high tech than this shitty little robot does. Was really. it built by that? We nerd? probably no, I don't. Um, I, I don't know. Um, we we probably have like better fucking robots now than this guy. Wait, the, the, the ones that deliver food to people in London, yeah, like, they're, they're, yeah. they are better designed. They look slicker. I hate those cunts. Um, <laughs> I, I've, do you know what? I used to dislike them, but now I find them quite endearing. I like seeing them drive, and I like how helpless they are. Right, because one of them <laughs> drives along the road, right? And I've seen a video of one, and it approaches like um, uh, like a, a zebra <clears throat> crossing, or no, like a, <clears throat> a, a place to cross the road, but you actually have to press the button to request traffic stops. A right? road crossing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then it gets there, and obviously it can't press the button. So then it starts so it saying, says, Help. someone please press the button? Yeah. It's very funny, I think. Because imagine if no one does. Just pay a guy to deliver it, I reckon. Yeah, look, <laughs> no, I'm not... Just do that, I reckon. No, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm about jobs for people, Nathan, but I'm just Sounds saying like I find it. the design of them fun, all right? Okay. <laughs> They're little silly boys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, <laughs> if I was you, if I was a man whose job could in about 10 years be very easily done by a computer, I wouldn't be speaking so highly of these robots, <laughs> right? I think you wake up one day. I think you wake up every day. <laughs> And you, you like write down in your little notebook all the ways you can make me seem posher and more elitist than you. I think, <laughs> I think How you does wake that make up you like, seem elitist. <laughs> you say, you, look, my job's not going to be fucking replaced by AI, right? They're, it could not, be. It nah, could be. They're not even remotely close to where they'd need to be. But like, look at the leaps that AI has taken within just the last year alone. 
Yeah, I agree that there's benefits to it, but it it, it I'm not saying when that. I'm not saying there's benefits to it. There is, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying that how much is advanced. Yeah, but it still it still needs to be operated. Someone still needs to. There are video editors now that use AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, th- this is all for now. Mm. Give another ten years of progress. When in the last year we've already had more progress than the last twenty alone yeah so like following that fucking rate of growth mate someone's gonna be out of a job nathan something <laughs> something's come up and i need to write a cv <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to put this recording on hold um all right the the guy who loves gadget the guy who like has his uh, controls gadget yeah uh, you know as and when the script commands um you can use his name if you me- want what's his name I don't know, but you can use it. Yeah, it's, is it Luke Roman. Rattigan? No, it's Roman. Okay, well, it gives me Luke Rattigan vibes. That's purely the accent. I don't think it is. I think it's his wild That's... little bug eyes and his little creepy head tilts and everything else. I think it's purely the accent. It's not, but I'm right. I'm telling you that it's not. There you go again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Trying to make me so, like I'm, I'm either racist or misogynistic or something. <laughs> How's that racist? I'm not comparing two people because of their accents, Nathan. I'm saying, right, that he gives off Luke Ratigan vibes. He's got the bug I don't think eyes. He, he's nowhere near as creepy as Luke Ratigan. That dude was, like, the ultimate fucking creep. I agree, because he was there. But then, like, this script isn't calling for Roman to be making, like, <laughs> fucking, like, plans to accelerate uh, fucking... What's the term? You know the term. Luke was talking about fucking... Oh, what was he talking about? Like, breeding plans and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this episode doesn't call for Roman to be doing that, but I would feel yeah, like... because he's not a creep. No, he's not a creep, but he Why do you assume the... he's going to be fucking coming up with breeding plans for everyone? Because, no, I just think that there's there's... He's like... He gives off that weirdo energy, right? He's very... He's got the bug eyes. He does the weird little he- head tilts. He, he says lines weirdly. I think he's a little weirdo. Accent. All right, all right. The accent isn't a part of it. I'm talking about the cadence of his voice when he says things. He's like, oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> what? I think mean, what you just described there is an accent. Like no, it's not an accent. That's his little creep voice. It's not an accent. He can have another accent and still move his fucking head the same way. <laughs> yeah, all, I, all I'm saying is they have a very similar accent and you, you've just put two and two together. I okay. haven't. Watch the fucking episode again and tell I have, me. I have seen the episode. I don't think he's that much of a creep. He just it, likes his little robot. I think he's a little weirdo and he gives me Luke Raskin vibes. Okay. <laughs> He does nothing anywhere near as weird or creepy as Luke Ragan. Um and he the creepiest thing he does is when he's talking to the doctor, he just like fucking like just looks like he's spacing out for a moment. And like he's like talking about the robot and he thinks, I think it's funny. That's it. That's the weirdest thing he does. And that's a pretty weird thing to do. It's not that weird. In, In the, the grand way- scheme of things, is it really that deep? I uh, no, I'm look, you're you're trying to say other things. I'm merely stating the point that he has very similar mannerisms. I'm not saying he's a creep like him. I'm just saying he gives off Luke Rattigan mannerisms and energy. I don't. Right, well, fine. What happens after this? We've met all the people. Um, well, the no, doc- the doctor's been arrested. Yes. Um, and the lady says to him, state your name, rank, and intention. So he does, <laughs> in the form of uh, the doctor. Doctor. Fun. 
It's a very fun. good line. Yeah. Is the is Doctor his rank? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, almost certainly not. Yeah. Um, and and technically speaking, the Doctor's not his name, but he's not going to give that out. No. Um, yeah. but I feel that's a good, interesting point, though. To be fair, because I feel like he would still have an understanding of, like, if someone was, like, in medical danger, I feel like he'd have an understanding of it. But that doesn't. He's not like a qualified doctor or anything. Um, but I feel like he'd know that about any species. But but doctor doesn't specifically mean medical doctor. No, um, true. I, that's also true. Yeah, I can be a doctor of podcasting. He's a. Yeah. <laughs> and I am. And what a title! <laughs> Did you just say and I am? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Welcome back to Doctor Nathan's. Still got next. I I used to I always used to want to have a a, a doctorate a PhD but then I found out how much fucking work that like oh, God, goes yeah, into yeah. it like how many just years of university and masters and grad school and everything I was like fuck that now I'm good mate I'm more qualified than you <laughs> okay just saying <laughs> yep I know <laughs> I mean technically no not te- no factually <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine, because it's true. Okay, great. Go on then, show off. Tell everyone about your little masters. I have a master's Which I don't degree. even think you've technically finished or graduated from. Uh, okay, straight up lies. I graduated. There wasn't a ceremony because of COVID, but I graduated and I passed and I and I achieved my grade. All right, well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Why did, have you spent like six years thinking I just didn't finish this? No, I thought like no, I knew you finished it, but I thought like in my head you like um you didn't like I think there was something to do with like you didn't pay like the final course or something. So they're like, Oh, you're not having your certificate. <laughs> no. Or something. This, this is not true. Oh, uh, well that's what was what was happening in my head. <laughs> okay. You just I think you make up little things about me to get cross about sometimes. I make up nothing. <laughs> apart from that, apart from that one thing we've just clarified. <laughs> anyway, you have a master's. Well done. What, what does that prove? Why no, did you need to mention that? No, nothing. I'm just because you said you had a PhD, and I felt like getting an easy win. Right? Because <laughs> okay, I, right. I have well, a real master's. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to Master Lawrence's still Collects. Oh, don't call. Never call yourself that again. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, Lawrence Heisey, M.A. Is that better? I I know you wouldn't, but somehow I can imagine you putting that on your name. Like, <laughs> just being the most insufferable person there is. Just... I, I don't think it's even on my CV. I don't like I, it, yeah. my my education is on my CV, but I don't think I put it after my name. No, it, no one unless it's like at least a PhD. You should, yeah. Like, no, you should. No one should do that. Like John Barrowman always signs his name as fucking John Barrowman, MBE, member of British Empire. I'm oh like, oh my god, fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. He's got that vibe though, hasn't he? He's he got really that, like, does. Yeah. Remember yeah. when he went to the cinema and didn't like the movie, so demanded a refund or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that millionaire demanded a refund of his like six pound movie ticket or something you yeah. fucking made a put a video up on twitter just demanding a refund or something i just i also just his his general vibe in that video just fucking boils my piss like, so insufferable he's like i just saw that movie 
garbage. It's like, oh, yeah. What a cunt you are. That's like me with like when I see you on Letterboxd or whatever. Nah, I'm I'm saying cool things and insightful thoughts. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, is the dog's head doctor fun bit of fun good stuff bit of fun indeed anything else to say on that not really it's just a little bit all right great moving on then um (laughs) look at that beautiful blue suit it's so crisp and hd so glorious you can even see the red pinstripes in greater detail lawrence because Mm. it's in the beautiful crisp hd and it looks glorious it's got a nice pale blue shirt underneath it he's looking good man and yeah we know this is technically a new blue suit as uh, Ten Two fucked off with his other one. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. So he's went out and got himself. He's treated himself to mm. a to a new blue suit. And uh, you know what? It's uh, it it breaks my heart that this is the last time. It is. We, uh, isn't it? Yeah, we will see such 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 drip on screen. <laughs> such beautiful uh, outfits, and it's a shame we'll. Never reach these heights again for the tennis doctor. Are we gonna have like we might be dry on suit talk for a while after this? Just thinking oh, we about got suit talk. we got well season five's pretty. I mean, like we could argue about one color of one thing. There's some variations. They're minor, but there's some variations. Okay, I know there's that one shot in one scene where he has his buttons done up for once, and everyone's that's like, "That's seri- That's in series six. Ah, uh, it's not season five. Look, no, I will that's say an entirely different jacket. Is it the? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I will say, you know, in HD, you know, I look. I adjusted my television set. I had a little look. No, you didn't. No, I know. Look, he did it with my. I'm being cute. Right? Okay. God, you fuck it. You're picky today. Because <laughs> you're annoying. Yeah, I know. I can tell I'm annoyed you. Um, I look. It looks fine. It looks as good as it's ever looked, which is just okay. Um, Why do you wake up with so much hatred in your heart? <laughs> what is it's, wrong it's with not you? the suit he's wearing for his final outing. I think that's very telling. I think no, it's not because they decided that his definitive look is the one that he first died, and that has to be the definitive Doctor look because mm. fucking nostalgia blinds everyone, and you can't fucking deviate from whatever the first thing was, even though it looks so much better. I disagree. I think, and you're think, wrong for that. Look, <laughs> he looks okay, right? But you know. he looks brilliant. He looks incredible. He looks amazing. Okay, I'm not going to say David Tennant can't pull off a suit. I'm just saying it's not a nice suit. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I I still, after all these iterations of suit talk, I do not understand <laughs> how you think it doesn't look nice, and yet the brown, ugly, just <sighs> fucking bland beige filled mess nah. looks good it it's looks it's... it looks scruffy and ugly this is a man who is put together this is a man who knows what he's doing no, all this, right? this, this is... is a man who is on fighting form and is ready to no. take action this... brown suit 10 doesn't even know what fucking day it is all right listen right that fuck it right this is a man in his blue suit that has been given a hundred quid because he got incep- accepted into sixth form and he's gone off to top man. That's what this suit gives off. It's a big, ugly, no. 
big ugly red brown tie. Brown suit gives off top man vibes. No, it doesn't. Brown suit it is does. a distinguished gentleman with a it's fancy, not. swirly, colourful, patterned, rich, textured tie that feels more alien and feels more out there than just a what blue distinguished... suit that I could go and buy at a local H&M. You could buy that at a local H&M. No, what you couldn't. fucking distinguished gentleman is wearing a brown suit? David Tennant. Ugly. Nah, you look. <laughs> look, read me your final closing statements for this blue suit, all right? Because you'll, you'll never see it again. <laughs> it's unfortunately that is true. Well, no, you'll never see this again. Of, no, no, I think he might wear it in an episode of Sarah Jane. Maybe. All right, in, you'll never see it again in Doctor Who. Yeah, no, that's true. Unfortunately, well, for now. Um, Stop trying to find a win. Who knows? Um, look, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that the the blue suit um, was not did not go on and did not carry on through his final journeys. But unfortunately, this is the end. Um, and it it's lived a good life. It, it it knows it's the MVP. It's the it's the beautiful blue suit. It's so it's, good. You're saying it's got nothing uh, to prove. It doesn't have anything to prove. No, it's got the burgundy boots. Uh, it's paired well with a nice pale blue shirt, um, a nice tie. Looks good. This is a well put together man. He's looking his best, uh, and he's he's ready for action. And regardless of your insane and ridiculous <laughs> thoughts, you cannot take this away from me. I'll let you have it. It's your closing statement. I will offer no rebuttal, but you please offer me the same courtesy the week after next. I will not. No. <laughs> no. Because... <laughs> Because we will see it again. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, okay, yeah. fine. Well, when we so, get there, <laughs> then no. offer me the same courtesy. No. Because <laughs> even then, there's still a chance we'll see, still see it again. Yeah, it's true. It could come up. Yeah. It'll never stop coming up. Um, It'll never stop. Nathan, there is a lovely botanical garden on board. Uh, there is almost certainly the same place where Jenny died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really does give off that feeling, doesn't it? It's, yeah, I, I think it is. I think I also filmed that at the botanical garden. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, just the classic Doctor Who location pulling. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be done. It is what it is. There's no weird alien fog or no. the half or whatever. So it looks a little different. It's a good location, I think. It's nice, like it. All these kind of wide open spaces. I like that. There's they work in a little chase sequence a bit later on, like. It's a... My next note says, bro is eating a raw carrot. What a psychopath. <laughs> and from the bottom as well, yeah. like with its roots still attached. Yeah. Why would yeah. you do that? You deserve I'd... to get infected. Yeah. I... <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> I'd rip off the end and then take a chunk yeah. out of it at most. But I'm Surely not... you bite the, the thin end, the small end. No, because you don't want the stem attached, though. We're well, not going stem first, are you? Well, he did. He, what, he put the stem in his mouth? Yeah, because he pulled, right, he pulled it up from the little leafy bit at the top, the green bit. Let me go to the tape. And then I'm sure he put it in his mouth stem first. No, he's gone skinny end. He's gone skinny end. Oh, is he? Yeah. So no no stem in the mouth? No stem in the mouth. Anyway, the point he's still a psychopath for eating a raw carrot. Yeah, it's still very strange. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to season it. How do you like your carrots done? Uh, Roasted. Only. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Big fan of roasted veg. Uh, boiled, can't stand it. Mate, Hate too it. too mushy. It is, it is. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Roasted veg is the pinnacle. It's also like the unhealthiest, but like... Yeah, I mean, look, there's a reason when it's fried with oil, it tastes better. 
right? Yeah. But, but like, you're, you're right. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. it's too mushy and squishy. I need my vegetables to have no. a bit of crunch to take them seriously. Yeah. Oh no, a bit of crunch on the outside, but in, inside quite. Soft, oh yeah, you I want reckon. to melt in the middle like, core. Yeah. 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 Love a love a roasted bud at squash. They yeah. wanted six hours. <laughs> it's <laughs> carrot talk. An hour in. Oh my! This is this. I don't know what I know. People have said time and time again they like longer episodes, and we haven't had a single person say no. We want them shorter, but there's still something there which is like you can't do this. Come can't, on, yeah, speed but then it's it us. Up. It's us. We're bored of our know. own voices. Yeah, it's true. I'm like, this is insufferable, surely. Yeah. Hey. I, mate, I anyway. couldn't imagine anything worse than listening to two strangers talk about carrots. <laughs> 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 what a truly dreadful type of way to spend your time. <laughs> this is the one everyone wanted. Um, anyway, yeah, more a psychopath. Um, it, indeed. Um, but obviously that... We, we see that happen for a reason, though. There's, it's... <laughs> We see that happen for a reason. The reason he obviously gave that carrot is plot relevant. Um, it is. Um, so I think it's is it Maggie the uh, the other woman in the in the dome with him in the uh, gardens. Yeah, I think I think Maggie. Do you not have that list up? I don't know. I put it down. <laughs> Bring it back up. I think it's Maggie. Let's find out. It is Maggie. You're correct. Great. Well done. Um, yeah. So Maggie is like talking to him saying someone else but in the background we see and they do something they do this quite a lot in this episode but we we always seem to see like the the infection taking over the flood infection taking over the host's body mm. like out of sh- out of focus in the background it's yeah. always quite blurred and and like and behind someone and it's like it's really effective it's it, really well done and it's quite scary just seeing the body just start to like convulse and shake in the background and stuff like yeah almost like a bit of a stereotypical zombie infection but like done well it is i, I mean you down to the contact lenses you do get mm. a bit of that yeah um i you yeah, know it, it is like an effective horror technique I, I always like that it's normally when the character in focus and at the forefront of the shot is talking about something that's quite like human and personal to them yeah and then, and then off-centered um uh, off off to either side and out of focus there is just this kind of convulsing threat that is out of focus you can't really see and often facing the other way like yeah you, you can never really tell what is going on but the jolting it just um it works really well to unsettle you and make you like you know like mm-hmm. we've just landed here and the episode's slightly longer than normal but we're still getting straight into there's a threat and you, yeah you need to be on your toes for this one yeah perfect yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, he does a scary spin though. <laughs> they do do away with any subtlety. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. But it's it's still like it's the briefest glimpse of it though. It's probably yeah. less than a second though, and just a, just a quick flash of the the face, the infected, um, you know, the the mouth all like cut up and stuff, and looks great. But but yeah, we'll get a better look at it a little bit later. Yeah, um, we'll hold the design talk until Maggie's we'll hold. revealed. And and I do want to talk about it because yeah. there's there's some good stuff to go into. But um, the doctor then realizes he's on Bowie Base One, oh. um, obviously a reference to uh, David Bowie's Life on Mars, great song, um, and also the name of a show about time travel, kind of as well. With um, John Sim, John Sim, yeah, yeah, as well. It's Life the master. It's the master. Have you seen Life on Mars? I think I've seen an episode of it, and I liked his leather jacket, but I haven't. I yeah. never got around to very, uh, very ninth doctor looking that actually. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, kind yeah. of 
yeah, cause we, we spoke a lot about the Ninth Doctor and how he's kind of like raw dogging the leather sleeves with a t-shirt on. Stop saying raw dogging. No, but right, but you know, you've you have you ever worn a leather jacket of of a similar ilk? Yeah, you, you can't do a leather jacket with no sleeves. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it, no, but no, but also like no sleeves underneath. Your arms are going to get. Stuck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's oh, what I'm okay. saying. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant a mean... leather vest. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can do a leather vest, but <laughs> I don't think you should. You can't. You can't just like have leather, like leather over skin. Just no. Yeah. It's no good, mate. It's you need no like a. You need like maybe no t-shirt, maybe a thin jumper or sweater. You need. You need something to insulate. Yeah. Or something there. Otherwise, you're a you're a sweaty boy. I can yeah. tell you that. But My yeah, gosh. no. I I uh, Life of Mars is a good show. It's a very good show. Really good. Um, How many seasons? Is it? Uh, I think it's just two seasons of Life on Mars, and then three seasons of um, the other one. But he isn't in that. Okay. Um, what was the other one called? Oh, this is like a spin-off of it. Well, it's like a spin-off slash follow-up, but like it doesn't See. follow uh, Johnson's character because spoiler alert, he dies. Um, doesn't he but... get? Isn't it? Um, isn't he like just a guy in the in like? the 50s or something that gets so no so he's a the, he's a cop from modern day yeah. which at the time was like 2007 or oh, whatever okay. yeah um he's a manchester police officer and uh, manchester metropolitan police um and he's like going to arrest someone or something and then it, he he like gets into an accident <laughs> something happens to him i think it's like a, a car accident or something i can't really remember um but anyway he like basically thinks he's so it seems that he's died in that accident, yeah. And then he finds himself in the 1970s. After that, oh, okay, yeah. And he's like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, basically. One to add to the AHP list, I think. I would like to get around to that. That sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, it could be cool. Yeah, it's good. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I never saw the follow up show, but Ashes to Ashes—that's what it's called, I think. Ashes oh, to Ashes. yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. But yeah, no, good song, good good song and good show. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So that that scene where where the tenth doctor does realize where he is, yes, um, obviously becomes a very pivotal plot point of the episode. Mm. Um. Probably the the biggest, well, one of the biggest conflicts of the episode. Um. In terms of something that the doctor's got to work through. Um. But I I, I think, and I wanted to get your take on this because I think that normally we've spoken about the show before having not. I wouldn't call it an expositional problem. That's the problem's mm. the wrong word. But often we get large stretches of information through the doctor just going, "This happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and the blah blah." And the companion, the companion's going, "Then what?" And the doctor goes, "This happened again," and blah, blah blah. And it's it's often delivered to us in a way that is like, "Here's what you need to know. Now you can do the episode." I think in this very episode, there's two specific examples. Uh, well. There's in this very episode. There's an example of how to do exposition right and how to do exposition wrong. Um, okay. and perhaps I'll talk about that one in the later segment a little bit later. <laughs> um, but but the uh, but this is very good, like mm. fucking exposition. And, and what I really find intriguing about it is, first of all, it's like it kind of doesn't like hold back with it. It's not like. Ooh, I wonder what's going on. It's just like immediately died twenty fifty nine. Like, yeah, we meet this character and we instantly know that she's going to die. Like, it's not something that's revealed later or anything. It's just all cards on the table. This is what's it's, happening. It's, it's their obituaries. Just like yeah, the doctor goes, "You're this person," and I'm so happy to meet you. They're smiling away, thinking this is nice. Someone's really proud of us from back home, or so they think. But like, yeah, 
they, they're chuffed and they just <laughs> obituary died and they and as they as it goes on and on it becomes more harrowing and then it becomes they're all the same year right on the same day yeah and it's and it's just i don't know it gets harder and harder to watch and i also it puts us in the the doctor's headspace which is he shakes every single one of their hands hmm. and then you 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 have to assume immediately they're dead like you the doctor shakes a hand and goes oh every single time like he has that moment of connection to them and then goes oh fuck yeah they're, they're gonna die today yeah which, which is pretty wild yeah no i i think this is a great it's a great harrowing way to introduce everyone and also like just as an audience member i'm on the edge of my seat i'm like oh, how mm. how then? yeah a hundred percent yeah and i also really like the concept of like because if you think about it, this is a historical episode in the sense of like a, a Pompeii, a Shakespeare, yeah. a Richard fucking, um, not Richard, um, fucking, what's his cunt's name? Um, Christmas Carol, Gelf. Um, oh, Dickens. Dickens, Charles Dickens. Yeah, Richard. <coughs> that's why That's why that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, Charles Dickens, yeah, it's a historical episode in the sense that he's he's visiting this famous historical event that's mm. happened. It just so happens to be a historical event from our future, a historical event that we don't know about. So I, I found that really interesting. To be honest, yeah. it's uh, it's quite exciting. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, it. it's a fresh look at like, and also again, Russell. We've, <clears throat> we've often said this as well. Russell is often not someone that plays with time travel too much. He tend, yeah. he tends to go. We're in the past, and this is happening. And then they, then at the end of the episode, they leave the past and go somewhere yeah. else. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, I think this is more of that, but it is a more interesting version of let's look at something that the Doctor has a reverence for and has a cultural significance to Earth. Yeah. Just not in our lifetime. Yeah. Because um, it's it, the way it, you know this. The whole kind of conflict of this is that what happens here today sets in motion events that will reshape the Earth's future in the wider context of the galaxy and universe at large. Spoiler alert. What? Nathan, please. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but, like, but, it, but, you know, it won't, it, we, we might not ever see that, but however, it's, its importance here today is something that in the past shapes the future, even though it's in the future yes. for us. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it's also just a great chance for David Tennant to show off his uh, his articulation and pronunciation skills <laughs> as he's just <laughs> yeah. going through everyone's name. It's like, what is it? Senior technician Steffi Ulrich and all, yeah. and all this <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff. It's like he's good. He nails it. He, he does, does a really good job. He's like he will have no trouble reading out uh, you know someone's name on an email. Not like me. I, I'm fucking terrible <laughs> at it, but he. He'd be straight in there. He so. would be, but like, but also that's that's character as well, right? Because mm. like he, mm. the doctor holds these people in such high regard, like they're yeah such significant. I mean, fucking he fucking salutes to Adelaide. Yeah, he does. And if, yeah. if that's not if that's not something you pick up on in mm. terms of the doctor and how much he hates salutes, yeah, like that's that tells you everything you need to know about the levels of respect he holds for the crew. And then what I really like as well is like once he's like realize what's going on and realize where he is is like i should go i yeah. should i really gotta go you know i'm like but it's like he's wrestling with it like he's it's it's like an itch that he can't help but scratch he knows he should go and then like that like almost animal like growl comes over the intercom sort of thing from the from the gardens and he's like 
Oh, I really should go. I really should not oh, but that's very intriguing. But oh, I really should go. <laughs> I think yeah. that's that's what tips him over the edge about this, right? Because he has. We see it as well, like in earlier in season four, um, in Pompeii, he mm. knows all the facts and he knows that he shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, but here, the thing that I think really makes him wrestle with leaving is the fact that it's a mystery, even to him. Yeah, it's something that no one ever knows what happened there, just that it was yeah. tragic and heroic. Yeah, Pompeii's just a big volcano. Yeah, big and, and volcano. that's probably quite boring to the Doctor. Yeah, big volcano blew up, everyone died. Oh, know what that is, right? Donna, we gotta go. See you yeah. later. Yeah. Um, this, it's a mystery. It's... Who knows what happened? Yeah, um, and he has the chance to find out, but then he's like, "Oh, but that's risky. Yeah, that's... shit it... can happen. There's there are nice... rules. There are laws. There are. Yeah, for um, now anyway. There's a <laughs> yeah until until there very much isn't, um, and then there is again. Look, what uh, a nice writing quirk that I like in this is that once he shakes all of their hands after that point, um, for this scene at least, he he refers to them only in past tense. By the way, it's raining quite bad here, so if it does... I don't know if it will pick up, but if you do hear weird sounds, it's the rain hitting my windowsill. I'll try and keep it out as much as possible. It's it's not Nathan just tapping or something. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) do apologize. Just banging on the window. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, he only... Mm -hmm. Yeah, after after he shakes all their hands, he only refers to them uh, in past tense, just another detail of, like... You know, for a, for a man that knows a lot of the history of time and space, he's mm. he's conte- he's conceptualized who they are, and he's probably yeah. spoken about them in past tense before. But like the, I know that they make a big deal out of the um, "you were only twenty seven yeah. line. But then another one that when I know you're only twenty seven, I am. I would hate to die. <laughs> that would be really bad. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh. Was Gemma Chan twenty seven? At this point, I mean, she looks about that age. She's not. She what, what is she? Is she like in her forties now? Because surely not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. Um, she is. She looks great. Forty-one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> I mean, forty-one's not that old, but like, no, but to look that though. good at forty, yeah, yeah. I'm thirty, and I look horrific. I'm <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to. You, like, you guys are lucky. This is a podcast. <laughs> you know, you don't want to see what we're working with over here. You don't want this to be filmed. Trust me. <laughs> um, no, but another line that when um, it hasn't obviously gone unnoticed, but it wasn't. It wasn't as big of a deal as that. You were only twenty seven. It's that they never forget mm. your names, and that's yeah. that's a haunting thing to say to a group of people that you don't. Know. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd be but, like, "What do you mean by that one, Chief?" Yeah, I would. They let it go way <laughs> too quick. I'd be like, "Hang on." What do you mean by that stranger who just showed up on this desolate planet? Yeah. Rewind, brother, <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, you're right. They mm. hear that kind of animalistic growl uh, on yeah. the, the on the radio. They get a little. They get the camera feed up, but the lights start going mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, so they go then, and check it out. Yeah, they go check it out, and then that's very. I th- I think from this point on, it's a lost cause for the Doctor. Like he's not quite. Not quite. There's a, there's a moment mm. a little bit later where he has another bit of crossroads moment. Um, he, does, he does have a crossroads, but I think if he'd have just left here and now, he'd have. Yeah, he yes. wouldn't have got. I mean, obviously he wouldn't have because he but wouldn't have. But also, yeah. yeah, but also if he left then, he wouldn't have got either. Yeah, true. But I feel like he would have. I feel like that's an emotional crossroads that happens later on. 
because he knows. No, no, now. I'm not. Talk- I'm not talking about the emotional one. There's just another one, like oh, I should go again moment. Oh, I see. Okay. Not to. okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, on their route, on their long old um corridor run, same corridor. Too long. Yes, of course. Yeah. Not building. <laughs> They're not going to two corridors, are they? <laughs> just it's a, just, just the a flip same of the big angle. Fucking warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he hates it when people reduce robots by giving them silly voices. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the hypocrisy is called out, but what it's because he's like, oh, and you know, you know, they dress him up as things, and he's like, yeah, I know someone that made their robot a dog, and he's like, oh, that's different. Obviously, referring to K nine. Yeah, he didn't build K nine though. No, but he, he loves K nine, doesn't he? So yeah, but <laughs> but he says that's different. <laughs> I do, I do like that. It's like. <laughs> I hate silly robots. I'd much rather put them in a cupboard and <laughs> make them look at a wormhole. He has nothing to do with putting K9 in a cupboard, all right? That's all on Sarah Jane. Yeah, it's right? true. I'm going to call a robot RSPCA on her. <laughs> yeah. That woman will address her crimes <laughs> when we get there, and we will. <laughs> and we will, maybe. Um, oh. After Classic Who, we'll get there. Oh, my God, yeah, we're not going to be there for years. Although, we, I don't know. We, I still haven't decided on the order. I like, like that it's that just first. your decision. It is, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> it's my podcast. My You're mistake. the guest, the companion. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do say it, and I do let you get away with it. Um, what do you mean, let me get away oh, with it? Oh, shut up. You can't <laughs> let me have anything, can you? <laughs> Allow me some semblance of dignity, please. I will not. Um, anyway, it turns out Andy is making that growl. Mm. Andy is the bloke who ate the carrot raw. Just raw dogged that carrot straight up. Yeah. Um, and he's the one who's who's growling like a fool. That's pretty scary. That's pretty spooky. That is pretty spooky. But you missed out that yeah. on their way, there's a pretty significant question that the doctor oh asks Adelaide. God. Okay, go on then. <laughs> Six hours, Nathan. Oh, no, also, it's a pretty big plot thing. All right, go on then. Is that uh, he, he gets a chance to actually speak to his hero one-on-one. Um, and he, he asks her if it was all worth it. And I think it's just a nice little conversation between the pair of them. Like, Adelaide says something to the effect of, um, like she she gets to go above the planet start a fresh thing somewhere where a planet isn't filled with smoke like everything that's ever happened on that planet standing above it makes her feel like this that she's embarking on an extremely important task which she is um and i don't know i think i think this is a this is this is another nail in the coffin for the doctor leaving because it's just that he i think he can grapple with that like he he has also stood mighty and tall above planets and you know experienced other lives out there and and seen the fall and seen planets decay over his many many years of living so i don't know i just i I like that connection moment between the pair of them also means we got some shit coming as well for us yeah not great no not great not Not great look at earth yeah Mm. pretty bleak but i mean we knew that already it's already pretty bleak we did yeah maybe that's the wally connection (laughs) maybe that's why they based gadget on wally maybe Maybe. Um, I don't think Gadget was based on Wally. Well, actually, maybe. Subconsciously. That, that Probably kind that of thing like, where you're like, yeah. you, you don't really think about it, but it just like infiltrates your mind anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you've got, you, you, you kind of look at the two pictures again and you go, oh, uh-oh. Like a, yeah, like a sub, uh, unconscious inspiration or subconscious inspiration or something. It's One of them. Something, um, I, know, I know what you're saying anyway. Yeah it's, yeah, it's in the back of your mind. You associate that with a robot. You go, I could make yeah. a play on a robot. Yeah. A typical robot, yeah. Um, um anyway. Um 
<laughs> Adelaide, uh, at one point when they get to the Botanical Gardens, the Doctor uses the sonic screwdriver to turn the lights on. And Adelaide's <laughs> like, what the fuck's that? Um, and then she asks if he's a janitor. Um, and he, and he, uh, he, he calls himself the maintenance man of the universe with <laughs> such a big smile on his face. And like... <laughs> That 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 ego, that famous ten ego, really is yeah. riding high right now, isn't it? We're we're reaching dangerous levels of that ego. There was just something about the little smile that was like, oh, "You smug prick, man." Yeah, <laughs> hey, look, he is smug, but it's still it's a playful smug. It's not yeah. a terrifying smugness, which no. happens maybe later on. Maybe but, yeah, yeah. The maintenance man of the universe is is very silly. Um, and I, I, do you know what? I can, I, I, I feel very vindicated by someone that sees the sonic screwdriver and then just goes, "That's dumb." I don't <laughs> think she said that's dumb. That. She didn't say no, dumb. No, but she calls him a janitor. She's like, "What are you, the janitor?" <laughs> it's just because he's got a screwdriver. She's not impressed by it, Nathan. Quite clearly, <laughs> as as evidenced by her tone. You would be impressed by the screwdriver. Yeah, but I'm not from. 25th, oh, but she's, she was born in 1999, yeah. Yeah, she's younger than you. Yeah. She's Gen Z. You're Gen Z, technically. Oh, oh my God, that's dreadful. Yeah. No, it's not. Nothing wrong with being Gen Z. Yeah, but aren't they the one that everyone makes fun of? Everyone makes fun of everyone. <laughs> oh, yes, the world. <laughs> yeah. Silly me. I'm a millennial. Everyone makes fun of millennials. Because we, like, say, hecko and... Hecko Pupper and Hecko Doggo and all this sort of stuff. What 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 are, what happens to Gen Zs? What do we say? Oh God, that's Cap. I mean, I look. I open the podcast in a particular way. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you found that funny as well. You found that really funny. You said, um, "No, no rebuttal." Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, right. So what what's going on? Andy was making a roar. Uh, Andy was making a roar. Yeah, here I have a note that just says Adelaide fucking hates Ed, um, <laughs> and I think it was because they were talking about the roar, and Andy was like, "Oh, let me know," and she's like, "Shut up, Andy!" And okay, then, oh, get no, off Andy, the fucking Ed. comms. Yeah, she's like, "Get off the comms, Ed!" Like she, anytime Ed pipes up, she's immediately like, "Shut the fuck up, Ed!" Yeah, like, but then they have their little, they have their moments. But then there's a scene later. Spoilers. Where his final words, spoilers, are, um, you never could forgive me. Yeah. So there's history. There's obviously So Summer's happened. Yeah, yeah, Summer's happened. And she, like, maybe you cheated on her. Maybe they were together. They were former lovers. It do- no, but you, you jest. But it does feel mm. like that. Like, there is Possibly, a connection yeah. between them. And she, she always pulls him up on shit rather than <laughs> reprimand anyone else. She's very harsh on him. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, yeah. No, I, I like that. They have a nice little, they have a bond. There's and, mysteries afoot. Yeah, there are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. Was she, he, he wasn't watching along with the family, was she? Uh, was he? Ed wasn't. I'm think, trying to think, is that his granddaughter as well? No. 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 Well, she might have I known Ed be. for a very long time. We don't know. I don't think so. No. I, I think they would have mentioned that, like... <laughs> Susie Fontana's grandfather was also on this thing. I mean, I get, look, maybe, I guess, yeah. Yeah. In this sexist world we live in, I suppose. They yeah. are very specific about the fact that it's her grandmother's inspiration, not, you know, yeah. not both her grandparents. Well, yeah, so. but it, 
he's, you know, if, if a granddad was Ed, he might have been a swine. He might have been a philanderer out cheating amongst the world. Then what's he doing on Bowie Base 1? Good at his job. <laughs> Stop this. He might be. You know as much as I, which is not much. What is it about you that when whenever you propose a theory <laughs> and I and I like correctly shoot that down and give you reasons why that can't happen, you're like, no, but it might if this impossible thing happens, you know? Because I have to be right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, um, shut up, Lawrence. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, we're, we're in the Botanical Gardens. Um, we, I think this is where we get a better look at the uh, the design of the the flood and stuff. Because um, yeah. we we see, uh, I think it, yeah, we see Andy initially from the from behind, and we just see him like seemingly staring into space. He's like he's soaked. His clothes are dripping. There's water coming off him. Mm. Um, it's really scary. It's really good. The should we do some design talk? No, we'll do that later. Okay. Yeah, but well, it looks good. There goes my point then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it looks good. It does look um, good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Maggie changes in the background. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, where am I? Maggie gets back to solitary confinement. confinement. Yeah, Maggie goes back to solitary confinement, um, and then Yuri's been insufferable once again. He's not. He's being nice to her. Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, here's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the scene where they find um, Andy and I think it's Tarek, the other guy. Um, mm. And uh, th- this is one of the standout shots of the episode for me. And I think this is why Graham Harper deserves like the praise that, that he gets. Because there was just something really striking about the way that... like. Tarek is just kneeling and it's almost like he's been baptized yeah. by the flood, basically, with like Andy and his hand just outstretched over him, just like like that's very striking imagery. That's like mm. something we can all recognize, like a almost like a worshipful sort of uh, pose, basically. Um it's like yeah, an initiation, it's, isn't it? Kind exactly. Of yeah. yeah. And the way he's just like shaking as like he's He's baptized and soaked in this water and stuff, and it's and and there's there's way it's like it's not like it's not properly lit. You can only see them like by the the shines of like the Doctor and Adelaide's torches and stuff, and it's it's really effective. It's really well done, and I think it's good stuff, man. It's like I I, I wrote down that it was kind of like a the imagery itself when they shine the torches on them is like. At first, it's kind of a shock, like it's like a deer in headlights situation. Yeah. But very quickly, you realize that, like, as a deer would be with, in headlights, that these two aren't afraid. Yeah. Like, they, they've been caught and they were startled. But yeah. They're, but they're like, oh, fucking prey, basically. 100%. Um, yeah. And that, that dynamic very quickly changes from, like, two people that are armed, and it becomes a, another point later on that, you know, the gun never goes off, a testament yeah. to the caliber of, of Adelaide. Um, but it very quickly becomes, oh, we're this. This is a cat and mouse situation, and we're not who we thought we were in this. Now we can talk about the design. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> go on, go on. You you maybe wait, but you can take first run if you like. Uh, it's great. It's it's yeah. so well done from a like fucking uh, practical prosthetics um, point of view. It's it's genius, really. Mm. Like. Obviously, you saw the confidential, but for those who don't, what they were able to do is they were able to like run tubes of water 
along their face, which is then covered up with like prosthetics and like yeah. the the scarred and cracked mouth and everything like that. But then the tubes go into their actual mouth and is just constantly pumping water out. So that's how you they get that effect where like the water is just constantly spilling out and it it looks so freaky, but it looks fucking amazing, man. Yeah. It genuinely looks incredible. And it's always dripping out of their sleeves as well and stuff. It's yeah, that that's the other great. thing. I think it's like it's it's i think it's probably one of the best makeup and and prosthetics design works that the show's had this far. i think so yeah yeah definitely and like yes visually it's striking and it looks cool and like the i love the cracked skin around the mouth because it Mm. feels like like it it, it, and this becomes a thing later on but like the water is patient the water will always win It, it like it feels like it's cracking away the constant pouring of water is eroding away at their flesh yeah like it sounds ridiculous but drying their mouth out yeah, because like it, the moisture is leaving their body, but like all of that aside, right? Even if that wasn't so cool, like it's an absolute testament that they can basically pour aggressive floods of water onto their prosthetic, and it holds place whilst an actor mm. is moving their mouth and it's yeah. being rained piss on. <laughs> like, yeah, it genuinely like it, it's it's an incredible achievement, and it and it it's fucking horrifying to look at as well. It is. It's so freaky. Yeah. It's... There's, and that, like, Maggie in particular has this, like, really unsettling look on her. There's something about the, the wide eyes that she has and, like, the the way she turns her head and looks from person to person, like, when they're all, like, uh, in that in that room trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with her. It's, it's really haunting stuff, man. It yeah. looks great. It, mate, it, it looks it, so good. I, I, I will forgive the contact lenses. <laughs> that are very obvious but like well but isn't that like i mean yeah they're obvious but like <laughs> you can see that the where yeah, they're I, around yeah yeah i don't care though like, no i don't either like it's it yeah it, it it works somehow yeah like and also like the rest of the design is so fucking impressive that if you can't really take the entire thing down by being like mm. oh, i saw the the contact lenses around the eyes yeah um yeah, I, I like that. So the Doctor and Adelaide run away. They um, run away on a robot. They, well, they yeah, but before they, they get to the robot. <laughs> okay, there's more. Okay. There is more. I like that they it's they shoot water at the thing. The door is not open, right? Mm. So they, but they shoot. They still one of them shoots like a, a a spray of water at the door, and it, you hear the sound it makes as it cracks against the metal. Mm. Like it's it's a proper bang, um, and I like that. I don't know if, as just in terms of what the episode is doing like in terms of keeping us on our toes as an audience like water when you're when you're in space right like water is a resource that you can put a number on right like Mm. and obviously they you know it becomes a thing later on but it's it's something that would seemingly be scarce but good and a home comfort and something that you need to survive and I like that they straight away they recontextualize it as a weapon like it's something that's Mm. physically being shot at them as a threat and like, you know, that's fucking it's scary stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of the idea behind the episode, really. The idea behind the flood and the monster and what makes it so scary is because water is fundamental to survival. Mm. Like it's it's essential. It's not a choice. We fucking need that to live. <laughs> yeah. And they've taken the one thing we need to live and turned it into a monster. That's. Mm. That's pretty spooky stuff. That's just from a writing perspective. 
was good writing. It was good stuff. Yeah, it cha- it changes everything. It changes like, yeah. even if even if they defeated the flood, they need to come home. The mission's done. They, their yeah. water is contaminated. They can't they can't carry on without this key resource. Um, I like that they bring up the idea that the humans are like was it sixty or seventy percent water? What are we again? I don't know. Sixty, I think. Yeah, we, we've got a lot. Of, we're watery boys. Right? That's the yeah. point. Um, and that makes human beings the perfect host. Um, but design-wise, did they look a bit more like facially? Did they look a bit more bloated? The yes. Do you know? I mean, they feel like they're a bit more. They look like and maybe it's the prosthetics. A, yeah, but, that's what I think it is realistically. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it, it looks great. It, it serves. It that does look, they great. look like they're carrying water weight on them. Yeah, um, yeah, which is cool. And I guess they are. So. I mean, yeah, yeah. Actually, they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so now they escape on a robot. Yes, they escape on a robot. Um. My note here says, "Why is this dude having the wildest orgasm of his life <laughs> while the doctor rides gadget?" <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't. Why is why is the fact that the doctor's riding gadgets suddenly mean this guy has been hijacked? <laughs> like. <laughs> He's like screaming and shaking, but like he doesn't move when Gadget moves. No, he controls his arms. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird one. It is, and I just think that they wanted to do a bit of cross cutting so that they we didn't just stay yeah. on the Doctor in Adelaide on a fucking roller coaster for a minute. Yeah, because you know they they spend the VFX shots elsewhere on this episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so they were like, I mean, there are times when you see that robot and you're like, oh, that's going four miles an hour, if that, you know, <laughs> like, with a wind machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. They love an opportunity to blow a fuck off wind machine at David Tennant's hair, don't they? He always looks good. He, he does. always looks good. Hair, and there's that gif. What's that gif? Hair trembling with emotion. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's good hair. It shouldn't it work, but it does. Somehow. It does. Um, where are we here? Um, blah, 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 blah. Where is this? Ah, here we go. Um, so, so yeah, we have then a scene pretty similar to the last one, where like once again the the infected, the flood have like well, the Doctor and Adelaide are in the little lock airlock room sort of thing, mm. whilst the flood and the the infected are on the other side. And the dog has this great line where he just says, water is patient, water just waits. It wears down the clifftops and the mountains, the whole of the world. Water always wins, uh, which I think is very good. It's a great line. And also yeah. the great lines come from the doctor who knows that they all die. <clears throat> yeah, like yeah, I think true. it's, I think that's the last gasp of him trying to be like, you need to leave. Like this needs to yeah. not be my choice. Yeah. But you need to get out of here if you want to live. He's 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 sowing seeds for them to to make their own choice. I think a hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. No, a great great line as well. Like it just sets you know like a basic human need up as the most terrifying threat. Like, and he's right though as well because yeah. there's like there's no stop in water. No, you know you can't, you it's can't, like yeah. <laughs> you can't. It's like fucking hell. That is it's it's so powerful. And I always think back to like scenes. Um, yeah, uh, in the Titanic, which I, I am obsessed with, obviously. Um, but just just those scenes of the water just ripping through like metal and windows and just coming through it all, like it's <clears throat> you can't win, you know. No, you, you can't. You can't beat water. I, out of interest of keeping this longer for the six hour fans out there, um, now is a perfect time to bring up that I recently failed 
uh, to to highlight an example of a point I was trying to make on another Happy Pod, uh, where you told me that every three hour movie that exists could have something removed to be to make it an hour and Fuck. thirty. I know where you're going with this. Fuck. Right. So anyway, the Titanic. <clears throat> can you can you tell me what hour and a half you would remove? Surely this is a conversation for another happy. Pod. Yeah, but these these guys want six hours, and we're here. No, but they want six hours. and still got legs content, all right. So no, nah, it's an easy it's an easy get out for Nathan. Come no. tune in. <laughs> come tune in on another happy pod this week, where Nathan will be put on the spot. We'll see. <laughs> You've evaded me this time. If you remember, because we know what your memory is like. Listen, right. Do you know what? Hey, Siri, (laughs) set a reminder for Sunday at 9pm. What do you want to be reminded about? Nathan Titanic thing. That'll come up and you'll be like, what the fuck does that mean? No, I'll remember. It's whether I remember to bring it up when we start recording or not. That's the next Yeah, exactly. You'll forget 10 minutes later once we've started. (laughs) It's true. I probably will. Nathan, the Doctor speaks ancient North Martian. Yeah, makes sense. He knows every language. He does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Does it not make sense? No, he does. It does. It's just silly, isn't it? It's, we just get well, like. Why is he silly? Because it is. It's always silly when he goes like. Uh, 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 just he's says not silly going noises. Uh, he's, he's making like guttural he's... noises. No, this sounds like a language. He's not just going Joe Romofo. No. <laughs> this it sounds like an actual language. This it, does. It's better than Jadoon. But it's but a it's, lot better. But it's definitely silly. It's definitely still no, silly. I, I I'd rethink that statement if I was you. I don't I don't think it sounds silly at all. I would put money on the fact that there weren't lines and David Tennant made noises. No, I don't think so. No, I, I think that no, I think they're smarter than that. No. Okay. I think they they've got a linguistic expert in. <laughs> no chance for what Why for not? one line. Yeah. No chance. They got in a fucking um they got in a lasso expert on the next doctor when David Morrissey has to lasso a fucking cyber shade. You make a fair point. So Yeah, alright, yeah. fine, fine, fine. Right, I see I see your game. I see your game. Yeah. It's a fair point. <laughs> um alright, so we find out that the base <laughs> is been has been built on top of a glacier frozen over. Um yeah. something and... to do with the uh, the uh, ice warriors. Yeah, what's, so what's all this about then? This is a classic thing, I don't right? Know. They perp- yeah, they purposefully kept it quite fake, though. So, yeah. like, maybe it's related to them, but maybe not, I don't know. Yeah, because they, but... they were the previous inhabitants of Mars. Maybe, I yeah. don't really know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway... They're a classic the... monster, anyway. Yeah. Uh, all the water is filtered, so that's where they get their water supply. Um, yeah. That's why they've not had to carry big old tubs for years and years. Um, yeah. All their all the water supply is filtered and screened and checked for contaminants and it goes through any check. So basically, it's always safe. Um, yeah. Whenever they drink always. it. So, yeah. So we find that out and yeah, as long that, as that filter is there, yeah, it's always safe. <laughs> so that's just it's left great. there for a little bit. I yeah. wonder what yeah. could have possibly happened. Yeah. As long as that filter is in place and everything is safe. Um, anyway, on a non-related note. <laughs> um, no, no, but we will get to it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is where the Doctor then has uh, that moment, like, because then, you know, they speak to, uh, well, they don't speak, but they look at Maggie for a while, try to figure out what's going on. They decide, right now, we need to evacuate this kind. Let's get out of yeah. here. People are infected. This is 
we can't let uh, this shit go on. Um, but then the doctor is like, well, but maybe you're infected, bitch. What do you think about that? Um, he doesn't call her bitch, just, just full disclosure. <laughs> um, and then she's You can't like, start oh, flagging like this, Nathan. We got a wild, wild ago. No, I'm trying to get to a point. I thought okay. there's stuff I need to get through. <laughs> okay. So then they're like, oh, shit, can't you right? Um, so anyway, let's go check out the water. <laughs> so they go see the ice. Um, uh, but, 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 oh, wait, no. No, yes, yes, yeah, fucking hell. So, <laughs> they, so Adelaide goes to check out the eyes, and then the daughter's like, right, yeah, no, good. So you go do that. I'm going to go. I should go, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I should. I really should go. Yuri, no point in me seeing the eyes, is there? Ah, oh, fuck it. And then he just goes. Adelaide! He, he, he does the definition of... um. Olivia Rodrigo's "Fuck It, It's Fine" from the um, <laughs> yeah, does, yeah. from the um, that song I enjoy. What's that song called? Uh, um, yes, I know that he's my ex, but can two people reconnect? I only see uh, him as a friend. What is that What's song it called, Nathan? Uh, something about an ex, maybe. I don't know what that song's called. Fuck, what is it called? It's a good song. It's a good song. Olivia Rodrigo. Um, drive no, not driver's license. No, it's That's driver's license. <laughs> no, it's not driver's license. That's the other one. <laughs> um, bad idea, right? That's it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm seeing you tonight. It's a bad idea, right? Oh, I was right there in the chorus. And people were screaming at us there. <laughs> yeah, come <laughs> on! It's this, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Oh. We're old men, okay. Just know if he cut that down, it took us a good minute to, to, <laughs> to remember that. Yeah, and we didn't even remember it. Nathan checked it. <laughs> uh anyway um yeah yeah he's like again that itch he can't can't help but scratch he like he knows like he shouldn't but he just cannot help himself he yeah he needs to to know and to to see what happens and to to get involved with this mystery i i fucking love this moment that that kind of switch. and i think and i think this is the nail in the coffin like you were saying it was earlier, I think this is the yeah. the final nail. No, once that... it, once he's had this moment, it's like, that's it now, you're involved, cunt. Yeah, no, I I, I would say you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. It does feel like this is the point in the episode where it pulls off a pretty rare feat in Doctor Who, which is that as an audience member watching it, we always yeah. want the Doctor to save the day, right? We yeah. want, we, we're going, this is the part where we start to digest and make a plan and start to win the day. Yeah. Um, And this is one of the only occasions I can think of where I'm sat there going, I won't feel rested until the doctor leaves. Yeah. It's one of the rare occasions where as an audience member, you go, no, don't help. Yeah. Go leave. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck off. Yeah. Roll credits. Let's do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a crazy achievement, isn't it? Like a show that's monster of the week makes an yeah. audience member feel like the monster should not win that's you don't want the monster to win but you don't want the doctor no. to help yeah yeah it's a it's a very well it's it's really well executed from a script and directing standpoint and performances as well and speaking of performances we oh. get what is uh an, an amazing scene next and one of the best david tennant and lindsay duncan they're a fucking powerhouse together they have yeah. like at least three scenes together during this episode where it's just like it's just amazing. It's yeah. just fucking talk about performances from both of them. But this one in particular, they're they're having a look over the ice field or whatever, um, and then 
Lindsay gets a Lindsay. Um, Adelaide gets a little bit curious as to like why the doctor seems to know so much about like what's going on here yeah. and stuff. And he's like, it's a fair oh, curiosity you know, to have, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's like, oh, like imagine if he was in Pompeii and stuff. And he talks about this supposed theory he has about like fixed points and all this stuff. But then he goes into like you know the the legacy of adelaide and talking about you know her granddaughter being inspired and and being inspired by her legacy and then traveling out um further than any human has gone before and then because of that generations to come and you know the human race spreads out amongst the stars just all because of adelaide it all started with her and it's Mm. it's such a beautiful scene this is like again like i i mentioned it last week it's one of those things the doctor does well especially the 10th doctor when he can he can find that like when he's talking about humanity with such reverence mm. and like love and just such wonder and fascination he has like it's almost poetic there's almost something poetic about the way he talks and the way he makes it sound it's yeah. it's really good and it's just really nice to listen to and it's, it's like it's quite emotional as well it, it absolutely is i think that there is mm. obviously the the doctor there's a reason the doctor keeps going back to earth and it's because hey that's where the audience is from but he's like, got a human fetish yeah, yeah oh no jesus <laughs> he does particularly 19 year old blondes oh yeah that's true hmm yeah chris hansen coming into the tardis <laughs> why don't you take a hansen. seat here <laughs> doctor take a seat i'm chris hansen <laughs> you're on how to catch a predator <laughs> doctor walks into the t- <laughs> oh, um, funny. but but no i you're right though there is a there is um a reverence and a high regard he holds humans in and he's always i think he's there is a part of him that he is so elevated beyond what humans are capable of like he's a time traveler that can mm. live for however many years he can regenerate like he's got all of these abilities but he still has such a respect for how humanity has like blossomed grown evolved changed yeah. developed and 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 it's slowly taking its place out there in the in the universe. Um, I always remember that line. I can't remember what episode it's from. Um, I think it's around season two. But that he, oh, I know it's from um, Devil Planet one with you. But yeah. when he goes, uh, he just the way he says this line always stuck out to me, and it is such like a not a thesis statement out of ten, but one of them anyway. But just the way he says, human beings are amazing. Yeah, just like that yeah. with his little high pitched voice when he gets excited and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's great. He is. He's it. a big kid that's easily impressed he by is. like I, it, what it feels like is when like you you like your excited older brother, like your little brother, figures something out and goes yeah. to show the older brother, and the older brother's like, "I knew this, but that's really cool that you know this too now." <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> Right, so this scene, we get... It's a really fucking interesting scene in general. Very interesting. And we, we might be on this scene for a while. Um, oh, well, I've strapping got some, everyone. <laughs> I've got some stuff to say. Okay. Um, it, well, it's a Stolen Earth reference, which is interesting in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which does two really cool things for me. One, it makes the previous stories hold weight to the to the side human characters that it does affect yeah it's too too often it's and we'll, we'll you know we're gonna get all of this to come but too often it's like remember the daleks nope <laughs> no no idea they only killed my neighbors but i don't I, no idea who they are 
There's a reason for that, though. I, is, I know there is, but we know is, the real reason for it, don't we? Oh, uh, yeah, but I also agree with that real reason as well, though. I think that should mm. happen. Okay. Well, I, I mean, then I think, I think it loses the impact if you're like, oh, it's the Daleks again. Like, humans are just like, oh, it's the Daleks. We know the Daleks. Yeah, I, I, I do see your point. You need it to keep it fresh. Mm. Yeah. But... I think yeah I don't know I think there's there's, there's a certain handling of it. <laughs> anyway, that's that's conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's by the by, right? Yeah. Um, the second thing I think it does is it makes the Doctor feel grander in the universe. Like it, you get like this, while <laughs> there's that, not enough of that going on. <laughs> no, no, but like I like it. Right, this is one of the things that I like. Um, I I like it that Adelaide was inspired by what she saw. Meanwhile, the Doctor was up there in the stars fixing that problem. Like mm. it, it just like it's. And the Doctor would probably have known that. He knew about the Dalek, and he, like, he, he, he knew, you know, what day that it happened. Like, I just like that he's off doing all these amazing things, but he's still so continuously impressed by this, this, the, the, the persistence and the, the, how influential this one woman was. Um, Here's something that's interesting that I just thought of. Mm. So, the Doctor knew, obviously, about Bowie Base One. He knew about... Uh, Captain Underweight Brook, and he knew about what she said about her story with the the Dalek and stuff. Yeah. So, do you reckon while the Stolen Earth was going on, he had a thought like, ah, oh. I think like, probably he considered it. Yeah. Because mm. like I I don't think he would have known about that event specifically. Because if he did, he'd probably have mentioned it at one point. This, well, this um, is where the time travel gets icky, right? Yeah, this is where it, it gets <laughs> confusing. Because for a man who knows like all of time and space, there sure are a lot of events he does not know about and suddenly finds himself in. Yeah, but that's and time also travel. probably events that change. Probably, yeah, because he, he always knew about uh, Bowie Base yeah. One. Yeah, so he's and then he gets there and he's like, "Do I now remember this? Do I remember Maybe. what?" Like, it's all very confusing. I don't know. Yeah, time travel is confusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like it. I I really, I, it's quite beautiful the Dalek scene and seeing mm. like a creature that is literally designed to kill. Yeah, this decide to spare a life for some reason, and we know the reason. We all know the reason, but like it's it's quite interesting just just to see the Dalek just looking at her. Um, and we do get that reused Dalek shot, which is good stuff. Yeah. I love a reused shot in Doctor Who, just the <laughs> eye stalk coming down. The, the one practical shit, like, it's a holy CGI Dalek throughout yeah. the whole thing, but then they have the one practical close-up, which is like, we're not getting a Dalek for this episode, all right? Just no, reuse yeah. an old shot. Just change okay? the background, all right? And just put it close-up, no one will know, all right? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, um, I had this down as Doctor Who magic, uh, and I wonder if you'll agree. Oh, here we go. And, it, and you kind of already said it. It's the the Daleks iconography is is associated with hatred and oppression. That's their their whole role um, in Doctor Who is always t- tends to be most of the time ninety nine percent of the time is about dominance and and being victorious, right? Spreading hatred amongst the amongst the stars. And I love that they're their entire role in this episode actually has the opposite effect. It inspires the best in humanity. And at a, the Doctor's line about how Adelaide followed, I knew I was going to follow it one day, not out of revenge, but out of discovery. I wanted to see, like, not just where it came from, but, like, what was out there. Hmm. 
I think I just think it's a beautiful sentiment that the humans can find. You know, there's it's a... a beautiful sentiment. Yeah, is it Doctor Who magic? I think so. And uh, but but as we know, I am the leading authority on Doctor as, Who. And look, magic. I come to you humbly. With it my is pitch. a phrase I coined. So, um, <laughs> allowed. It is agreed. All right, cool. Yes, <laughs> I, I slammed my judge hammer. <laughs> Thank you. Your your is it a gavel? A gavel. I deem it Doctor Who magic. Hell yes. All right. Not, only is, it, not only is it a certified <laughs> banger, it's also Doctor Who magic certified. All right. Let's take a break and then we'll come back for the remaining four hours. Oh, we're doing this again. No, we're not. We'll keep going. <laughs> no, I, I know. <laughs> the water is absolutely drinkable and fine if the filters are there. This is my next note, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a fucking I'll, idiot. I'll read my note. It's like, so they just didn't use a filter? <laughs> like it was bust and they had no spare so he was just like oh well yeah. I think, and <laughs> it, it, he's it, making a little video diary he's like and of course they don't fit i'm like yeah God, that's a pressing matter <laughs> that is a big problem you need to like, send that you need to be pulling water resources now you need to have he buckets. really he really did not seem bothered that they were just gonna have unfiltered water <laughs> he found it quite amusing yeah you need to drain he, that glacier now. And, but then and, he's off soaking his carrots in water like it's fucking no one's business. Oh, mate. he is, yeah. What a, no what wonder. A, he deserved to die, that one. <laughs> he did. Moron, he did. yeah. <laughs> Strange. So so weird. It, 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 look, I won't use that phrase because that's reserved for another bit, but it's, it's strange. In an incredibly well-written episode, it seems like yeah. quite a large contrivance. He does. It's just the fact <laughs> that he doesn't seem phased by it at all. Yeah. It seems like... Because so, they do make a clear point of saying the water is filtered, it's safe, yeah. you know? And like, okay, but <laughs> what was this guy's issue then? Is he just a fucking idiot? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I'll show them a... for sending us the wrong filter. We'll all die. See how they like it. <laughs> such an odd moment. And also, um, boots on the ground on Earth. Send the right yeah. ones. How yeah, much money you, you poured into this project? <laughs> That's a big oversight. It's a massive... Oh, what a... But also, Surely uh, someone should have checked if the filters fit. Can, why do they need a new filter? Did it break? Can't it just be taken off? No one, you, no one drinks? You, you have to... Filters can only be used for a certain amount of time. The wear down over oh, time, I Oh, I think. see. Okay. Yeah. Like a, like a, the filter in your your Brita or whatever. You know that Brita? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big jug you put in the fridge? I, I don't personally have one because I'm not rich like you. But, um... I, I definitely <laughs> fucking don't have one, mate. So uh, you here with your fucking countertop dishwasher? Oh, li- listen, all right, it's it's useful. There's <laughs> my dishwasher right here. <laughs> He's holding up his hands, everyone. <laughs> he did a visual joke. He knows better. He's got a PhD in podcasting. It's true. I do. Um, so yeah. Anyway, what a fucking idiot. What an idiot. Um, uh, my next note then goes on to say. Um, Oh, he's talking about Ed and when they're they're packing up the fucking ship to to evacuate and stuff. And Ed tells everyone, uh, "I haven't had enough time to do the fucking food or whatever. So if you want food, carry it yourselves." Do you not want food? <laughs> no, he's. I think he's got <laughs> protein packs for everyone. But I think he's saying, oh. he's, he's like, if you want anything that doesn't taste like shit." Oh, I see. Okay, well, I've I've missed. Okay, <laughs> I might look, I might be wrong, but he might be he might just be count, counting on other people taking in the bacon or something, and he's like, oh, I'll have a bit of his. I see. Okay, well, it still it still sounded a bit weird though. Yeah, it does. The, it is weird. Yeah, 
Yeah. If you want food, you'll carry. You have to carry yourselves. But like, yeah, it's a nine month trip, mate. I think you all <laughs> want food. <laughs> You, you might know? need it. Oh, they might. They might go to. They might go in a little cryo sleep thing, though. You don't know. You still need food, Laurie. You still need to sustain the human body. I thought if you get frozen, you don't need any of that shit. Also, that's technology that doesn't exist. You're just basing this off Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's cool technology. <laughs> I don't, you don't need doesn't to eat it? if you're in. Like again, this is technology that doesn't exist. We're arguing about a fictional fucking thing. Nah, Captain America did it in the forties. No. <laughs> And he ain't even have no machines, Nathan. <laughs> Enough of this. <laughs> Tell me I I'm wrong. Not, I will not entertain this. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the doctor's watching them all pack away. Yes, yes, and yes. It, and it's very... Oh, like, he's, he's yeah. just wait, He's watching them, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's almost like he's at that point where... I know, I, I know we spoke about it earlier, but like... Ooh. Yeah, it's the final, like it's the final moment. If yeah. he doesn't leave now, he never, never will. Because this is the yeah. point that it, it's all fucked from here. Yeah, he's holding that orange spacer in his hands. He's like, oh. he's looking at them. He's looking at the door. Adelaide has do. that look to him as well. Yeah, she walks yeah. past and she just like she looks at him, clocks he's by the door, and then just carries yeah. on. And I think he feels quite shameful in that moment. Yeah, I mean you would, wouldn't you? Of course you would. And it's not yeah. necessarily Ten's fault. It's not his fault at all. At this point, at this point, it's yeah. <laughs> oh, my man has got to carry some shame in a bit. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, he can leave with his hands clean. You know, everything is it's not fine. Like it's it's sad and shit, but like. He's the greater good. He he yes. would have he would have adhered to, although it a terribly difficult choice. That's yes. part and parcel with being the doctor, and he does. He gets in the airlock. He he puts on the suit. He's he's ready to he's fully ready to go, ready to leave. Mm. Um, but Adelaide stops him. Adelaide yeah. is like, "What's going on here, you little bitch?" <laughs> and that's very human nature in itself, right? Yeah, that's that's the pulling on the. I mean, she doesn't mean to, but it's it. You want to know. Yeah. I've been told I'm was about suddenly, to die. If, well, she hasn't at this point. Oh, no, yeah. yes, yes, true, yeah. She hasn't at this point. But if there was suddenly this man who seemed to know everything about you mm. and your future and your family's future, <laughs> and then he just weirdly was looking very remorseful at you and all your friends for about 10 minutes while you packed up, yeah. then you'd be like... What's going on here? Hang what on do you minute. know? Yeah. <laughs> Something seems fishy here. The vibes are off. <laughs> <laughs> the vibes are way off. What is going on, Doc? And they've just had an emotional scene where they discuss backstories, which only means. But then one we get thing. another emotional scene again. Like again, another fucking yeah. powerhouse performance from them both in the the scene where she's like, "What's going on, cunt?" And he's like, "I don't know. You tell me. Don't <laughs> ask me." I know nothing. <laughs> I this is the scene I wrote down Tenant's probably probably Tenant's best performance cuz incorrect ha- but go on. Oh, <laughs> he manages to look so like remorseful. Yeah. And he manages to convey so much of that through just a blank expression. Mm. Um and it, yeah, it's just so good. There there's sadness in that man's eyes and it's yeah. and it's, yeah, and no, it's, it's so really wonderfully kind of delivered to us. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, he tells her. He he Oof. straight up just tells her what what happens. He decides to to I don't know for some reason it's probably 
well, I don't know if it's a good idea, but he just thinks she deserves to know mm. that information. So, yeah, he tells her that she blows up the base. No one knows why. Obviously, now they do, but it's because she was trying to save Earth. Yeah. But, I think there's a part of yeah. Ten, because Ten isn't a coward, but we've... Yeah, no. Yeah, no, this, and this is the point, right? I think <laughs> we've seen in recent episodes, mm. he's he's and maybe it's not even consciously he's not even consciously doing it he's very good at getting others to fall on the sword for him mm. uh, and inspiring people to to be the best version of themselves so that he can you know live to walk another day and i yes. and i don't think there's a part of him that does it consciously but it's an uncomfortable truth and a pattern mm. um and i think that there's this secret i think the reason he tells adelaide is because he's looking he's looking for her to tell him what to do he, right, okay. he knows that she has such a strong moral character. He's idolized her, mm. right, for as long as he's known about this 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 event. Um, and I and I think that I think he looks I I think he looks at her to get the green light, whether to the doctor's promise. You know, like fucking, he's not ever going to turn his back on someone begging him for help. I see what you're saying, but I don't necessarily think so. Go on, just because like he was going. And after yeah. this, he does continue to go as well, and it's like, yeah. it's 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 another thing which makes him turn back if he does. Spoiler alert: um, <laughs> We don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know. Um, I, I see. I but, see your yeah. point, but like, he's every time he takes a step out, he's half a step back in. He's he's well, second course, guessing but I think everything. That's, yeah. I think that's a, just the nature of ten, though. Yeah, really. That's true. Yeah, he, he he does have that like addiction that that yeah. he can't help really to this kind of stuff well i, well, I think that's I, and I, I suppose that's one of the the best things about doctor who being this well written is it's just open to mm. certain like how how does how does one person see it? it might not be how other people see it and it's just 10 is is a very well explored character and this episode is easily his biggest fleshed out character episode um and it's, yeah, it's so just... he tells her, he he tells her, um, and then she just has to deal with that, basically, and just go back and help pack up the crew whilst knowing that she's probably going to kill everyone there. Do you think that's um, acceptance, or do you think she's trying to change that? Well, she does ask him to try and change it. But do you reckon she, first, she, she tries to take it into her own hands? Uh, I think it's acceptance okay. to me. Yeah. I think Adelaide... Um, seems like the kind of person who, like, and very understandably, initially she was like, "Don't want that. Do something about it." Yeah. Um, but I think as she was speaking to the doctor, I think she seemed like the kind of person who'd be like, "This is what it is." You know, she's she's seems to be someone who's very much she'll do her duty, she'll do yeah. what she needs to do, and she will and deal with the consequences of that. Okay. Mm. She knows she cannot let this this flood get back to Earth. She she knows not a single drop of water can get back. So she'll do what she needs to do. So she just needs to go along, see how things play out, and and does what she does basically. There's and that's, no time that's kind to of think what about I think. Herself in this scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she just has to to go through. I I don't necessarily think she's trying to change anything at that point. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically everyone gets back to it. Um. <laughs> The Doctor is... This is a very... It's kind of a long set piece, this part. The, the Doctor is working his way back to the TARDIS. Um, yeah. But whilst also we... Just hearing terrible things over the comms. 
he's still got the comms on, and this is where he kind of just has to listen to them die one by one, yeah. basically. And, and mate, some of those deaths... Awful. Steffi's in particular, oh, harrowing, yeah. mate. Harrowing. There's something about, like... Because, like, the water kind of traps her. It, like, starts to break through the mm. into the control room, and then it kind of traps her into, like, that, like, computer room or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, just the way she, like, she plays, like, a video of her family, her children. Well, what you assume is her children. Um, you want to talk and, about exceptions. Just, just the gasp as the water just, like, falls on her. Just the 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 shock and the fucking resignation of it like it is what it is you know and just yeah. the way she cries as it as it soaks her it's horrible it's a, it's a great performance when the water does mm. hit her yeah and yeah you just see that like it's like you see it in her eyes um oh, I'm, I'm gone she's done for yeah, yeah. and um I, I i also think there's a nice and again give graham harper his flowers right but it's um it's there's a nice visual representation of the water running down the screen with her innocent kids on it. Yeah, it's very like this is why we're dying so that this doesn't affect them. It doesn't get definitely. To them. Yeah. Um, who else is dying? What's going on? Who else is Roman yeah. is next to fall. Um, just a single drop falls on his cheek. That one hurt. Um, man. Yeah, just the drop. Well, you you hate him. You thought he was a creep. No, he is a creep, um, but he's still that drop. That one drop, man, and no one else sees it. That's what makes it worse. No one else sees it, but he's like, he could have got away. He could have been the yeah. the one guy in the group who hides his infection. <laughs> yeah, well, this is really. what it reminded me of. Not really, because it takes over pretty quickly. But yeah. but still, you know, he could have tried to deny it for a second, but he was honourable to the last. Yeah, he said, "Go on without me" or whatever. Yeah. Not one drop. Yeah, and then he starts oh, to convulse and shake, uh, and then it's Ed, then I believe. Ed on the rocket. Yeah, yep. uh, Maggie manages to to spray Ed or whatever in the rocket, and then he's like, "Better blow this fucking rocket up." Yeah, because I, 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 I like the fact that he like in a second he won't be able to trust his own body. So mm. I'm not letting you fly this. Down we go. Mm, yeah, and he does in doing so he does kind of doom the rest of them. But but what, to be done. what can be done? This yeah, is, this well, is why yeah. it's such a fucked time. Has to be done. Maybe they can hold out or whatever, but mm-hmm. they can't get back home. None at this point. No, but. yeah, yeah. So he blows up the rocket, and uh, this is where I was saying earlier. I think there's some great VFX work in this episode because there's a shot of the explosion behind the Doctor, and it kind of throws him forward. Yeah, which I've always thought looks great for, for Doctor Who, especially. Mm. I think it genuinely looks great. It, do, it does look really good. It's, yeah, it's also not lost that it's pushing him. The, the, like the, it becomes a it becomes a thing later on. He's not just fighting the flood; he's fighting mm. the t- time itself. Yeah, and I, I like that. There's it pushes him in the direction of the TARDIS, and is like, yeah. "Get the fuck out of here, go, yeah, yeah. leave, yeah, yeah." Um, but no, but um, this is where things start to turn for the Doctor, though. Oh, um, first of all, the steel beam falls, and it's the same one that fell on Davros, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor doesn't notice it. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> I recognise that." It fell on Davros. He looks close to Davros's eye, just fucking impaled into it, <laughs> just hanging off it. <laughs> His metal hand still holding on, just still gripping like a cartoon. <laughs> oh, I like of all the things to recycle on Doctor. <laughs> Just a fucking metal beam. I mean, I, I like it. It's sustainable kings. Go for it, man. Yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah. but weird. Anyway. Um, <laughs> That's budget filmmaking for you. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not just the Time Lord. I'm the last of the Time Lords. And here we go. It's it's fucking flashback city. Yeah. Through audio form. I um, love a soundbite, man. I love a Doctor <laughs> Who soundbite. So he's he's we're getting a lot of soundbites of the Doctor talking about being the last of the Time Lords mm. and the Time War and Gallifrey and, and all this sort of stuff, just basically emphasizing that he's the last of the Time Lords, basically. And this is what then forces not forces, but this is what here's the way i've described it i just put here we go ego is going god mode um (laughs) and then he he turns back up on bowie base one there's a heroic light shining behind him as he steps into the fucking into the control center just looking like a god amongst these quivering mortals yeah um and immediately you know the fucking music is kicking in is um and immediately you can just see this arrogance and cockiness to him which is it's weird man it's a bad it's a bad day for us 10 stands i will admit it is we've seen him be like you know, be, like, arrogant and stuff before, like, when he's, like, really amped up and, like, ready to, like, fucking, let's go and get into it and stuff. But there's something about this where he just seems, it seems extra cocky for some reason. It's, it it's seems... I'm the doctor, look me up on steroids, right? It's like... He's, it's, he's got a certain glee to mm. him, and, like, he's he's delighting in it. Like, things, even at this point, like, things go wrong, but he almost seems to revel in that. He almost seems to enjoy that things go wrong so he can find a new solution and come up with something yeah. and and show how clever and amazing he is and how he can fix this problem. Yeah. It's just been, yeah. it's been a bubbling at the surface of he knows how to get them out of this. <clears throat> right? Yeah. And it's as simple as get in my godlike spaceship and fly away with yeah. me who can save the day. If I wasn't here, <clears throat> there would be no way out of this. And like, I don't know. Russell Russell said something that I fucking loved in Confidential. I was like, that is, mm. that's the perfect. Of it. No, it's not an interpretation. He fucking wrote the episode, but like, it's it's a perfect way to conceptualize it. I think is that um, Russell said that Ten has always viewed himself as a victim of the Time War, and this is mm. this is when he flips the script, and it's the first time he considers himself the winner. Which, and he does say that, yeah. Yeah, he's, which is a he's dangerous fucking yeah. mindset for him. Yeah, I think that I, for a long time I thought myself just a survivor. Mm. But, but I think that comes a little bit later. Though. But yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, there's, there's, that's, that's the interesting facet of mm, it, right? Being a survivor yeah. and being a winner are two vastly different mindsets. Um, well, yeah, he basically screams at one point, the laws of time are mine. And, and they, they will, will obey, obey me! Him. Yeah, exactly, and they will obey me, like... Jesus, man! It's, okay. it's, it's, it's defying fate. The not the three knocks mm. is all you're getting. Yeah, we do. We do. We do get the knock prophecy coming back. He does tell Adelaide that he was told he was going to die mm-hmm. with a, someone will knock four times, and then right on cue, as he says that, which is quite funny. It is. Funny. Um, <laughs> they were waiting specifically for him to say that. No, before. it's time, Nathan. Time is influencing events. No, it's funny. It's funny. It's got to stop this maniac somehow. <laughs> It's good stuff. Uh, but they had three knocks is all the flood gets, and then he's back into fucking ego, arrogant cunt mode, just doing whatever he can. Get electrocuted, um, cunt. <laughs> get electrocuted, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so he sends Gadget to the TARDIS, um, yeah. which is fine. The hero of the piece. <laughs> it doesn't... 
I'm not buying that cunt's getting in the TARDIS at all for a start, but all right. <laughs> yeah, there's, recently there's been a, a very great piece of inclusion included in a new yes. episode of Doctor Who that I feel like yeah. Gadget would have struggled without. Yeah, he probably would have. He's definitely not gripping the controls enough to fly it to them. Like, do, you reckon, do you reckon somewhere there's that water <laughs> version of Roman who's just having another orgasm? <laughs> no, he's not got his gloves on. Oh, he? yes. yes Ten's got the gloves on. And he's, again, he's doing more... This, the, the way he smiles at Adelaide as he's, like, oh. unlocking the TARDIS with the key and stuff through gadgets. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, like... It feels wrong. We're in a moment of real, like, fucking peril and danger, and you are probably doing something you shouldn't, but yeah. just the big smile on his face as he does it, it doesn't feel right. The way the way I thought about it, and I think, like, I can't obviously say what Tennant was kind of chiming in on whilst he was performing, because this is a fucking mm. incredible performance from him. Like, how Very he manages good. to still feel like the Doctor and keep up the Ten smug characteristic that's always been there but just make it that slightly bit off kilter that makes you feel unsettled by him. Like he's, a, he's, the, he's, mm. he, he is, he, mate, he's one of my fucking childhood heroes as this character. Mm. Right. And watching it, you, you look at him and you're disappointed, but he's saving the day and it works on every facet. He's saving the day in a way he shouldn't, that feels wrong. And it's like the way I wrote it down is it is, I said like 10 is tenning harder than ever before. Like, all of his mannerisms are turned up. He's grinding his teeth. He's he's enunciating everything. But he also feels like it, there's parts of his performance that feel influenced from, like, a drug addict regressing. Like, mm. he's he's doing certain things, and Adelaide is questioning him on it, and he's just, he's just justifying it in any way he can. And you can see he's making it up as he goes along. I don't think you're necessarily disappointed at this point. Do you not? And I, I think... No, I think... I think we are now oh, right, because yeah, we yeah. know how it plays out and stuff and we know the consequences. But I think on a first-time viewing, uh, and you don't necessarily know the ramifications yet, Yeah, I think you're, you're probably just like, yeah, go, Tango. Go, go Tango. Good stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I but love- obviously we have like more context to this moment and stuff, so, so yeah. we view it differently. I think. Yeah, that, that's true. I suppose on a second viewing, you're <clears> sat there going, <throat> I'm watching you sow the seeds of your own doom. It's like watching like a, I don't know, like a horror movie or something. Yeah. But then, but for for the second time, when you know like the steps they take, which lead to their downfall and stuff, you know, you you can see the writing on the wall, as it were. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so the TARDIS it like picks them up. Barrow Base One explodes, and uh, and they're back on Earth. Um, and this is the most haunting scene in the episode for me. Oh my I, God, in a yeah. scene in an epi- in an episode of Doctor Who, which is terrifying throughout, with the greatest fucking you know prosthetics and makeup for the monsters, the yeah. the chilling way they scream and interact. Oh, actually, fucking first of all, just shout out to those actors because they must have been fucking freezing whilst all that water was pouring on them because they make a point of saying how like fucking cold it is and confidential yeah. like the water it's like because obviously it can't be heated that's not safe like no, it yeah. needs to be it needs to be cold um but just the amount that like when they're like fucking like doing that fucking like baptizing thing as it all falls though those poor cunts man those <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. 
I mean, one take is all they need for that one. Let's get, let's get it. We're good. Let's go. One one of the um, one of the actors is being interviewed on Confidential, and she says, you know, it's not like that lovely feeling of warm water running down your face as you sing in the shower. <laughs> no. It's it's like way more akin to just having a fucking jet wash thrown at you. <laughs> yeah, that cannot have been a fun day. On you know, <laughs> have you seen? Do you remember that scene in Breaking Bad where Jesse's held captive by the Nazis and he gets he gets power washed against a wall as a shower? No, I barely remember Breaking Bad though. Ah, uh, it, 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 well, it, it doesn't really work now because you don't remember it, but it feels like yeah. that. Well, I can imagine someone getting power washed wouldn't feel great. No, yeah, probably ache quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, Ouch, probably would. That stings. Um, um, but yes, so we're back on Earth, and again, this is the the most haunting scene for me because yeah. it's it's just so wrong from start to finish. There's there's something about the doctor's attitude which is just so inherently wrong and isn't what it should be. Are you going to thank me? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's literally described as the man who never asked to be thanked. I think River says that about him. Mm. Um, and here he is. Is no one going to thank me? Like, it's expected. Yeah. Um, and, and we know Ten has an ego and we know he can be cocky, but like, this is to another level. This yeah. is something entirely different and it's almost like a, a superiority complex yeah, like he's, he sees himself as bigger and looking down on on these people that he saved he even fucking calls fucking Gemma chan and yuri little people oh, because yeah. they're not as important as adelaide you know and i it's it's how he throws that away mm. as well like it it's it's yeah little, it's like it things. doesn't mean anything yeah like it's just a just anything anyone would say yeah. you know it doesn't mean anything oh, I've done it's a not bit significant before, you know save some little people here and there like, yeah he, he did not expect to be called up on that he didn't deem it a significant yeah. thing to say like mm. i what i like as well is you almost get like something again in 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 doctor who we're so used to seeing is people's gleeful reaction to the tardis what is this wonderful yeah. place Right, but like Gemma Chan's having none of it. She's mate. scared of him. <laughs> yeah. She's scared of him. She's terrified of the TARDIS. Yeah, like, it, I love and... that she runs off. And 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 the other guy, he has yeah. nothing to say. Yeah, and like because he's just like, that was the worst day of my life. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, yeah. It's 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 the, it's not. It, what I love about it is it, it's it's this big. It recontextualizes the Doctor in that his power, in the way he chooses to use it, is the difference between endearing and intimidating. Right, hundred percent. He, yeah. he is a god, and if he's not a friendly god, then he's a terrifying god, a vengeful god. Yeah, and oh, I like the, the way he says, the way she goes, no one should have that power, and he goes, tough. It's like a child. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's got you've got no reason for this other than the chip on your shoulder that you've been fighting off, like for the past couple of years. I think this is where he says, you know, for a long time I fought myself a survivor, but mm. no, I'm the winner. The Time Lord Victorious, he calls himself. What a loser We're here. as well. <laughs> we did it. We made it to the Time Lord Victorious. Yay! <laughs> Yay! The downfall of the Doctor. What? But also, like, and I know it's a serious thing, but let's just talk about it for mm. a second, right? What a loser, calling yourself the <laughs> Time Lord Victorious. <laughs> yeah. You fucking yeah. virgin, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is a big loser he is but... a massive loser yeah. um oh yeah i don't know so what, what well then we get the ending of the episode which is well adelaide rightfully calls him out on it yeah and says it's wrong no one should have this much power and stuff and of course he like 
he disagrees and stuff, but he's like, go on, off you pop, you're home. Mm. And he even opens the door with the sonic screwdriver. And even that, it's like, this, oh, I don't know, it's kind of chilling. There's something almost sinister about the way he opens that door for her. It clicks like, open like a creaking yeah. horror movie kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, didn't expect that, did you? Well, I'm Mr. Magic Man who can do anything. Yeah, and, and it's show-offy. Look at this. Yeah, it is, Exactly. And then, uh, and then she uh, says, "Is there isn't there is there anything you can't do?" Mm. He says, "Not anymore." And, is... and he's waiting for that as well. Like well, the thing yeah. that gets me is he sonics the door. Then he turns around. He doesn't say anything. Mm. He, t- he sonics the door. He turns around and he just looks at her like, "You're impressed, aren't you? Like I know you're impressed." Yeah. yeah. And, oh lord. And Adelaide, you know, rightfully she brought up some points. She's like, "But you told me about." my granddaughter and my legacy and stuff. And he's like, I oh, know you can inspire her yourself now and all this sort of stuff. But she's like, but that's not what you told me. And that's not the future and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so she takes it among herself. She Jesus. walks into her uh, house. We see her removing her gun from its holster. And then we see the flash and hear the shots. Um, A testament to her, by the way, she wastes no time yeah. on herself. No, she's like, this is wrong i should not be here i was supposed to die on mars the quicker i'm gone now the better yeah yeah and and that's what instantly brings the doctor right back down to reality he hears that gunshot he realizes what's done um because he is now directly responsible for her death Mm. before he was just an observer before he was just passing through it wasn't his fault but now his blood is on her hand wrong way her blood (laughs) is on his hands because he changed time now he is direct he killed her he fully just killed her himself yeah and and it's and it's and it's complicated right because he forced Mm. the way he forces her hand to end her own life rather than letting her choose to lay it down in a in a much more heroic way than shooting yourself in your living room like it's he robbed that he robbed that from her yeah and 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 that's in in yeah. such a high reverence and high regard as he held her legacy this entire episode and he pissed on it completely pissed on it it's it's almost as if he's uh, we talk about the ego of 10 you know he literally saw her saving the day and took that moment for himself yeah he's he stole the heroic moment for himself uh, it's uh... and now because of it she's killed herself and the, the only changes right that happen because mm. of this is that her the two survivors Gemma chan and Gemma chan's mate right yeah they they go away and eventually tell their story and now the mystery is able to be resolved right the human race mm. knows for better or for worse what happened and the thing that really bothers me is that the mystery around adelaide never changes right adelaide died on mars originally mm. and no one knew why yeah but it was clearly a heroic death you don't nuke yourself for fun it was clearly an act of immense sacrifice for the earth's continued survival and what i hate about the doctor is that how he he takes that from her and now there's still a mystery but the mystery is how long was she back on earth why did she kill herself she had family here she hadn't seen in two years and she's dead how did she get to her yeah Uh, yeah and it's it's that's Mm. the whole thing about it right it's it's the questions are so less revered they mm, don't look yeah. at her legacy in the same way yes it inspires her but it almost feels like an inspiration of her granddaughter of i'm gonna do better than that yeah rather than an inspiration of 
what an incredible woman. If I could be half of her, I'd be proud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really? What yeah. a prick. What a fucking prick. What an absolute prick. And Ud Sigma shows up to tell him that. Except not really, because he doesn't say anything. No, but, but he's there like... <laughs> he's there. Like, judging you. Mm, you know. <laughs> you know. And immediately he's terrified. Yeah. He's... The dog that is. He's fucking... Immediately he's like, have I gone too far? You know? Is, yes. is this it? Is this my death? Um, that good meme. Uh, is it time? Which is a good meme. <laughs> a good meme. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> My mum, me when my mum asks what herbs I put on the chicken. <laughs> is it time? Is it time? <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's such a good. It's, it's akin to it's it's the it's the spiritual pairing of but Donna's still in there. It is when your yeah. mate throws your her kebab away uh, in the bin after a night out. But Donna's, but Donna's still, still in there. Oh, I love those silly little memes. Anyway. um... But yeah, his uh, his death is coming, and he and faces he it do? like a bitch. Well, I was just going to say his death is coming, and what does he do? What he always does, yeah, he runs. And 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 again, this is the the beauty of the ending of this episode, right? <clears throat> he is <clears throat> he is brought crashing down by Adelaide's suicide, right? He is he is yeah. he is oh fuck, I've really pushed it too far this time. And then Ud Sigma yeah. shows around and he goes, "It's all about me." again yeah yeah time for me to run away not a not a thought for adelaide spared in that moment where he's running i really i can't tell you how much i really want to talk about next week right now and specifically the opening and my thoughts in general on that but we'll have to wait look maybe i've never done a rewatch to this effect right maybe my thoughts on it will change because of my newfound like i i always love this episode but i haven't really watched it properly as an adult i don't think um i will i will keep my thoughts on it until myself until next week okay but... yeah please please do because i look you know me <laughs> i like some stupid cheese i like some silly business i i'll keep them <laughs> yeah. uh... <laughs> right he, he declares no nathan i love that line he does he declares no in a, in a scene which i will admit like doctor who is hd now and this scene just in particular looks so very crisp it does, and so yeah. very good. There's something about just the way he stood there in the TARDIS, in that beautiful blue suit, of course. In that beautiful um, coral TARDIS, you mean? No, or horrible. Beautiful you can see all the cracks. Even, you can see all the ugly cracks ah, in it even more I meant now. to fucking press you about this. When Gadget starts working on all the all the levers, there's more than one He doesn't. Lever. He fucking doesn't. He does. He's pulling all he sorts pu- of knobs. He's not. He pulls one lever. No, he presses a few buttons. I'm going to say... Do it. He pulls a lever and a switch. And the TARDIS is going. All right, but look, it's two things, all right? You've only said there's one okay. thing in the past. And for all we know, they could have added those for these for these episodes because we've never seen them before. That's, so. I mean, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. Uh, <laughs> Nathan, is it time to do Weirdo of the Week? Lawrence, I think it is time to do Weirdo of the Week. Lawrence, this is everyone's favourite segment of the show where we get to take a chance to look back on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little cunts who come across our screens each and every week um, whilst we... You didn't even laugh. Whilst we discuss this show 
There it is, Doggy Hugh. I feel quite offended by that. Sorry. Don't be nice. <laughs> Sorry. You were just staring blankly into space. I was just checking my weirdo. I was, I was having okay. a little thought. Oh, well, I'll make you laugh. But Sorry. No. Anyway, who's yours? Uh, mine's not that imaginative this week, I'll be honest. Mine's not either. Yeah. Slim pickings this week. It is, because cause everyone's Which good. I think is a testament to the writing. Yeah. And, and the, the strength of this episode, really. You know, there's no weird, grubby little cunts about. No, because yeah. everyone's a well-fleshed-out <laughs> character that yeah, actually exactly. ends up being quite heroic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my, mine is just the Doctor. Okay, Because... Yeah. Because of I mean, the last yeah. 20 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Is basically <laughs> why. <laughs> Because of the time Lord Victorious. Yeah. And yeah. and also name it giving it a name. Yeah. Like, that's very edgy kid, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's like his yeah. Xbox gamer tag kind of thing. Yeah. You have to call me Darth Garen now, actually. <laughs> time Lord Victorious <laughs> underscore sixty nine. Right. Yeah. Um all right, who's, oh, that's who, funny. who's your window of the week? Well again, slim pickings. Um but I went with Yuri. Okay. And not just because he's insufferable. And to be honest, he's not insufferable. He's mostly fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just just this scene where um, Maggie was in isolation. Like, she's infected, but we don't know it at this point because it's hiding, it's dormant. Yeah. Um, and he's just watching a message from his brother. And he's like, oh, this is funny. And she's like, oh, is that your brother? And he's like, yeah. Anyway, let me give you all this exposition about <laughs> Earth uh, whilst you're here. Um, let me pull up this hologram and show you exactly how Earth looks and how much water there is there. Um, it's just, it's just the the exposition was just a bit like heavy-handed, really. It was and a little bit like it. this would be information you'd want to know if you were a water creature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just very, it's just not how people speak to each other. No, it's, you know? it's, it's not. Yeah. It's just very much this is exposition I have to deliver uh, sort of scene. Um, and yeah, bit of a weak one for weirdo, but as we said, you know, slim. That's a good thing. Really. That's that's always and a that good is thing. a good thing. Yeah, that speaks to the caliber of the episode itself. When there are plenty of weirdos to choose from, oh boy, <laughs> you know there's some plot got, holes somewhere or some. You got yourself a loving monster situation oh on your God. hands. Pavement nonce. Uh, pavement nonce returns. Indeed. Um, right, Lawrence. That is it unless there's anything else that we need to do well nathan it is that time of the week called still got thoughts this is the part of the show oh i forgot about this it's not even remotely close to being over nope no (laughs) nathan it's that time of the show where we get the audience to have their say what happens is nathan will tweet out a post let you guys know what episode we're recording and when and then our lovely lovely loyal listeners will send in their thoughts they can reply directly on twitter or they can email us over at stillgotlegspodcast at gmail.com uh be warned casual listeners now is a pretty good time for you to jump off if you're not a fan of like in jokes and silliness if you're not a real fan yeah if you're not one of the if you're not a day one right <laughs> then you need to bounce out of here um i don't think anyone's a day one no no one's a day we were day oneers we were day one as we well. checked we were like is it up is it is well it... we had to be here yeah it's true <laughs> we it wouldn't yes yeah. <laughs> still got legs victorious um <laughs> nathan let us know what the good people think about the waters of mars please uh lauren should we do twitter or emails first let's not break tradition let's do twitter good i was gonna do that anyway <laughs> good I, I, I win <laughs> this time maybe um right <coughs> where do we start uh so Strapping for a long one, everyone. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, the, the, like you said, I do put up a tweet, and the tweet happened to mention that we were recording 
Wednesday night at 9 p.m., which didn't happen to be true because we later pushed it back. Yep. Um, but but Jared Coastal then replied to that tweet uh, saying, but this means you'll be up recording till, until 3 a.m., <laughs> um, which would have been true, but is now incorrect. Yep. So and also wouldn't have been true. <laughs> well, maybe. We don't know how long this bit goes. <laughs> so, yeah. so don't you look quite the fool, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting in touch. Um, Return of the Dastardly Wizard uh, at King Carbonara uh, says, The artist... Fucking hell, fuck that up. The artist formerly known as Soupy Soup Brain here, back after a scuffle with the musk. After watching this episode, (laughs) the crusty water people were a recurring theme in my nightmares for like two years. That tells you everything you need to know about the quality of this episode. Um, and then in a uh, follow-up, uh, it says, just saw the retweet telling me we may have more time to leave more comments and wanted to say that personally, I find being reminded of Elton's road to home whenever I look at your banner a rather fulfilling experience. <laughs> Elton's road to home. It's not, it's not a nice phrase. <laughs> it's not a nice well, we phrase. Actually, we have news on the banner. We've reached an agreement. Well, I changed it. Yeah, but I have accepted it, and I've, I'm now calling off the Still Got Legs hounds. <laughs> Call off your dogs. Yeah, in, now everyone is to leave Nathan alone. We have agreed on a, a lovely Trinity Wells. Yeah, go check it out. It's beautiful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Damn the Lamb at Damn the Lamb says, definitely the episode that freaked me out the most as a kid, uh, which probably marred my opinion on the episode for a few years. You all right? I was stitching my leg, yeah. All right. I thought he was on a stroke or something. I'm just getting quite just... progressively closer to the camera. Yeah, you're just leaning off to the side there. <laughs> just slowly <laughs> slipping off. Um, but now I can appreciate it for the banger that it is. True that. Uh, true that. The fuck am I? The design for <laughs> the infected is so simple and effective. Uh, and Tenor's performance at the end is so good. Uh, also, the writing does a great job of making you care about each character before they will eventually meet their demise. 10 out of 10, no notes. Also, thanks, boys, for the six-hour episode. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Vasquez says, uh, "Well, first of all, this is longer than normal. I mean, it, it, usually it, this would be the end of an episode, and we're just starting the fucking still got thoughts. Yeah, by so. the time we wrap up, you'll have had your fill. Yeah, all right. Yeah, do you know what? Everyone get the fuck down. off our case, Lauren. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you go too far every time. All right. <laughs> okay, no one kill yourself. Please. Okay, yeah, please, please. <laughs> okay." Uh, Robert Vasquez and R.W. Vasquez says, What I love about Time Lord Victorious is that it isn't born out of a master-like sense of chaos or a a Davros-like sense of hate. The Doctor genuinely wants to save these people and can't stand by his listeners. They die. But the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. It's true. It is. Where's that from? That's a lyric. Uh, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not a from saying. a lyric, but it is a lyric in a song. It's a, it's a saying. The road Google to it. hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. Is it Kylie? Feels like a Kylie. Don't know. Yes, it's... No, it's not Kylie. It's a Madonna and Justin Timberlake with four minutes. That's four minutes? That's in four minutes, yeah. But if I got a night, at least I can say I did what I wanted to do. Baby, how about you? If you want it, you already got it. 
if you that's what I was doing. Yeah, no, that's what I'm. But I'm with you. I'm backing it. But you was out of time. And you can. Well, that, you were out of time. Well, I started. I it. started singing first. I prefer the Glee version. Um, <laughs> Rach at Acting Strange. But the yeah, is anyway. Um, okay, <laughs> so I love this episode, but I've always wondered: couldn't the Doctor just have taken the crew to live in a different planet or time period? As long as everyone on Earth thinks they're dead, it's all gravy. But then again, who am I to question the Time Lord victorious? That's right, not you mere mortals. Okay, no one questions this God that is the Time Lord victorious. See that—that's an idea, and I'm thinking like the old like. The crew would probably have something to say about that. But then I'm also thinking, like, the alternative is death, so you choose. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like, <laughs> the answer is it's more dramatic to do this. I mean, it? yeah, it's a TV show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, it's a TV show. Yeah. It's more dramatic to do this. Like, It's not very... Yeah, that probably could have soon If the doctor's yeah. like, hop in, we're going to go to Jupiter or something instead. <laughs> uh, also, the water monsters fall into my favourite Who cliche, an intelligent species... An intelligent species shown to be totally capable of normal speech who decide to occasionally make scary growling, hissing, screaming noises. <laughs> anyway, just to let everyone know. Uh, anyway, just to let everyone know they're the baddies. That's good. That's true, yeah. I enjoy that. Um, also, I'd like to know if the possessed Mars water is tasty and, and could <laughs> I carbonate it? This is probably my most pressing question, actually. <laughs> I do love a carbonated beverage, so I'd have to agree there. Yeah. I would like to to carbonate the the Mars water. You can save on fizzy drinks good. as well by carbonating your water at home. Exactly. Yeah, pour a bit of juice in there. Mm. You got yourself a nice Fanta. There you Make go. it at home. Yeah, good stuff. That's why everyone's like, uh, "Who's sparkling water for? It's for me." All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I put it a bit in my juice. All right. I I agree with the juice. <laughs> sparkling water on its own is a war crime. I think it's all right. Nah, you're wrong. Yeah, it, it needs, it needs, a, like, it, it's always better with a bit of flavour. Don't get me wrong. It's drinkable. I'll enjoy flavor. it. Uh, no, it's, it's drinkable without flavour, I think. It just tastes like the concept of sharp. It's just water. It's. I know what it is. It's, it's spicy. You, the way you moved your hand there, you were like, it's just the water, it's just fizzy. It's spicy water. Spicy water. You know that you heard that that is like a TikTok sound where it's like, why is it spicy? Yeah, no, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's me. Uh, anyway, August at August August. August August. Yep. Um says they put water on Mars? Question mark. And then with a, a I think it's called an animoji. You know the ones that you can make the face of? Like yeah. it'll take on your face. It's like a pig with his head exploding. So there <laughs> oh, I like that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> Greg Cactus Face, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, at G Cactus Face says in this episode, spoilers, but Adelaide dies via a gunshot to the head. As with a surprising amount of previous episodes, this is also how horses die <laughs> and is my fun dead horses from the never ending story <laughs> facts for this week. Thank you, Greg. We appreciate it. Uh, a movie plot point. If this episode is how important drinking enough water is for astronauts in a game of baseball, the players are advised to drink at least eight ounces, whatever the fuck that means, of water <laughs> per minute. Per minute? That seems excessive. Wait, per minute? That's what it says, yeah. Eight ounces. Eight ounces, yeah. How much is an ounce? Um, I don't know. Like in a regular sippy cup? I know that like like a regular, 
Like a burger you'd get at a restaurant is usually eight ounces, I think. How many ounces in a pint? How many? No, there's not. A, a pint is probably like 20 ounces, I think. That is bang on. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> bang on, apparently. One imperial pint is 20 fluid ounces. There we go, see? I knew it. So, you have so to how drink- much is eight ounces? Put eight ounces into milliliters. All right, all right. Is 236.5. That's a lot of water in a minute. That's like just under a can, like a little bit less than a can of Coke. Yeah, like, that's too much water. For per minute? I can't be running on that. Constantly? I can't be running, let alone on that. <laughs> Greg also says, oh yeah, also like just about every episode of the pod, I will be listening to it in Adelaide, South Australia. Adelaide, of course, being uh, the namesake of the main character of this episode. There we go. A little cool Adelaide, Adelaide, South Australia. Well done. Nice. Shout out to Adelaide in South Australia. Indeed. No, the place, not the person. Um, <laughs> Kai Armstrong says, this episode contains an incel's worst nightmare, being forced to take a shower. Also, the time Lord Victorious <laughs> is the biggest fuck you to the doctor to ever have happened. He changed the future for this woman and she just goes and kills herself. Side note, na- is- says nasal, but I think it's supposed to be NASA. Uh, NASA once sent a woman into space with 100 tampons for a week-long trip. So doing the math of four female characters and a 10-month trip uh, to and from Mars, that comes up to roughly 32,000 tampons on that ship minimum, but they couldn't bring the right shape filters. <laughs> <laughs> I'd heard oh, about that. Funny. I'd heard about that fucking tampon theory as well. Yeah, uh, that's very funny anecdote. Yeah, what a bunch of stupid fucking idiots. Yeah, what a bunch of stupid fucking morons. Uh, ultra bastard uh, <laughs> at Dave D two two four six nine five five eight three two says bit wet in it. Fuck's <laughs> sake! There we go. Oh, these insightful comments. <laughs> Mel, we gotta do them all, Lawrence. I know, I I know. And maybe I'll turn on that soon. Mel (laughs) at Melly Mel says ten really portrays the gamut of emotions in this episode. Giddy cheerfulness to total devastation to excessive hubris. What a ride! And then three. um, (laughs) What is water drop emojis? But I always associate it with something else. Yeah, it's come. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't gonna say it. Yeah, but it is though, out. isn't it? It is, yes, but yeah, yeah. Water drop emoji. Um I agree though. I agree. Yeah. Very ten shines in this episode, as you say. It does. I'm checking in with you because you're doing that thing where you're just thinking you can go silent. I listen I, I said it was come. I'm listening. I'm I'm listening. You need more interaction, Lauren. All right. All right, this is not just a segment where you can just kick back and take your time. Take fucking, yeah, but if I have nothing to say, then my in, then my input well, is just me being no, like, "Yeah, cool." Well, have have something to say. All right, okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah, cool. Oh, don't. Um. <laughs> I I saw this last night, and this was this made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, but PS, it was come. Um, You were supposed to laugh, Nathan. 
Anyway, uh, I saw this last night, and this actually made me laugh quite a bit. Um, Piers Moore writes, Ha ha ha, the water killed off Andy first. Cry me a river, you fucking vegan. Go eat some more raw carrots like a rabbit. Uh, and then in brackets, please let the record show that this is satire. Uh, and then the follow-up tweet, also in brackets, reiterating this, and then all in capitals, please, for the love of God, let the record show that this is satire. And then again, another follow-up tweet, all in capitals, just the words, please. <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh quite a bit no, we don't mind a little night. light bit of vegan hazing on the pod alright I do I don't want any of that shit here no no, we're not no one's ridiculing or judging I'm but, not going to haze a vegan but, just for making good choices but a, a light bit of grazing maybe maybe the wrong word pun pun intended yeah. <laughs> oh yeah go on uh, sorry <laughs> Abby at Sapphic Slowpoke uh, says, incredible episode. It's got sort of the same vibes as Midnight, where we don't directly see the monster. We only see what it does to people and makes them not quite human and uncanny. Anyway, the whole situation could have been avoided if they just drank Pepsi Max instead of water. (laughs) (laughs) I love a Pepsi Max. Do you you like a a cherry? Do you like a little additive flavour? I like I do. I at the moment we we have mango and lime. Uh, that's two different flavors by the way. Yeah. One's mango and one's lime. Yeah. Um and and I enjoy those quite a bit. I like so. a, I like a lime myself. If I don't have a lime, I yeah. typically tend to add a lime. Ooh. You you just got you what kind of house just regularly has limes. I've got, I've got a load, go. I've got a drawer of frozen fruit. <laughs> oh, frozen's not the same. Frozen fruit is the same. It's not the same, though, is it? I mean, you do. You, you can if add it, it to if a I drink. ever want an orange, I'm not just going to go go no, to I my have bag a... of frozen fruit and get. A few I have oranges, oranges, Nathan. I don't freeze oranges. I'm just saying I have a bag of frozen fruit for when I make smoothies and such. How often are you making smoothies? I have about two a day. Oh fuck off! Man. I'm on my health kick. Um, anyway, I've lost a um... stone and a half, Nathan. <laughs> have you? I have actually. Yeah. Have you really? Yeah, genuinely. Oh, congratulations! That's really <laughs> Thank good. you. <laughs> Oh, well done. I didn't know that. You didn't tell me. Oh, you always make fun of me for my health kick. <laughs> no, serious. I make fun of you when you be a prick about it. Yeah, that's true. I deserve it most of yeah. the time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Anyway, shut up. Oh. That'd be nice. <laughs> okay. Fuck off, Lawrence. <laughs> Thank you. Much better. <laughs> Carly at Carly's Acting says, Was it ever confirmed if it is the same spacesuit in the Impossible Planet slash the Satan Pit as this episode? I've not watched The Waters of Mars in a good while, so I can't remember... If it was ever really brought up, Lawrence, tell us the tale. We confirmed it earlier. We confirmed it. The show doesn't. No, but, 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 we, we, know. but we know what the fuck is up. We know. Yeah, that's they, the official they, Doctor the Who sh- podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, write that one down, Russell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The show never says it's a. Fi- it's the same one. <laughs> but it is. It, we all like. Know. How could it not be? Yes. And he dusts it. Off. We said as well. He dusts it off in forty two as well. And in many more episodes to come. Yes, yeah. yes, very true. Some beautiful-looking boys and girls will don that suit. Oh, yeah, well, there there's a few to come, actually, isn't there? Yeah, There is, there is. Does Capaldi yeah. ever get uh, his day? Uh, <laughs> I see. Here's, here's where it's a little bit different, because, and this is a bit of a spoiler, I guess, for episodes Ooh. to come. Well, it's, we're not giving them a six-hour episode, so we can have this. Clara wears this suit. Huh. Okay. In an episode with Capaldi, okay? Mm. Um, 
but I don't think Capaldi specifically wears this suit, but he does wear a similar spacesuit, which is like already on a space station sort of oh, thing. I see. So it's what it's one but of it's, the rack. but it's not. Yeah, yeah, but it, it is a little bit different. But yeah, okay. it's not. But the he does wear a spacesuit. It's not the Doctor's own. No, no. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's a little sizzle of, of conversations to come. Aren't you guys lucky? Um, Ultra Bastard once again at Dave D, at Dave D 22469558832. I always feel like Captain Holt when I read these ones up. Uh, uh, this is in reply... Uh, oh, wait, sorry. This is in reply to the video of you coughing um, during the edit video that i posted oh yeah um so not really relevant but still i'll read out says leave them in and call it the dirt and call it the dirty boy lawrence edit brackets unless that was you coughing the speaker on my phone is arsehole so i can't tell it was in fact lawrence callum but also not callum at cj george 2339j says Forgot to message the other week, but I can't believe Jackson Lake's son did more in season two, episode 10 of Torchwood, in brackets, he was in a coma, than he did in the <laughs> next Doctor. Anyway, Wars of Mars, what a banger. Did either of you follow the Time Lord victorious? Uh, no, I didn't, but I know of it. It's you, I'm assuming you haven't. What, what, follow the Time Lord victorious? Big finish. Oh, no, like, no, 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 yeah. No, so they did a... And it, it wasn't... I don't think it was just big finish to be fair i think it like branched out into to other stuff like comics and and sort of stuff but um yeah yeah Is it just i, more I don't really being a rebellious cut yeah i think so like the, the artwork is quite good it's like you see 10 in like time lord robes um oh. and looking quite like beaten up and scarred and stuff um I, yeah i, I, I think that. it's I, I think it's like yeah look up time lord victorious artwork and stuff um but yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure what it is. I think it's like something to do with just just expanding on the Time Lord Victorious. Maybe he does more nefarious stuff, and I think he might, you know, go back to Time Lord or Gallifrey. But I don't know. I might be speaking out my arse here. Oh, that is, no, that's unfortunately, very cool. I didn't follow it. You've seen the artwork. Yeah, there, yeah, that does look really, really cool. There's, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how if this is something that's actually in it, but there's like um, a bit mm. of Paul McGann in there and a bit of Ninth Doctor, so I would imagine there is some Time yeah. Lord stuff. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, no, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, he looks he looks great. I mean, the Time Lord costume is it, it's it. Two things can be absolutely true at the exact same time, and it can look amazing and incredibly stupid. Um, yeah, at the same time, and he looked ten. There's there is. I'm yet <clears throat> to see an outfit that David Tennant can't pull off. Brown suit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> non discord ardeme at uh, oh wait uh, sorry Callum, but also not Callum. Uh, also says in a follow-up tweet, uh, and I regret and I begrudgingly read this out. I did say I would read them all out. However, let it be known that I'm, I don't sign off on this. Okay. But also, it says uh, also Lawrence has the better Doki Who opinions yeah. and hashtag just uh, justice for the Cassandra Twitter banner. <laughs> Lawrence, call off your dog. All right, thank you for saying my opinions are better. That is objectively true. Um, no, but but, <laughs> but but yes, no more no more Cassandra slander. We have agreed a fair middle ground of Trinity Wells. And if if you're truly a Doctor Who fan, you will support Trinity Wells with us. Exactly, we all love Trinity Wells yeah. on this podcast. I appreciate yeah. the Cassandra support, but the the war has been. We, we've had peace talks now. Yeah. Um, last night when we decided we'd do, we'd push back the episode because uh, you were lazy. Um, I I put out a tweet just letting people know they had more time just to get in some thoughts and stuff. Uh, and non-tiscordadme, uh, I hope I pronounced that right, at 
F-I-4-M-M-E-T-T-A says you can't reach six hours, can you? Oh, probably not. No. Look, no. Look. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nathan tells but me we'll I'm not it. allowed to shower people, right? <laughs> you're not. No, you're not. But, but come on. I don't know. Right, no, I, I will say this. I don't know a single other Doctor Who podcast that is going to go three hours deep on every single episode. Speaking of which, you know, and this will pad out of the time a bit, I checked out some of the competition recently. I uh, had a little listen to... You Radio Scaro, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I listened to some of the other Doctor Who uh, rewatch podcasts out there and had a look how uh, how the other half lives, oh, right. as it were. Um, and mostly enjoyable. Good stuff all around. Really. Oh, I don't know about that. Which ones? <laughs> no, you've just said they're good. So, well, but now, now you put me on blast. So it seems weird if I don't say that. <laughs> it? Um, I think, I think, what was it called? I think it's uh, to watch who. I think it was. I was in two. Um, in the number two. Yeah, yeah. isn't like two people watch who? No, I'm off to watch who. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, to watch who it was basically. Um, and and that's just focused on the classic series, which is why I tuned into it. Mm. Um, but yeah, any uh, any who culture? I I haven't checked out who culture. You no, and I know who I wouldn't out respect for you as well. Yeah, you fucking keep it that way. I know you have a personal vendetta against who culture. I will never. Do I don't think I've, that? I don't think I've ever said it, and I don't think I ever will. Just in terms of my own career. Oh, you're never gonna. I don't think okay. no, because it, like, it reflects badly on me everywhere else, doesn't it? Like. I mean, yeah. Look, they oh, no, they fault. come off way worse. Yeah, they fucked you. They over. they did fuck me over. Um, yeah, but what? Well, no, no. Actually, that and, and look, there's the hosts are allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> no, it's one guy. It's one guy. Okay, it, it, it was one guy, and I, I I won't tell the full story of what happened, but uh, I I will use the phrase absolute fucking time waster. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but uh, but the hosts are lovely. The, the actual I've never met or spoken to them, but like I've I've seen some of their stuff, and they're, like they're really cool people. Um, cool man. Yeah, enough. <laughs> you done? <laughs> no, I'm not. You've you've brought you've, 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 you've brought something up in me. <laughs> so, uh, you brought it up. <laughs> I didn't bring up who culture. <laughs> I know. I, you brought them up. It's it's pissed me off since. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that you brought them up. That's okay. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> Believe me, I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stephen Newport at the real SWJN says, "Absolutely certified banger. Always remember the Doctor disliking the robot because it's not a dog like K9." Also, are you guys aware here in Ireland we can't watch any old episodes of Doctor Who anywhere legally? Oh, no, uh, it's the actual worst. Anyway, hi from Ireland. Uh, hello, Ireland. Old episodes as in classic? Or yeah, classic. I've, oh, I, I would assume. So. <laughs> yeah, you can you can watch them once when they air, and if not, fuck you. Oh no, maybe it just means just old episodes. Because yeah, because I guess they don't have iPlayer I, there, do they? I suggest you strap on your eye patches, your pig yeah. legs, don your parrots mm. and eye patches and. And get ready to sail the high seas, as it were. No, it's, it's not convenient, but I have a real simple solution for you. Pirate. You just pirate. <laughs> yeah, just pirate. <laughs> and if and if anyone that shouldn't have heard us say that, heard us say that, you, you didn't. And No, the official Doctor Who podcast would absolutely not endorse such <laughs> no, no. behaviour. <laughs> because I'm, you know. I'm not going to purge myself on the record. 
But I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta sail the high seas, as it were. You know, you do. You do. High seas. Ah. Hey, that's me. Remember when you remember when you had a YouTube channel called High Sea, and the whole premise of it was you just ranted about how bad movies are. Yeah, so I did. I did two of them. <laughs> uh, I did two two of those videos. Uh, yeah. One was about the Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. 2016 and the other was about uh, and these I think I made these in 2016 and the other one was Assassin's Creed two movies I'll stand yeah. by as both sucking absolute shit right yeah um, well there's, there's there's some moments um, but yeah I, I I don't really know what that was for I think I was just no. angry you was in your edgy film bro era, I, I was I, I was which you still kind of are no I, I don't I don't really yeah. I try not to talk about no, stuff I don't not... like now yeah, you're not in your edgy film bro era. You're more in your pretentious film bro era. Right I think you reserve the word pretentious for anything you just don't like. That's what that's what that word means to you. That's not true. Oh, that's not true at all. We're about to a uh, uh, couple of episodes uh, away on AHP. There's some we can get into some pretentious talk. Go on, remind me. No, it's a little sizzle. I'm doing. We're Saltburn. That uh, that's a movie I genuinely oh. believe to be entirely pretentious. I haven't seen it. Don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Uh, little sizzle. Uh, Kate, our good friend Kate at Torch. Uh, Kate, fucking hell. Kate, our good friend Kate at Tortured Poet Thirteen, uh, which I believe is a reference to <laughs> Taylor Swift. Change that username quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Lawrence, have you pre-ordered the vinyl? Don't you know I haven't? <laughs> Why not? Come on, you got to get your look, pre-order she's, in. Look, she's, she's great. She's an incredibly talented woman, and I wish her all the success in the world. But I don't, I, I, I'm not like this, all right? They'll sell out. you got to <laughs> pre-order. Look, I'm only like this for Succession and Better Call Saul and my Taylor Swifts. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> um, oh, Aerostore's coming to Disney Plus, though, so... Uh, it's, I keep seeing it on my TV. It's available somewhere already, right? Yeah, it's very. But they, it was announced yesterday that it's coming to Disney Plus. Oh hell like, yeah! In March, I think for free. April, then is it one of them for free? Then yeah. So and uh, that'll make we'll make use new, of that. Well, we'll, yeah. Well, we'll do it. We're doing it on the pub. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll tell you guys here first. You can you know. Yeah. Um, if you even care. Uh, yeah, anyway, Kate says, this is everything a Doki Who app should be and has remained my favourite since 2009. Whoa. Terrifying. But with amazing character development, plot, and side characters, we instantly care about. I adore that we have tie-ins to Journey's End. Really feels like this era has built a world. Uh, very true. Yeah, very that true. is very true, yeah. Yeah. Congrats on your first six hour app. Ooh. <laughs> uh, although, if you're losers and still pussying out on stretching it all the way, Nathan, just ignore Lawrence's wrong opinions and start talking glee right here, right now to oh, get it to no. the six hour mark. Oh my God, yes. What's your fave song and why is it Smooth Criminal? Oh, smooth Criminal is good, you know. Look, Smooth Criminal's good. You've got Barry talking... Allen himself. You've yeah. got um, Mercedes. Um, you've got the two, uh, I was going to call them violins, but they're not cello players yeah, there the as two, well. The two people going absolutely fucking nuts. Going ham on those yeah. fucking cellos. And is it, is it Naya Rivera? Naya Rivera? Naya Rivera, yeah. Rest in she's, peace, God bless. Um, yeah, yeah. But she's but absolutely fucking smashing. Powerhouse. Powerhouse performance, yeah. mate. So good. One of the there's best. A bit in, there's a bit in that song where she goes, I don't know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And then the music kicks back in and it's like, oh, mm. chills. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Grant Gustin kind of fucking shits the bed in that. And Grant, I know he's yeah, meant he to be good. worse. He's, he's a good boy. That's the Flash himself you're talking about right there. I know, I know. I, I tell you what, my personal favourite Glee number... Um, since since we're doing this, uh, <laughs> is um, is is Darren Chris's Blaine's cover of uh, Teenage Cross? Dream? Darren no, Darren Cross? Chris. Is Darren Cross? Cross is the guy from <laughs> from Assassin's Creed. Oh, he's fucking up. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I love being right. <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's it's Darren Chris's uh, Blaine's cover. Uh, of Katy Perry's uh, Teenage Dream. I find it's uh, yeah. an incredible, heartfelt piece. I think yes. it's beautifully acted. And also, um, as, if reports are to be believed, they they told Darren Chris, just go away and create your own reimagining of this song. And then he mm. came back with this. And I'm like, wow. It's rare to say a Glee version of a song is better. Oh, I also do like Heads Will Roll and the Thriller mashup. I love that, yeah. That's That's great. a banger too. Yeah. That's great. And I think it started a trend of like, <laughs> somehow every mashup and remix ever becoming heads will roll because there's oh he did <laughs> yeah there's always like a remix song and then at some point you'll just hear bah, 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 you know the leading to <laughs> yeah. heads will roll <laughs> yeah <laughs> which somehow always seems to happen um but it's yeah that's very midnight. good i do also love um was it the warblers with the warblers when they did um bills ah oh, bills is a great ding, one yeah yeah ding, yeah ding. Because they did all the acapella shit and, as well. And, which and is we're quite supposed cool. to believe that that guy can go. The Warblers have a few bangers under their hat. They have Somewhere Only We Know, which was great. Somewhere over Only We Know is good, yeah. Of course, there's all the, the racist ones that we. Yeah, there's a lot of racist. There's a lot of racist ones in Glee. I I have a personal favourite of um, "Let Me See That Thong," the Thong song by William (laughs) Schuster. William, we've long said that Will Schuster is a war criminal. That man this is why needs to be we tried have, in The Hague. This is why we need to do a Glee Rewatch podcast. Once. I've no, because I'd lose it. my mind. But it'd be so much fun. It'd be so much fun. I keep trying to get him to do it. I'll keep trying. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank you, Kate. I, I love that. I love getting the chance to talk about Glee. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll humour you this once. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Kate also says, uh, careful reminder that if you don't get this episode to six hours, I will figure out how to clone myself just so I can kill myself twice in front of both of you to change the trajectory (coughs) of your lives. Don't get it twisted. This is a threat. (laughs) Okay. Right. I see. And and there we go. You know what I say to that? Bring Bring it on. on. No, <laughs> I've changed my tune. Fucking no. do it, no, please. please. No, don't, 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 don't really do don't. that. Don't fucking do not say that. 
Oh my god! Um, thank you, Kate. Thank you very much. Um, that's it's really... rare that a podcast could be a, a podcast episode could be admitted into evidence. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably happened, but yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, that's all the tweets for this week. So now we we go over to the emails, the long which boys. are historically longer. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, again, uh, as always, I have not read any of these. These all remain unopened in my inbox. Whoa. Um, so if there is any racism, it's not my fault. Um, oh boy, just immediately opened this email. Immediate <laughs> racism. No, just the length of it is quite striking. Um, this is from Jared Coastal. Um, subject line, Water of Mars. I don't know if they missed off the S or if it is intentional, but we'll see. It happens to the best of us. I did that also on my notes page today. Well, there we go. Um, but hey, maybe it's intentional. Hello, TARDIS team. Hello. Hello. Snackwise, Water of Mars is obviously a Mars bar. Lots to chew on and delicious, but lacking a little crunch. Beyond snacking, I'm aware you may struggle this week to hit the promised six-hour mark for this episode. Boy, don't you know it. So <laughs> here is a dump of relevant trivia you may consider using to pad the episode. I've snuck a fake fact in. Can you spot it? Ooh. All right. All right. Game on. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. The name of the Mars colony, Bowie Base One, is a reference to musician David Bowie and his song Life on Mars. This is confirmed in Is There Life on Mars 2009, which I think is the confidential. Um, uh, the name of the confidential. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true. I deem that true. I think that's true, yeah. It, well, it is. <laughs> we know that. Well, no, but, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. It's obviously true. <laughs> so I'm, 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 you know, you, when you haven't heard all of the facts, <laughs> so you have to be a bit cautious. No, but that one's... What if, but, what if all of the next facts are like, David Tennant hates this episode? David Tennant pooed on the floor on the set of this episode. But, but then I'd say that one's not true. So, oh, yeah, uh, but oh, yeah right, feel... right, I'm wrong, I'm wrong! <laughs> you fucking idiot! Every week you find, you always say something. You've had two now as well this week. Well, it's a longer episode, so you're welcome. It's not that much longer. We're just getting started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Phil Ford envisaged Mars uh, in the adventure as a terraformed planet with the Bowie Base personnel flying uh, with the Bowie Base personnel flying great distances to various installations. Russell T. Davis encouraged him to take a much more low-tech approach to the story with Bowie Base as the rugged first outpost on the untamed Martian frontier. I mean, it could be true, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah, me neither. But right. I, I think it's too early to throw in your fake facts, so I will, for now I'll still say true. Okay, all right. Well, let, let's, let's, let's reserve judgment on all of them. No, I'm going to judge each one as they come up. Um, the spacesuit the Doctor uses is from the Satan Pit, 2006. True. We we already done confirmed this. <laughs> we done know. When initially sketching out the story, RTD considered Helen Mirren as a potential actress to play the character that eventually became Adelaide. In an early draft, the character that became Adelaide was a Russian named Valentina Kerensky, but this was then changed. Still thinking of Mirren as a potential guest star, Davies felt it would have been cl too close to a character played by Mirren in 2010's The Year We Make Conflict. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, in 2010, The Year We Make Contact, 1984. Uh, her original Russian surname would ultimately be reassigned to Yuri. I do get Helen Mirren vibes from Adelaide, you know. Yeah, I do. I think she has that look about her. I'm just thinking, Helen, is Helen Mirren fucking around with Doctor Who? 
In 2009. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Alan had a long and... Yeah. But, like... Uh, they got the Kylie. Yeah, that's true. And it's the heyday of Doctor Who. Kylie's a big name. They got David Morrissey himself. If David Morrissey's not Helen Mirren. They got Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya was also not Helen Mirren. <laughs> they got John Sim. Well, well look, there we go then. Is <laughs> in the next time trailer? Spoilers. He is, and he does a laugh. He does that. He does a little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> laugh. There you go. There it is. There it is. Love's doing an impression. It. We all know that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure where I land on this one. Is 2010 the year we make contact? Is that one of those bad sequels to 2001? Because I know there are quite a few sequels to 2001. Are there sequels to 2001? Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Not, not, not like, not Kubrick envisioned sequels. Just no, stu- no. Studio grabbing onto what they can do. Well, no, I think they're based on the books, which. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a series of books, I believe. Uh, um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the Helen Mirren being in Doctor Who thing throws me off. I don't think she'd she'd have considered it. Mm. But I'm not willing to say lie yet because it's still very plausible. This one, this next one is interesting. The service robot was inspired by Wally, 2008. Uh, oh. The original plan was for the robot initially to be clunky yet lovable, but might later go mad and become a threat to the Doctor. The aspect of the character went ultimately unused. I didn't hear no mention of this in Doki Who Confidential. No, nor did I. And they spoke about that robot quite a bit. They did, but there was also quite far along in production at that point, like. They yeah, but Russell seemed shoot. to react like he hadn't seen it. Yeah, but because they were getting ready to shoot the episode and stuff, they were in. in no, they were doing a heads department. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they were doing a tone meeting. Mm. Mm. See, I feel like Wally, like we made that observation. I feel like that's an observation normal people would make. Russell T. Davies considered drawing on a rejected concept for the 2008 Christmas special in which the world would be transformed into a fantasy landscape drawing upon the imagination of one J.K. Rowling. So isn't that there's elements of fear her there? Hold on. By having the aliens engage in an otherworldly festival of time-stopped Earth, the story would end with an ood appearing to the Doctor, beckoning him to return to its planet. This would presage the Doctor's regeneration in the final special. See, I'm sure I've heard something about a J.K. Rowling-inspired Doctor Who episode before, so... Mm, but isn't I've, that more I've, of just good old J.K.? Could no, no, I'm sure there is... No, because... I remember there being something... Something about an episode... Or maybe there was rumblings of her possibly writing one or something... I can't remember, but I I know her name came up with something to do with it. Okay, so, all right. I'm still. Th- these are all very plausible. I know. I mean, maybe we'll never know, unless there's one like really obvious one that like I don't know. David Tennant. Yeah, watch us. We're all taking this so seriously. Yeah. It's just going to be a blatant like David Tennant was thrown off the set for racist outbursts. Like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that one could be true. No, yeah, it couldn't. True. It definitely could. <laughs> um, <laughs> One unexpected complication of recording in the Great Glass House uh, was the loud and persistent birdsong provoked by the bright lights set up by the crew. Russell T. Davies duly amended the script to Im- indicate that the birds were housed in the biodome to control the insect population. That seems reasonable. That sounds yeah. like a very deal with a problem and just write it into the script sort of thing. Yeah, and it's one it's one off the cuff line. 
Yeah. It's not like, like a it. plot point. I see that very easily being included last minute. Yeah, that makes sense to me. RTD has previously been opposed to the idea of the Doctor dealing with a problem by summoning the TARDIS via remote control. Now he thought that such a solution would help establish the Doctor's emerging, emerging propensity to disregard the rules he used to follow. Makes sense, I guess. It makes sense, but it's like the Doctor doesn't try and have a harder life. I think it's rules that Russell follows, not the Doctor. Yeah, but but that's what he's saying, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, Some significant edits were required to bring the episode to a suitable length. Amongst the cuts were several sequences dealing with the romantic relationship between Yuri and Mia, uh, Gemma Chan, respectively, as well as any references to the waterborne intelligence as the the flood. I'm sure David Tennant says the flood at one point. Uh, Yeah, but I feel like there were edits because there is like... You see in the background that Gemma Chan's character is obviously in a relationship with this guy. Well, she holds his hand at one. Yeah, but she's ne- but that's never, never really brought up. It's never really brought up, so I feel like they could. But does it need to be? Been cuts. No, it, no, it doesn't. I think it's just natural that they. To, but you don't meet people and they go, "Hello, we're a couple." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it'd be yeah. weird if they did just go, "We're in a relationship," and this is our backstory. No, but you know, in previous Doctor Who stories, like, I mean, like even in the last episode, you've got you've yeah. got that uh, older couple. And they're like, we're on our way home for tea. We love each other. He does the cooking, yeah. I do the washing up. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it, they make it clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I've lost my place here. Sorry. Not oh, knowing this sea of email. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Russell T. Davis was enthusiastic about the idea that the narrative could be set within the lifetime of younger viewers. Uh, and so he was keen to take a realistic approach to the depiction of the human outpost. That was true. I heard it on Confidential. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Checkmate, <laughs> Jared. <laughs> uh, Joplin Sibtain was previously... Oh, I see. I see what you did Thank there. You. Joplin Sibtain previously played Mark Grantham in Warriors of Kudrach. Don't know. Part one, two thousand seven slash Warriors of Kadak. Part two, two thousand seven, two thousand seven. Isn't or is it a big finish? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I've never heard I, that story. I don't know. It sounds like the title of a classic Doctor Who episode, but the fact yeah, that no. it's two thousand seven has thrown me off. So that's why. So maybe I'm... a revisiting, maybe a big finish revisiting a classic yeah. story, or a book. Or something. It feels like a book. Yeah. Book. But, but but then why would someone star in it? Of course, aud- no. Audio book reading. Uh, uh, no. Uh, which, which is what Big Finish is, kind of, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. I don't know about that one, Chief. Maybe. Um. So remaining complete physical harmony with the episode's title, David Tennant only consumes water and Mars bars for the entire shoot sus that's the lie it. that's i the think course. that was the lie that seems why would he do that david tennant's a man who is incredibly fit do you think yeah he's, he's getting... not snacking on mars bars all day long uh, at least uh, look he may have the odd mars bar i'm not saying the man's you know you can have a mars partial bar. to a snack yeah. yeah but but every day for the entire no. production of a big series special episode no that's not happening. no chance no chance is that happening oh, you no. can't you can't <laughs> you that's you can't like satiate yourself with that yeah like <laughs> we, no, i don't know if fucking... you know this david i'm on a health kick and you need a balanced fruit profile lauren right? shut the fuck up okay this is where okay. you're getting on <laughs> okay <laughs> we fucking rumbled you um jared i knew yeah. your name all along we rumbled you <laughs> 
great. Um, oh, fuck, I've lost my place again. <laughs> so this is email number one, right? Yes, <laughs> it's email number one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> this has got to change at some point. It can't go on like this. I know. Concerning the discovery of liquid water detailed in this story, on 28th of September 2015, NASA made an announcement that there was proof of liquid water actually flowing on Mars. You know what? I remember this well because I was yeah. at uni. We just started uni at this point. Um, London South Bank is. Oh, shit. Should I say that? I don't know. Um, it's I think it's fine. It's the uni in London, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we what, what does that mean? Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Um,. I remember this quite clearly because I went to see The Martian. You know The Martian? Oh, Matt Damon is um, on Mars. The other, yeah, the other, the other Mars movie, the other space movie he was in that year or something. Yeah. Yes, Interstellar. No, no. Yeah. Well, Interstellar was a year before. Uh, yeah, um, tomato, tomato. Well, different years. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not tomato, tomato. Oh, different years. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, no, because I remember I was in the movie, like, as that news broke, and then I remember coming out of the movie, checking my mm. phone, and be like, oh, shit, they found water on Mars? Why wasn't Ooh. this in The Martian? Why wasn't that unrealistic? Zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately pulled a letterbox. <laughs> Time to love. <laughs> uh... That's fun. Uh, Russell T. Davies insisted that the Doctor's pivotal exchange via intercom with Adelaide should be performed in a single take. This was a departure from the normal practice, which would have involved uh, filming David Tennant and Lizzie Duncan's dialogue separately, then editing the conversation together in post-production. Seems reasonable. That's absolutely what most shows do, yeah. Oh, most shows, yeah, do the other one. Yeah, do the one at a time. Separately, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they'll just get some fucking extra or runner or something to read lines to. Give yeah, them. exactly. No, but that 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 makes that makes ridiculous sense. Like we said, these two have a powerhouse performance episode. It makes sense they play off each other. Russell T. Davies' main contributions to the script were the service robot and the Bowie base crew being renowned throughout human history as Mars's lost pioneers, implying everything else was Phil Ford. Maybe, maybe that's why it's so good. We'll never know that. For a fact. Well, never for a fact, no, but... Anyway. After the rushes, RTD became concerned that the appearance of the infected crew members were too scary for younger viewers. He found that the eerie contact lenses given to Joplin, Sibtain, and Alice Rusko uh, were particularly dehumanising. It was agreed that Sharon Duncan Brewster would not wear them when playing the infected Kane, Given the character's considerable screen time and appropriate changes were made to dialogue in some shots, the infected personnel would also now be filmed with their eyes closed. Did that make any sense to you? Yeah, so they decided midway through, whilst watching the rushes, when we film um, this woman's scene, let's film her without the things. And that makes sense, because it's a real weird half-baked reason as to why some of them have contact lenses and others don't. Well, only one doesn't. Um, yeah, but I feel like it would be a... Cause, and we saw on Confidential there was a... There was a they were, they dis- did talk they were about lengthy the discussions about the specific eyes. Yeah. yeah, they did talk. Like Russell did say, like they're too spooky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I would say that's true. Yeah, but we know it is we know we found the wrong one. We don't know, Nathan. We just don't no, know. we did. We found the Mars. Keep one. up the game. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> okay. what are we still doing here? 
know. We've still got so much to go. The special is nearly abandoned due to the 2008 financial crisis, as it was seen as the least essential of the specials. Fortunately, Julie Gardner was able to secure the necessary funds. This was seen as the least essential. Were they watching the same specials we've been watching? Were they watching the next Doctor? And then d- decided wild. that insane. That's in the genuinely insane. Yeah. Insanity. Um, the original plan for the flood was their hosts would erupt water from the top of their heads, which was scrapped due to the difficulties of getting that practical effect to work. The solution was to have water pour out the host's mouth instead. Watch the special effects team. Sorry, which the special effects team agreed both looks more plausible and is creepier as a result. Um... I, I got a quick fire through these now. In a deleted scene, the Doctor suggests that the Ice Warriors were unable to fully defeat the Flood and fled the planet as a result, explaining their absence makes sense. The last scene to be filmed was a room was a remount of the Doctor outside the TARDIS at the end of the story. It was recorded during work on the End of Time Part 2 in 2010. Um, Nikki Wilson described Captain Adelaide Brooke as the Doctor's cleverest and most strong-minded companion yet. Russell T. Davies said, well, she's not really a companion like the others have been. She's very wary of the Doctor. She's not the sort of person you can imagine hooking up with him and riding off into the sunset. Seems weird. She's kind of the alpha male in the room, really. So the Doctor has to learn to assume a slightly different role when he's around her. That seems odd. Um, that seems... <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. I know about that one, Chief. <laughs> Lindsay Duncan and David Tennant have both provided voices for droid characters in Star Wars. Ah. No, uh, David Tennant, obviously, uh, oh, young, yes, yeah. in uh, Clone Wars and Ahsoka. Who's Lindsay Duncan playing? I have no idea. I'll find well, out. Why don't you look that up for me right now? Maybe bitch. I will, maybe I won't. Please do. While you do that, I'll read the next one, which says that Planet of the Dead 2009 was supposed to mark a series transition to high-definition recording. However, confusion with the BBC resulted in the abrupt loss of the funds which had been embarked to facilitate the change of the format. The only solution was to use some of the specials budget to make up the shortfall. As a result, Phil Ford's vision of enormous computer-generated water monsters attacking Bowie Base had to be abandoned. That's quite interesting, and probably worked out for the better, I think. TC-14 in The Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. She's, she's, she's a lady know who that is. Yeah, she's only... I'm TC-14. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one in the Trade Federation ship. There you go. But yeah, interesting. That's mm. Lindsay Duncan. Interesting. Okay. Ah. Oh, <laughs> she's the one who... like I think um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan just thinking, like, they're lightsabers. She goes, oh... Oh my! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Wars droids, very funny. Um, did you hear that fun fact? It doesn't matter. Russell T. Davies originally had an idea in which Earth is frozen in time due to an alien. This is the first email. Oh my fucking god! Due Nathan, to an alien stop presence. talking. Go, go. Much go. of the action would be based around a hotel, which would suddenly be empty except for one human who would become the Doctor's temporary companion. Originally, Davies had envisioned this as a father who would be driven to assist the Doctor by his desire to be reunited with missing family. However, he was eager that one of the surrogate companions be a strong older woman who might be played by an actress by the caliber of Judy Dench or Helen Mirren. And so this character instead became a grandmother. I can see the bottom of the email now. It's in sight. Um, <laughs> the end is near. <laughs> uh, is it time? <laughs> is it time? <laughs> 
Russell T. Davies and Phil Fords wanted the base personnel to be a distinctly multinational cohort, as in serials from the late 1960s, such as the Moon Base and the Wheel in Space. In particular, it was suggested that the base commander might be Russian. Interesting. Uh, the story was inspired by the announcement that NASA's Phoenix Mars lander had discovered water on Mars. Uh, Phil Fords had a different idea for the special, which was originally meant to be uh, the 2008 Christmas special, but replaced with the next Doctor. It would have featured a Doctor in an eerie hotel. Would do you read this one? Um, I'm just going to move on to the next one. Biodome was actually the Great Glass House, part of the National Botanical Garden in Wales, uh, in Hnefli. Uh Russell T. Di- Russell T. Davies had scripted the scenes in the Biodome with this location in mind. Um, the story is one of only the is the only one of the 2008-9 specials to feature the normal end credits music, with the rest using the same music from the opening credits. That seems weird. Um, the episode was dedicated to Barry Letts. Oh yeah, I know that. Who was yeah, Barry Letts? I have no idea. Let me find Look out it up. what you read more Look stuff. Adelaide was originally named Grace. This was changed to when Russell T. Davies pointed out it was similar to Grace Holloway from Doctor Who: The Movie '96. Uh, the final scene was filmed on a city street, which production team covered with artificial snow. Uh, the story was envisaged as a Christmas special. In fact, the Doctor was originally supposed to have use of the base's metal Christmas tree as a transmitter to contact the TARDIS. Several festive references remain, such as the crew on Mars preparing Christmas dinner and the snow in when the Doctor arrives back on Earth. He claims he likes snow in this phase of development. The episode had the working titles of Red Christmas and Christmas on Mars. And then finally... Phil Ford served as producer as Tracy Simpson was busy overseeing chaotic post-production of Planet of the Dead 2009. We fucking did it, Reddit. According to this very hasty Google search um, and very reputable Wikipedia article, mm. uh, Barry Letts was a Doctor Who producer uh, who, dire- who also directed and uh, wrote some episodes. Uh, he directed Patrick Troughton in quite a few uh, his main highlight uh, uh, is apparently revered as um, being one of the driving forces for casting Tom Baker. Ah, okay. So well, there you, there you go. are. Um, and I just counted, and that was 30 what, 34 sorry, uh, pieces of trivia, some of them quite lengthy. Um, Jared, never fucking do that again. Okay? I definitely <laughs> remember seven of them. <laughs> we appreciate it nonetheless. Thank you, Jared. But please... Never do that again. The worst thing is, like, next week is a regeneration story. Like, oh, and then we've got enough. a regenerate. Like, you better believe it. The beast below is going to be half an hour long. <laughs> I don't think it will. No, nah, we need a break, man. There's a lot to say on that episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I just opened up the next email, and it was quite long as well. For the love of God, and also the font is smaller somehow. Oh, um, great. <laughs> Dear Nathan, oh sorry, this is uh, from Pat, our good friend Pat Patricia. Um, oh sorry, Patricia. Um, uh, and the subject line is still got a lot of thoughts on waters of Mars. Dear Nathan and Lawrence, I, I'm so sorry that my emails are so long. I think I'm just unable to keep them short. You probably understand it. It's like your episodes. I guess you're trying your best today to reach six hours long because a lot of lives depend on it. So you don't mind another long email. <laughs> oh boy um, if you want them short though let me know yes I yes i feel yes. mean <laughs> well, no 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 I, do you know what i'll be the villain no don't be mean stop stop don't it be mean don't be mean i'm not being mean right after this episode you're all on ropes okay 
Sure. I th- I think at some point we will need to have a discussion about this segment, okay? Yeah, and but... be prepared for it. <laughs> but, but, but let's let's not be hasty, okay? Let's right. not be hasty. Yeah, I love the engagement. First of all, I'm uh, uh, first of all I'm not a bot on Twitter. Thank you for that, Lawrence. It's just in Italian. I like languages. Ha, Lawrence, you were just racist. No. Uh, <laughs> What is a My Mars, wife's right? family are from Italy. No, you're racist. Waters of Mars, right? I was so hyped for it. I excitedly turned it on and discovered it was boring. What? And nah. after 30 minutes, I was strongly considered why did I like this episode so much in the first place and what was different about it during the rewatch. However, after the 40 minutes of warm-up, the banger began and I was glad I rewatched it all. I still love it. Uh... Now, lads, you need to tell me, is it me or his... Oh, is it me or are his sideburns getting bigger? Yes. Oh, they Se- definitely are. Yeah, season yeah. four sees them grow to ludicrous lengths, yeah. Yeah, it's part of the time of Victorious. His sideburns grow. Yeah, I, Mate, uh, there's a certain particular shot in End of Time Part 2 where his sideburns are ludicrous. Yeah, they grow with his ego, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, that, uh, and he can't help that. That's just something that happens. No, it's... it's it's fat as science. It's testosterone. You know, you know when you grow older, your nose and your ears get bigger? No. Ah, oh, well, that. All right. I'm not looking forward to that. Get through this. Um, <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I've lost my plays again. Oh, no. Um, now, the other thing that this series has taught me, if the orange spacesuit is around, I will cry at the end of the episode. Always works. Interesting. Mm, 42. Um, 42 didn't get me like that. Before you two, an emotional one? I don't remember. Well, a you, I remember emotional. you liked it a fair bit, and I thought it was lukewarm, and you crucified me for thinking it was a pretty okay, fine episode. It's a great episode, I think. It's a fine one. You're boring. Um, I don't know about you, but I found the website flashes a bit annoying. I don't know. Maybe it's my dyslexia, but I. Uh, but couldn't they just show us our Queen News lady and tell us this stuff? Um, do we really have to read? And also, there was the same sound effect over and over again when they were shown. The the sound effect was a bit egregious. Uh, yeah, but if the, if the alternative is like the Doctor shakes... We spoke about that scene earlier, the giving exposition scene. The Doctor mm. shakes all the crew members' hands. Then if it cut to Trinity Wells being like, DIED! <laughs> also, oh, by the way, a really old Trinity. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Trinity Wells. <laughs> she would be almost probably dead. Probably they've, they've <laughs> wheeled her on. <laughs> yes. um, now, linguistic student talk. If the doctor talks in a language, but the TARDIS is around somewhere, that means the others should understand the language, like in Christmas Invasion, right? So, what happened there? A plot hole, probably. I've always understood it as. You have to travel in the TARDIS for the yeah, for I the um, thing to work for the um, translation it, software. It doesn't to work. emit anything. The TARDIS gets in your head. Yes, yes, I believe so. But saying that though, uh, Pat is absolutely right. In the Christmas Invasion, that did happen though, because Harriet Jones and all the other like politicians and stuff, they heard the translation. Uh, so yeah, but there's some for the regeneration hijinks going on. Yeah, there. whatever. We'll, we'll write that one off as yeah. a. As if a there's orange thing. glowing, don't worry about it. New rules. <laughs> yeah. But also, I always see like Doctor Who is like f- through the eyes of the companion, though. So I think the the like that's why the Doctor what the Doctor says isn't necessarily translated because we're coming in through the eyes of the companions. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a nice yeah. take. Yeah. Yeah. So Take that, you that's... four seasons to get there. But... 
What do you mean? <laughs> I never once heard this opinion of yours. That's quite interesting. Well, it's never been relevant until now. Okay, well, fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> dusting it off. You've got some tricks up your sleeve. Uh, there's another plot hole for you. Uh, and the, Andy got infected because he ate a carrot, which he washed in water, but the water can't be infected because it takes a week till it runs through the filter. I thought this. So they were using different water for drinking uh, and cooking and different in the garden, so it wasn't filtered at all in the garden. Uh, if so, were they using unfiltered water to wash their hands and take showers because it's super easy to swallow a drop of water when you're taking a shower? Were they washing their teeth in unfiltered water or did he get infected from the carrot because perhaps they were watering it with unfiltered water? That's a plot hole right there for me. Feel free to prove me wrong. I can't. No, I got nothing from that. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, that did confuse me a bit. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I can't say I thought about it until just now. But it's it, the, most likely is probably they watered the carrot with unfiltered water and then he ate the yeah. carrot. Yeah, because presumably you'd cook the carrot, which would you yeah. know get rid of. We did say any... this guy's a maniac for just yeah. pouring out a carrot. Yeah. If you cook something, then you get rid of any like fucking you know bacteria or anything like that. So yeah, but. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, um, uh, I cried real tears when Steffi died. Uh, I remember when I watched it for the first time in Polish. Uh, Well, that's interesting. I had the translation from German, and I don't really remember what her daughter was saying, but it was nerve-wracking. Her daughter in the background, while she slowly turned into a monster, I don't know if it was sad for you too. I think it was simply well done. I think it was was beautifully sad, the way, I think. I sent Nathan a picture of my wet eye and told him I was crying in the club. (laughs) Oh, was that that scene? That was, was that, that scene. And Nathan okay. just called me a virgin. <laughs> Lauren, don't say that. Oh, I want, oh, yeah, don't tell them the truth. <laughs> you it did. true. <laughs> no, but still, don't say it. All right, sorry. <laughs> don't expose me like this. <laughs> uh, also, I chuckled a little when everyone got to do... Uh, also, I chuckled a little when everyone got a job to do and Roman had to watch the ceiling, the easiest job that got him killed in the end. Uh, and that part <laughs> was, and that part wasn't that funny. <laughs> poor, poor Roman. Yeah, that's, that's uh, and sad. now for the, and now for the main course, the doctor. I love that he knows when he's going to die, uh, and until there is no four knocks, he's unstoppable. However, he needs therapy. Give this man a therapist as his companion. I mean, man, is mine, Doctor, my favourite, but even for me, he is unlovable in this episode. He's so cocky at the end, uh, asking no one going to thank me after giving those people the biggest trauma of their lives. Uh, For Adelaide, the Doctor is worse than the Dalek. The Dalek followed the instructions, helped her fulfill her destiny, while the Doctor told her all the incredible things about her family and then just changed history so it can never happen. She has seen him for the first time in her life, and he acts out of his mind in this final scene. He reminds me of the Master with his tough and the way he treats her like a trophy. He's proud not because he saved her, but because she's not a little, uh, little people. She's properly important, and that's what matters, not the Doctor I love. It's very interesting, the that's Dalek thing. That's a great perspective, yeah. Yeah, the Dalek thing is very good. We that's should have picked the, up on that. We should have done, and we didn't, and do you know what? <laughs> no, we did. I'm going to edit back. We were going to re-record it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then not read this email. Um, <laughs> no, I, that's a great perspective. It's the, it's the, two, it's the opposing mm. sides of the time war, and yeah. it's all a matter of perspective. It, 100%. It, all you can do is... Well, I mean... The, it is all a matter of perspective, but 
in every perspective, the Daleks are wrong. Right? Yeah, the Daleks are wrong, but in, yeah. in Adelaide's perspective, in this, she only in this has version. two specific examples to work with. Yes, from. 100%. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That um, is exactly what I was saying, my point. <laughs> Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Not to end on a serious note, in brackets, I treat those emails as a a stand-up comedy. Uh, Let's (laughs) imagine Donna there. If Donna had heard the Time Lord Victoria, she would have laughed so hard he would have begged her to stop. And I think this episode is yet another example of why the Doctor needs a companion. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, yeah. It's mentioned specifically this. I was, I did have it in my notes, but I did mention it. But I was going to bring up the Doctor. No, Donna does say uh, in the Christmas invade, not um, whatever that Christmas Runaway Bride, that the Doctor needs someone to stop him, mm. and this is what happens when we do- when the Doctor doesn't have anyone. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's him, humbling. Basically. You need you need a grounding force yeah. to. Like, and and, and it, that's exactly what would have happened. If Donna had heard the time Lord Victoria, she would have been like, you are a fucking loser. You're an idiot. Yeah. Enough with that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You, you uh, pack it the my... fuck in. <laughs> my weirdo is the Russian nurse guy for showing his bestie uh, their planet and all the water in it with no suspicion that she acts weirdly fetish about it. I mean, same. It was my weirdo too. There so. we go. There we go. Uh, anyway, a slow burn bang for me, you guys. Read this email slowly as you need to reach six hours on the episode. Cheers, Pat. P.S. I finished Capaldi's run and I need to say I found my new favorite TARDIS. So now this one has glorious second place. 13th Doctor's uh, TARDIS is beautiful and clean and for sure doesn't smell like a locker room. Um, there we go. Yeah, whatever. Well, there's plenty of TARDIS talk to come, okay? There, there is. There's, there's a lot of TARDIS talk to come. Yeah, and uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Thank you, Pat. Very much appreciate it. Um, oh, this one is mercifully short. Oh, <laughs> um, my gosh. This is from Sam Nixon. Um, subject line, the six-hour episode. Hello, boys. This episode is the tits. Uh, <laughs> or as Lawrence... Dad. Or as Lawrence might say, spelt with a W, I will say, ah. um, it's the sauce. It's got the juice with a capital J. It's risen me up like the guy giving out hand towels in the Weatherspoon's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, oh, sorry, Nathan, in all seriousness, this episode is great. The ensemble uh, is dynamic. The pacing ramps up. The science is well-researched. Ridley Scott and Matt Damon are on top form. Uh, roll on Skeletor <laughs> next week. <laughs> Thanks for the laughs. So, um, roll on Skeletor is very funny. Um, I also got the Martian reference. Thank you, Sam. Well <laughs> we have a lot of Martian talk this week. There is. Yeah, it was Mars episode, isn't it? Oh, it's um, Would you say that, Lawrence? Would you say it's got the sauce? I'd say it's got the sauce. I'd definitely say it's rizzing up. Um, <laughs> rizzing you up. It's risen. Look, I've been riz. Right, it's true. Uh, you can't spell riz without Doctor Who. Another mercifully short one from Tom Hardwell. Uh, subject line: Still got thoughts. Brackets on Elton. Oh. Greetings, boyos. Uh, this episode is a banger. The way the lads who get infected by the flood get their mouths all dry leaves me to believe this is what the massive pavement nonce Elton must look like after a class makeout sesh with <laughs> Ursula. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, uh, when the Doctor calls himself Time Lord Victorious, (laughs) it does make me cringe a little. 
not very victorious having to turn into Matt Smith in a couple of episodes, is it? Um, <laughs> weird of the week is Adelaide for being uh, just for being so just death stare intent despite saving her life. Get over it. She it seems it seems far she seems far too keen to die, even if she's worrying about her future. I hope this gets you closer to the life saving six hour mark. Tom sent from my iPhone. Uh, thank you, Tom. It actually does. So thank you, Tom. Yeah, and that's an interesting surname sent from my iPhone. It is. Um, yeah. No, I, I could read his actual Tom surname out, and I probably did before, but I wanted to know, um, because that's doxing, and maybe I already did it. Um, <laughs> hey, this is from Ty Rotheramel. Subject line: Waters of. I see. I just read out the surname. Then see. There we go. Yeah. Well done. Is is having us fine to read out the surname? Yeah, I mean, I would say I do on Twitter, so yeah, fuck it. Yeah. If you don't want me to read out your surname, let me know, and I won't. Mm. Um, Anyway, this is from Ty. Whatever. Uh, The Waters (laughs) of Mars. (laughs) I hope you're not feeling too tired hitting around the four-hour mark by now. You're actually quite close. By <laughs> <laughs> uh, I assume. Uh, all jokes aside, what a stellar episode of Doki Who. I love the inclusion of young Gemma Chan, but more importantly, I love the writing and how it really puts Ten in the most uncomfortable and dark place we've seen in him. And it gets beautifully followed up by his immediately re- immediate regret, which leaves things on a bitter sweet relief. Relieved he's not going further down that path and pulled right back from the Time Lord Victorious, but obviously bitter because he still went too far. One thing I wish the previous two specials had done was put the Doctor in situations where he feels change in the timeline is his only solution and gets into a rut with it. Like each episode, changes made uh, to history are more and more significant, adding more stakes to when he goes too far here. I know that would mean essentially doing an entirely different episode than what came in the previous two specials. Still, what do you think? What do you think, Lawrence? I, I will say that I've I've once thought about the concept of how the Time Lord Victorious could feel. That's my one complaint with the Time Lord Victorious is his his humbling happens very quickly. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be the idea behind the the Time Lord Victorious, like the series, like the the stuff that was brought up. So yeah. we see we see more of that. That, yeah. And that would be good, but I'm thinking, like, in in terms of the specials, yeah, what, what would have been great, I think, is if because we've we've both said the last two episodes have been like they're fine, like they're not. Well, I like Planet of the Dead. All right, I, I look, Planet of the Dead is okay. It's fine. We got Malcolm. I think, uh, yeah, I do like Malcolm. That must be. Yeah. But like, if if elements of the um, Time Lord Victorious were weaved in to that if there were certain they could you could have the same episodes but certain he the doctor tweaked and changed and this was the reckoning and then he went into his regeneration story humbled and ready to accept that he went too far and it's time for him to die i see i see what you're saying and i do see the appeal of it but you also you run the risk of the doctor as a character then being too unlikable because he has to go about those episodes as time lord victorious and no but he wouldn't he it and, would it would, get, it would build there it would build there Mm. Like we we see him meddle a little bit, but he's still the Doctor. Then we see him a bit an extra bit of an extra oh, bit I of see. a knob. I see, yeah. and then you still get you, you get this episode exactly as this episode was. So he's only yeah, insufferable for like half an episode. Mm. Yeah, I see. 
I see. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, any changes to the next Doctor would be good. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, true, yeah. <laughs> thanks again for all the work you do uh, for the pod, entertaining us each week. And hopefully you don't strain yourselves too much for this episode for real. Can't wait for next week to talk about a hungry, hungry boy. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. So I, I am looking forward to that. To be fair, yeah. Uh, well, there's elements I'm looking for. Well, no, I need to stop saying this. Um, again, I'm not giving away. You my need thoughts. to stop it. You're giving away yeah, your stance. I know. I have to bleep that. Um, okay. Um, thank you, Ty. Very much appreciate it. Um, also, you've been too nice. Yeah, we don't, enter- nice. we don't entertain anyone with this podcast, okay? <laughs> this is obligation that you have to listen to at this point. It's yeah, a exactly. chore to get through, okay? You followed the show. Yeah, now you're stuck with it. <laughs> uh, this is from Helen Rea. Uh, the subject line is, no subject. I think that's because there's no subject line. Uh, um, right, I see. Yeah, it's not just they wrote in no subject. I believe it's <laughs> okay, just okay, fine, yeah. there is no subject. Um, hi, Nathan and Lawrence. I've been listening to the podcast for months and been meaning to write in for ages, but this is the first time I've actually managed to write in for the episode. Hey. I hope. Uh, I'm excited to join in off on the fun after listening to more organized people have their say every week. RIP to the Jeff Lemon review. You will be missed. You will indeed. Not by Lawrence, but by the rest of us. <laughs> we both um, deaded the segment for a reason. I've, you killed it. I've been working through <laughs> the backlog of episodes as I go about my day, and I'm really enjoying the pod. I'd like to cast another vote for the longer episodes. There we go. Add that to the list, Lawrence. Oh, um, and listening to Still Got Legs while this I go about my... just a circle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it genuinely is at this yeah. point. <laughs> Um, and listening to Still Got Legs while I go about my day is now basically the only way I can get my chores done. Uh, I actually fell down the stairs while I was listening to the Journey's End episode. Oh, no. Um, No serious harm was done to anything but my dignity, Uh, but aside from the embarrassment, I can think of worse ways to go. For the love of God, please do not die while listening to this. Don't die at all, for starters. They were probably listening to your opinions. Oh, that's so wrong. I need to throw myself down the stairs. No, they were listening to you talk about the blue suit, and they went, absolutely not, and just threw themselves down the yeah, stairs. Yeah, they were agreeing. They went, absolutely not. He can't wear that blue suit. No, no, went. no. Uh, this episode scared the shit out of me as a teenager, to the point where I've only seen it a handful of times since it aired. Uh, I did rewatch it recently, and it wasn't as terrifying as I remember it being, but still really creepy, and most of the effects hold up, uh, though I do think the comic relief robot suffers from the canine effect, where they try to envision what future tech would look like, but ended up making something that looks incredibly dated. In the robust defense, I saw it in person with a bunch of other props at the Doctor Who exposition uh, in Liverpool Museum last year, and it actually looks quite good. Not moving does it a lot of favors. (laughs) That's very cool. I would like to go to some kind of Doctor Who exhibition. Yeah, Um, I would too. I'd love to see the original costumes and stuff. We can have a real suit talk. We could, yeah, in person. Yeah, yeah we'll just pull out the mics. You can't do that, <laughs> just, here, sir. We'll just set up a little table just in front of the suits. <laughs> I think you'll find that we're the official Doctor Who podcast and we can do what we like. All right. <laughs> Get out of uh, here. 
I also think the Time Lord Victorious was massively wasted and would have required at least a full-length season to truly do it justice. Uh, confining most of it to this one app was, in my opinion, a total waste, as they touched on some really interesting themes, but in my opinion, they sort of come out of nowhere and then are basically resolved by the end of the episode. While it's been established that the Tenth Doctor needs a companion to rein him in, I think it would have been more impactful to see this decline happen slowly over time uh, rather than essentially speedrunning it in one episode. Um, again, yeah. I think, again, I think we uh, do get his ego as a constant character trait. And I, I, I wouldn't say mm. it comes out of nowhere because he snaps. He snaps because it's incredibly it's painful listening point. to people you yeah. respect die. Yeah. Um, but no, I, 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 I like I said, I, I, don't, I think a season maybe might be might be too long. But these specials, I really think, were the perfect opportunity to tell the true ending of Ten's story. Um, and I think they should have devoted more special time towards it, but maybe not a season. Because then you also mm. then ha- you have that issue of what does a companion do next to that? Yeah, like unless yeah. you have a companionless season, which I don't think has ever been done. Maybe in the classic because mm. they kept fucking sending his companions off when they took him to Gallifrey, didn't they? Yeah, humans weren't allowed in Gallifrey. Yeah, for a while. No, no girls um, allowed. <laughs> no girls allowed to the time lords. <laughs> this is where we wear our cool costumes. <laughs> this is where we wear our funny hats. Have you know? seen my big collar? <laughs> a girl couldn't pull this off. Uh, when they regenerate into women, they just get put in a room until, until they die. They get kicked. You have to go somewhere else. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the rules. Well, they do that thing that they did to Patrick Troughton. Like, regenerate into oh. someone else. No, <laughs> I don't want to. Forced regeneration. That's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I do have a theory that um, Patrick Troughton regenerated into a girl. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. get there in seven million years. <laughs> Two, just about, yeah. But what for the? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. yes, yes. All right, yes, interesting. Yes, yeah, yeah. But right. hey, we'll see. Um, I'm excited to get to the Moffat era, as I know the RTD era like the back of my hands, but I've only watched most of Moffat's run once. I'm going to start watching along with you guys every week, and I'm looking forward to essentially seeing a lot of it with fresh eyes. We look forward to having you on board with us, Helen. Be the very uh, same for... boat as me then. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Not love, me. Love I RTD's era, but have very no season five quite well. Season six onwards mm. is a blur. Well, it's bound to be interesting. Uh, thanks for all your hard work on the pod. Long may it continue, Helen. I hope so too. But I mean, you can go for about as long as Doctor Who goes for, I guess. So, yeah, which is sixty years. Forever. Sixty years so far. So. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we're looking good. Saying boys. things like Riz at seventy <laughs> years old. Ah. Oh. Sorry, I need to stretch. This episode's quite long. I've, been, I've got to take my dog out for a wee pretty soon. Like, we need to... <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to wait, won't you? I guess. <laughs> uh, this is from Joshua Johnson, um, who you may know is the email we had to read out whilst you was on the phone. Uh, oh, okay, week. yes, hello. Yes. <laughs> hello, boys. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm in the majority when I say this episode is a good one, because it is. You are. That is true. <laughs> Uh, the monsters are cool. The tension is exciting. The Doctor walking away and hearing the chaos he is leaving behind is so well done. And of course, we've seen the birth of the most insufferable cunt of all the time and space. <laughs> At least he's only around for another two episodes. 
Uh, Adelaide being genuinely terrifying at the time Lord Victorious is always a fantastic scene to watch. The dramatic zooms in on each newspaper headline when Ten was doing a dead crew road call got tiring very quickly. Love the fact that the base is called Barry Base One. Just a fun reference to a classic banger. I like that song a lot. People seem to not like this obituary flesh up. I liked it quite a lot. I think it's both. I like, I like the obituary stuff. I didn't like the noise. The noise was egregious. And but they've always done that, haven't they? They've always overused the sound effect. Yeah, doesn't make it good though. I mean, I guess yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, my weirdo this week is for Adelaide for the fact that once she realised her being alive would mean that humanity never touched the stars, as her granddaughter would not be inspired. She thought that taking a fat L in the living room would do the trick. <laughs> Well, it did, did, though, to be fair, but yeah. <laughs> she could have taken that secret to her grave. She could have lived a long, happy life. But she's better than that, Lawrence. But she is better than that, and that's the point, yeah. Nathan. That the doctor the couldn't point. make that sacrifice. Keep up the good work, boys. Much love to the pod, Joshua. Thank, Thank you very you, much. Joshua. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll try to keep up the good work, but we can't promise anything. Ballpark, cause... how many we got? <laughs> this is... Um... One, two, three, four, five left. Okay, we're getting one. there. So we're getting there. We're making our way through. We're making our way downtown. Oh wait, no, I missed one. Oh no, <laughs> we got six left. All right, come on, let's let's go. <laughs> My conscience can rest easy after four hours. I'll be fine oh, God. with that. This is a long one. <laughs> okay. oh, uh, this is from our good friend Leah. Um, and the subject line is the trivia of Mars. I'm already having PTSD flashbacks. Oh, um, Thirty-one <laughs> pieces of trivia, please. No, no, no. no. You'll you'll enjoy the way this opens up. Well, I will. I don't know if you will, but <laughs> hello, Nathan, and the other one. All oh, right, okay, nice. <laughs> just, I just, hope you're... just the gut punch I needed at four hours in. I, I hope you're both going strong after what I presume to be hour four. <laughs> I mean, great guesswork, you guys. They're doing good. They're doing good. <laughs> genuinely yeah. impressive, yeah. Well, don't worry, because it's time for the only trivia section in the world. Uh, first, though, what a fucking incredible episode. Steffi's death brought me to genuine tears. The anticipation of knowing everything that was going to fall apart, only for it not to until the last 20 years, had me on the edge of my seat, and that ending. The idea of taking the Doctor swanning in and saving everyone's lives and then making that utterly horrifying is an idea that I hope they never do again. Mostly because it could never stack up to this. Weird of the week, though. This was tough. Just about every character is extremely sensible in this episode. So my weird of the week, <laughs> so my weird of the week has to be you two morons for claiming this would be a six-hour episode. <laughs> That's. I mean, yeah, we've been saying. That's good. I've been giving yeah. people a lot of shit, but we built the rod for our own backs. Yeah, we did we? this. Yeah. yeah, and when I, I think it was me who said this would be a six-hour episode. Yeah, but so. I, let's be honest. I encouraged you. Like you did. We're you both did. to blame for this fucking position we found ourselves in. You, you should not have encouraged me, Lawrence. No. Um, on to the trivia. Dalek. In the episode, a map of continental US is seen, missing the upper peninsula of Michigan. We can only wonder where half of the state has gone. Um, <laughs> there were concerns that Terry Nation's estate was not allowed the use of the Dalek. Robert, uh, Daleks. Robert Shearman had written an alternative script using a new monster, a childish sphere that killed for fun. This may sound familiar, and that's because it was reused as the Toclophane two seasons ah, later. okay. Interesting, interesting. I never knew Henry, that. No, me neither. Henry Van Staten was originally named Will Fences. 
That's very funny. Will fences. Will fences what? <laughs> Fucking hell. That doesn't even make sense. Now's not the time for your jokes, Nathan. There were 14 drafts of the script. It originally had more focus on the Van Statens, with Adam being Henry's child, and the whole point of the Dalek being tortured was to get it to say, Happy Birthday! The Dalek, uh, upon finding out, would not consider the family worth exterminating. (laughs) Brutal. Uh, According to Davies, the distress call at the start of the episode was written in because the exec the executives didn't buy the idea that the TARDIS just turns up at the right time and place for adventure. Well, they're wrong then, aren't yeah, they? That, look, come on. We know. They're <laughs> the wrong. The TARDIS does that. Yeah. Okay, the, the TARDIS just happens to show up on the exact day the Bowie Base 1 is going to explode. It's not a coincidence. No. The TARDIS was like, this cunt's been pissing me off. <laughs> time to humble this Time man. to give him a bit of humble pie. <laughs> TARDIS is a maniac. He doesn't care whose fucking lives it ruins in the process. No, it's true. Uh, The Doctor's rant to the Dalek was written to be much more mocking and flippant. Eccleston, however, decided to pour so much fury and rage into the rant, which may have been an outlet for him seeing uh, as a father was dying at the time of filming. Oh, that's quite sad. Uh, That Robert Sherman eventually realised it fitted the scene far better. Uh, the Long Game. This episode was really had a much larger focus on Adam. Do you remember when we hated Adam? And we I, still do. What do you mean do you remember, remember Adam? when? Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, even he simply being called Adam. God, I would have hated that. Yeah. Um, when filming began and RTD saw how good Eccleston and Piper were, he rewrote to give them more to do after seeing so. Well, good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, in the DVD commentary, the director makes an odd statement that Adam was stealing information so he could cure his terminally ill father. Due to the lack of indication in the episode itself, it can be assumed that this was written out uh, of the uh, written out of the script. Um, so that makes sense, I guess. The script was yeah, written the, by the David. side effect of that is you just left Aaron, uh, Aaron. You just left Adam as this vapid character with no fucking reason for being a the, the seismic <laughs> size of a prick that he was. Everyone hates Adam, all right? Yeah. <laughs> the script was written by Davies in 1987. The script oh, that was sent to script editor Andrew Cartmel in the hopes that it would be a seventh Doctor story. Almost 20 years later, Davies got his dream. Have you watched that? Um, it's on the Hooniverse tab. Have you seen that uh, inter- uh, interviewing Russell T. Davies? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. It's a, it, honestly, great look. He goes quite in-depth mm. about his whole career. Um, yeah. Speaks quite honestly and openly about his late husband and also how he got his start on BBC. And I think it, I think it mentioned something of that effect, something of him writing like a spec script for Doctor Who to look at. Oh, well, wow. yeah, it's great. Honestly, I'd, I'd recommend it uh, not just to you, but to everyone listening as well. If you haven't seen it, it's a great watch, and it's on iPlayer. Well, there we go. Um, Father's Day, the story that originally had no monsters in it, and Simon Pegg was originally cast as Pete Tyler. Due to scheduling conflicts, this was changed. What a different world that would have been. Mm. Um, when the Doctor opens the TARDIS doors and discovers a police box interior, the box was meant to fall apart, but this was considered too expensive. The, the, the <laughs> and that, that isn't that just season one, Doctor? Who? Doesn't, exactly. Doesn't that just sum up the entire show <laughs> in that one sentence? Do you remember when we used to joke about the budget? We don't do as much these we days. We can't. The, budget, the budget's noticeably yeah, bigger. But... It's quite healthier, but yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that just that was like a that was like a warm memory, a warm yeah. flashback to good times. <laughs> Took me back to better days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an alternate version was written due to Christopher Eccleston probably probably uh, oh, sorry possibly having to take time off due to his father having surgery at the time. This would have involved the doctor being taken out of the action far sooner, communicating with Rose as a disassemble as a disembodied voice. Pete was going to take a swig of wine before sacrificing himself, but it was felt that building a connection between drinking and bravery was a bad message to send. Probably for the best. Yeah, I can uh, see that, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that killed a few minutes. Good luck with the six-hour mark, and see you next week, Leah. Thank you, Leah. We Thank you, um, Leah. We need all the help we can get. No, I mean, in 30 seconds, I'm classing myself as off the hook. Well, it'll be edited, so... All right, so let's give you an extra five minutes then. <laughs> um, this is from, well, the, it says Dr. Disco, which I believe is a reference to the 12th Doctor, mm. um, including but not limited to thoughts on the waters of Mars. And I will say this email has an attachment. Uh, hello, Lawrence and Nathan. Hello. I watched all the Revival Era show not even a year ago uh, for the first time ever in only two to three months. Very impressive. Um, I guess it's what happens when you're not from an English-speaking country and a little too young to have been watching it when it aired anyway. Uh, And I was delighted when I found your podcast a few months ago, especially because I haven't been able to convince anyone to watch 13 seasons of a silly British time travel show (laughs) to discuss it with them. Uh, No, I don't understand why either. It's a mystery. It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I am living vicariously through this podcast. Uh, I just wanted to send you a message to tell you how much I enjoy listening to it. Really love the random tangents and bickering and silly little bits uh, and learning a few new details about a show I've come to love. Well, thank you very much. That is very sweet. That I always enjoy kind. hearing that people appreciate whatever this mess is. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to catch up, especially since uh, the episodes kept getting longer. Sorry about that. Um, oh, which is great, by the way. Okay, <laughs> big fan uh, of long episodes. But here I am with some thoughts on the waters of Mars. Uh, I think it's easy to forget that the Doctor is not human sometimes. Like, yeah, he's super intelligent and has all these alien tech stuff, but in the most of times he just seems like some silly guy, uh, brackets, when he's not currently floating around T-posing like Jesus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, you leave the guy alone for three episodes without a friend to look out for him and this happens. Um, the episode in the doctor's little power trip had me unable to move for the last 20 minutes of the episode i was so intrigued uh that last conversation with captain brooke is so unsettling mm. especially with her telling the doctor that he's wrong and he's throwing these lines around that almost seem light-hearted but there's something about the way he says them a lot of that was also because of the music uh, that just creeped me out so much like he knows he's in the wrong and in these few minutes before he admits he's gone too far made me see the doctor in a different light for a bit uh, i'm almost sad they didn't let him fuck up a bit more i think that could have been very interesting but also i don't know if 10 could have handled any more if i'm being honest uh, i'm very curious to hear your take on it all uh all in all i think this is one of those episodes that really made the doctor become one of my favorite characters of all time it gives them a lot of depth and I love moral ambiguity in my protagonists. Yeah, cool. he crashes um, hard and fast, I will say. 
He does, um, as he should, really. Yeah. Um, something else. I know I'm technically too late to say anything about Journey's End, but since no one mentioned it, I thought I'd say it anyway. Personally, I found the dialect speaking German very amusing. <laughs> Exterminieren is not really a word commonly used in German, and it's not the word they use in, Ge- in the German dub either. I looked it up. Uh, also, the Daleks uh, use the formal of you when addressing their captives, and I thought that was very funny. I guess at least they're being polite. <laughs> that is very interesting because in the um in the first episodes of the the daleks like the daleks from 1963 yeah they they capture the doctor and his and the companions and they then they just bring them food and drinks yeah a dalek comes in with like a tray attached to it and like here's some food and drinks for you all which is very funny to think about now <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I will enjoy the classic leg of this podcast. Yeah, maybe you will. I think you will. I think it'll be good fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. Uh, that was a bit long. Sorry for that. But hey, just doing my part of making that four or six hour, it really was a hour episode, I guess. Everyone's getting involved. I like that. They're all doing their part, you know. <laughs> I like it. I like That's the sense of from... camaraderie. But... <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's it from me and all the best and keep up the good work. P.S. Bonus. Sadly, the audience can't see it, but I hope you find this amusing. Uh, the mental image of the bug wearing an iNukes London shirt in turn left made me laugh. So I offer you a silly little drawing. Oh, sweet. <laughs> that's very cool uh i'm gonna send this to you right now Lawrence. <laughs> that's very good, it's good that's actually it? very very good yeah yeah the hair is good. brilliant on that yeah we actually we might have to uh get in touch with you if we ever need some uh official artwork for the pod oh. some fun little characters because that's very good nathan's like been talking about um exploiting everyone and, and milking the podcast no like no no i never said that <laughs> We, we, if, if we, uh, first of all, any, any time we have done that, we've paid people for their work. Okay. No, I know. <laughs> I'm not about exploiting people. Anyway, back to Dr. Disco. Um, oh wait, no, this was Dr. Disco. There we go. Uh, yeah. Thank <laughs> you, Dr. Disco. <laughs> thank you very thank much. Thank you. Well, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, there we go. Um, right. Did I read this one? Oh, yes. Move on. No, this one's from <laughs> Matt K. Uh, and it says, All right, boys. Uh, hopefully I finished this email in time for this week's pod. You did. Well done. Uh, personally, I wasn't a fan of this app when it aired in 2009. As a weird 12-year-old and obsessed with Doki Who, I remember this period of the show being quite frustrating. I believe I knew Tenet was leaving, and at the time these specials were no replacement for a full new season of the show. Uh, that's fair enough um on a rewatch i think the episode stand out uh on a rewatch i think the episode stands on its own but after russell spoilt us with stolen earth and journey's end i was expecting too much in anticipation for tenant leaving uh anyway enough with the episode i'm currently trying to introduce induce i'm currently trying to introduce my girlfriend to doki who uh, a bit of context, she grew up in Poland and hadn't heard of the show before I brought it up. We watched the first two episodes of Eccleston's run, but she lost interest once I told her there were 13 seasons. <laughs> and not all of them agree. 
understandable. <laughs> if you, yes. if you watch those first two episodes and then get told, oh, by the way, there's 13 more seasons of this. You're like, of this? It's a journey. <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's, it's, yeah. I, I'm like that. If someone tells, if I get into something, I really try not to look at how much is left. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's hard. But, it is hard, yeah. It's also, yeah. I think it's quite rude as well. Like, if you show someone something, like on your phone, and then yeah. like tap it to like see like the progress bar, or that, I'm like, okay. Oh, you so you don't and, like this, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a, I think a good starting point might be Shooter Gatwa's first season. Uh, anyway, it'd be good to get your thoughts on it. Keep it up, Matt. P.S. I'm listening from Scotland. Have you like, ever thought of doing a fan meetup? And honestly no because i don't think we have fans just because in my yeah. head i'm like that who would come to that no the, the paralyzing fear of no one coming is so yeah. embarrassing yeah that we could have a hundred thousand listeners every single week and i would not do that <laughs> like, I, I, I think i'd do it I'd, I'd probably be more inclined to do a live show if anyone ever wanted that eventually yeah um, or like a, like a, a zoom call meetup so we can all just have a chat for an hour or something that'd be cool That'd be cool. I think a live show would be more fun, though. Right, but I'm that's, not... like, way off, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. When we're people not... buy tickets. <laughs> we're not... <laughs> we're... Terrifying if they don't. Yeah. We're, we're weird and scared a lot of the time as well. Yeah. We're, we're scared men. All right? That's what you have to understand. Yeah. We, it's all we bravado. This. this is over the internet. Yeah. You meet us in real it life, is. we're like, hello. Um, do you remember? Do you remember when we we saw Auntie Donna? We went to see Auntie Donna live, oh and God, beforehand yeah. we was like, ah, oh, we'll we'll invite them out for a drink with us, and we'll we'll have all such a good time <laughs> and everything. And then we actually went to meet them afterwards, and we were like, oh, hello, that was Brody, really funny. Brody looked us dead in the eye and was like. <laughs> Thank you guys for sitting at the front, and it, that yeah, because we were that, right in the front row. Yeah, yeah but that got me because then I'm like, he observed me, he, re- yeah. he remembers me from being in the front, and it threw me off entirely. And I was like, thank, thank you for, <laughs> for, let, for letting us buy tickets to come and see your show. <laughs> and then we just got an awkward picture with. <laughs> no, it's, it's a nice picture. Fun. It's a good picture. I like it. Yeah. I think I said to Mark. Um, your sweat dripped on me at one point, and then he like pretended to be offended and looked at me weird <laughs> in the photo. Just <laughs> oh god i remember i remember zach was like doing this funny thing of like because i went to like put my arm around him mm, yeah and, and then uh, then he was then he looked at me and like he started putting his arm around me and then it was just became an awkward thing of where do we put each other's arms <laughs> uh anyway yeah meeting us would be very awkward i don't think anyone wants that but no. No. Hey, maybe one day, maybe. Um, also, in terms of starting Doctor Who, yes, Shui Gawa would be a good point. I That's think. a great place yeah. to start, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's so. being designed as a jump on point. Yeah, or just jump on at the 60th anniversary like a fucking madman. Go for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do that. Why not? Um, but yeah, no, I, th- <laughs> I think that's the best place. Uh, thank you, Matt. Um, all right, three more to go, Lawrence. We're almost there. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. This is the home stretch. I'm pre-warning That's... everyone so no one thinks I'm rude. We're going to finish the email, and I'm going to jump straight into the outro. Okay. <laughs> three of them, though. Remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Garen Howells, the subject line is Wet Boys from Mars. Hello, Nathan and Lawrence. It's good to meet you. <laughs> good to greet you. Good to say how did we Diddly teach did you? you. I enjoy that. Have fun. you seen the meme of... Um, uh, someone's given Millie Gibson like a like a, a line in her hair and an eyebrow. Like, oh no, she already has the eyebrows. She already has the eyebrow yeah, one. Yeah, but they've they've made her look like a quite quite edgy. 
Right. Yeah. And, it's, and it said, good to meet you, good to greet you, good to say how skibbity skeet you. <laughs> oh, what does that even mean? I don't know, it's just funny. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. This sounds like memes I'm too old to understand. You know? I, think, I think they might be, yeah. We're getting to that age. Um, I do enjoy good to meet you, good to greet you, good to say how diddly do you. It was fun. Um, I'd like to start off by following on from an anecdote at the end of your last episode and wish Lawrence a very happy birthday. Thank you. I'm not actually sure if it is your birthday or was just Nathan doing a bit. I wouldn't put it past him, but you deserve the well wishes nonetheless. It was your birthday. Yeah, not that's... when I called you, but it was like the day after, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was. It, I yeah. think it was the le- the next day you called me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was my birthday. Uh, thank you, yeah. thank you very much. That's he turned twenty seven, just I like did. Gemma Chan. I did, yes. But hopefully, I well, no, Gemma Chan ends up surviving, so we're okay. In this version of reality, yeah. <laughs> Uh, in lieu of a tweet this week, I'm sending you an email. Oh, that's right, because Garen usually tweets as Garenzilla, I believe. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I'm sending an email collating some of my various docky who thoughts to help you extend this episode. For the love of Christ. <laughs> to the six hours you promised. I hope by now you're in the final stretch and can see the rising sun of tomorrow morn come up over the horizon. It probably would be if we recorded at night. Yeah, we wisely um, changed this to a daytime thing. Yeah. Like... Feel its warm glow against your hands, hands which are not soaked in the blood of your listeners. God, I hope not. Um, anyway, The Waters of Mars is, in my opinion, the last banger of the RTD1 era. And what a banger it is. We couldn't have wished for a better swan song for the beautiful blue suit we all know and love. You'd think coming off the back of an episode with Malcolm, the only way to go is down. Um, I'm <laughs> delighted to say, however, that The Waters of Mars is up there with Midnight, The Parting of the Ways, and Love and Monsters, brackets, yes, Love and Monsters, you read that right, uh, as one of Russell's crowning achievements. Tennant gives perhaps his best performance as the Doctor, and the entire production is firing on all cylinders too. So you could have benefited, still could have benefited from some Malcolm, though. That's true. Yeah, I mean, every episode can be better served with a, a healthy scoop of Malcolm, yeah. Love and Monsters? No. Lee Evans and Peter Kay going toe-to-toe? Nothing, look, fucking Lee Evans would have made it better, but nothing redeems Love and Monsters. Well. Purely for the last five minutes. Like, yeah, it is. Well, all of it's bad, but yeah, all of it's bad. But the last five minutes makes it uh, in, ir, ir, irredeemable. Oh, here we go. I just sorry, I just read ahead. Uh, this episode fucking slaps, as does. <laughs> oh wait, no, yeah, sorry. Um, this episode fucking slaps, as does TFL. Lawrence doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh my God. Have you ever had the displeasure of using transport for Wales? I spent a weekend in London and my entire week of tubing cost me less than a return to go view a house on the other side of Cardiff. Look, oh I... yeah, you wanted to know where listeners are from. I'm based in Cardiff and I've actually listened to your podcast whilst walking through those random Cardiff London streets from the show you <laughs> love so dearly. I love that. That's great. Well, look, I'm, firstly, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I love no, Cardiff. Nah, being from Cardiff, that's... that's, that's... Have you ever been to Cardiff? Uh, once, yes, but I was when? very little. It was, yeah. I, my brother went as a as, as a judo competition, and okay. I came with him in the back of the car. 
So no is the answer to that question. I've been to Cardiff. That was the question. <laughs> but you haven't really been there. No, there you go. See, now you're always going to turn it around on me. Yeah, because um, yeah. you have some weird hatred against the Welsh. No, I have a weird hatred against TFL and the Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, Garen is absolutely right. You're a fucking idiot. TFL is is great compared to the rest of the country. Look. Um, since and as you, that's the only transport network you've experienced, so automatically your opinion it's is not. It's way. not true. You keep it saying it's this. true. It is a hundred percent true. I've got okay, on buses just because you've got on just because you were barely all right. You get no, on a I've bus on a once in a blue moon, all right. <laughs> um, since we're near the end of this era now, it seems like a good time as any to weigh up on some of the debates you've had over the past fifty something episodes. Here we go. Uh, season three's Utopia, Sandra Drums, Last of the Time Lords form a three parter. Incorrect. Um, but season four's end of uh, but season four's ends in a two parter. The Stolen Earth Journey's end with Turn Left being a prequel. Incorrect. A prequel has to come after for it to be a prequel. That is also true. Yeah. Yeah. So incorrect, Garen. Sorry, I don't make the rules. Um, <laughs> but you sure <laughs> but... as shit enforce them. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat like the Doctor's daughter is uh, is a a, a coda. To the Sontaran stratagem, uh, Poison Sky. I also think this era's TARDIS is fucking ugly. He's oh, right. Oh, no. Um, and this is the TARDIS I grew up with. But honestly, I think things are going to get worse before they get better. I did have the TARDIS playset as a kid, though, and had great fun putting my destroyed uh, Cassandra, Pig Slave Laszlo, and <laughs> mocks of Balhoon action figures around the console. <laughs> I, di- I didn't get it from Lorimer's. Uh, I saved up my pocket money and got it from Argos like a normal person. <laughs> okay, all right. None of that. <laughs> I also think a shock regeneration would be cool uh, in principle, but would likely fail in execution. Not saying it can't be done, but I think it would need someone with a lot of tact to pull it off. Uh, A shock Twitter banner change, though. I'm all for that. Cassandra should remain, (laughs) or Ursula, or whoever you've got up your sleeve next. Well... That battle has been put to rest, I'm afraid, Garen. I, um, I think there's a healthy mix of opinions there. It shows that neither one of us are always right. Um, well, I mean, logically, yes, that's a good way to go. But no, I am always right. Oh, okay, I and, see. <laughs> and I won't be told different. Um, it's I fun think to hear all... all our disputes laid bare like that. It is. It's fun. <laughs> uh, I think that's all my points. Is this email too long? Nah, probably too short, if anything. Like your podcasts, longer episodes should be the norm. Keep up the good work sent from my iPhone. Um, If you like longer episodes, then boy, you're in for a treat this week. Mm. Not the treat you was promised, I'll give you that. No, but you're you're getting good. You're getting a pretty good treat. This is the longest podcast episode we've ever recorded. On any Um, show, yeah. On anything, yeah. Bloody hell. Uh, this is from. Well, you know, it's friend. my day off today. I was thinking about doing stuff. <laughs> Lawrence, how can you say it's your day off when you're working right now on this beautiful oh, yeah, podcast that we produce? Okay, sorry, everyone. Yeah, this beautiful <laughs> podcast. All right. Have you not got a light on? What's going on? That, well, I, you know, it was day when we started, so <laughs> I didn't need one. Yeah, that's true. It's true, and it was midday when we started. Oh, as well. oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's almost five o'clock fucking hell um 
Good evening, Nathan and Lawrence. Oh, sorry, this is from David with uh, the Talking Pictures podcast. That Hello, David Irish and Brian. Boy. Hello, David and Brian. But we met. Brian doesn't listen. Furiosa. Furiosa. Um, I went. I I listened to their episode on zombie movies recently. It was quite oh, yeah. good. Did you listen to that one? I haven't checked that one out. No, because you don't check any of them out. No, right. um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I won't take too much of your time uh, on this six-hour-long extravaganza. Ooh. I'm sure everything has been said by this point in the episode's pray, so hopefully I'm not repeating uh, again points that have been spoken about to death. It's a great episode with a vi- with the vibes of John Carpenter's The Thing. Ooh, we, we, you're in for a treat. Yeah. Uh, wait, is that out yet? Uh, will be tomorrow. Will be tomorrow. You're in for a treat tomorrow. Well, actually, you're in for a treat right now. A couple of days ago, actually. Out. Yeah, you're in for a treat a couple of days ago. Um, <laughs> a group of scientists trying to escape a presence that can't be negotiated with alongside uh, a 28 days later type virus that if a single drop gets on you, you're a goner. It also reminds me of the Vashta Narada in a lot of ways. Oh, Great yeah. one-off monsters yet to be seen since. The doctor quoted the prophecy and how we can't die and there's no knocking, only to be immediately followed by almost four knocks was great for as cheesy or predictable as it is, uh, though it was great and I felt genuine fear in 10 after it. He was scared. He was a scared little boy. He was a little, yeah, he, he, proper humbling. Hu- proper humbling. And yeah, yeah you saw fe- he saw God. He saw fear in yeah. his eyes. The flashes to the newspaper articles are interesting, if a little overused, to show every single one of the crew members dying. Uh, But as far as I'm aware, it isn't ever used again. It's a nice, simple way of showing the ripples of the Doctor's actions, even though in this case it only changes a few words. Try and remember if it is used again. I don't know. I, um, I don't believe no, so. I don't think so. I quite like no. the implication that the Time Lord Victorious's grand effect was one word on a piece of paper like it, it ultimately yeah. shows the doctor like he has got power to influence real change in individual people's lives but the grand the grand uh com- complex concept of time wins overall lawrence shut up um <laughs> if you, if you know how... do you, no, do you know what i'm fine with that come on rush them <laughs> If you'll allow me, I'd like to nitpick a thing. Two things, actually. Uh, firstly, the Doctor tells Adelaide he knows the story of the Daleks stealing the Earth and how it inspired her to become an astronaut. But if the Doctor knows that, how did he know the story about the Earth being stolen? I mentioned this. Uh, I assume he would have brushed up on where the Earth was taken in order to make that almost universe-destroying event a little bit easier on himself. Are you all right? Just checking my dog. Oh, is she all right? Yeah, she's chilling. Oh, good. Um, I'll get back to the email then. Yeah, please. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your concern. It's okay. Um, uh, Almost universe destroying event, a little bit easier on himself. I find it very difficult to believe that he only brushed up on the first humans to colonize Mars after the events of Journey's End. Of course, from the writing perspective, he can't know about it until Russell writes the story uh, of Journey's End, but it's just a little nitpick. Um, yeah, I, 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 again, we, we did briefly mention this, but like time that's, travel. That's why time travel as a concept yeah. is so forgiving. Yeah, yeah, it's like what well, it changes stuff. You just can't think about it too much, really. Um, my other one is why did the Dalek let Adelaide live if Davros's master plan was to, to detonate the reality bomb and destroy everything and everyone? Did this random Dalek have insider knowledge that Davros' plan wasn't going to work and let her live? Again, just another nitpick. 
I think that's quite interesting, actually. Um, I Dalek would say he was probably. <laughs> he went. I don't give a fuck. Some of them... this old crone said. Some of them did, but as a realistic answer, I would probably say it's it's just it's programming to a Dalek. It's not like the Dalek knows that Davros's plan is going to fail because of this. It's just that oh, I can't kill this person because it's not for me. Basically, yeah, it's for yeah. it's for destiny. It's for the universe, mm. sort of thing. So. But I, that's just my theory. But hey, it's one of them other things as well. If you think about it too much, it will fall apart. Okay. Don't turn your light on. I can't see your face. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not fine. I'll turn my camera off. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the Time Lord Victorious is a great concept that I really wish had been introduced sooner. Ten had always been vain, but the final scene in the show. Uh, oh, sorry. The final scene in the snow. He was an arrogant. Uh, he was arrogant, and I think it was an interesting slide to the Doctor that wouldn't fly had he a regular companion. These specials where he's running solo would have been perfect time to introduce it, lead into this full-on breaking of the rules uh, of time, only for him to be put back in his place by Adelaide and her sacrifice for the future. She also knew her life had peaked, seeing the blue suit Franco <laughs> combo and decided to off herself. <laughs> the rest life of her will life never get to, better than this. That's literally what it says, yes. Only the rest of her life would be a disappointment from then on. Uh, and you're absolutely right there, David. You you are absolutely right with that. Uh, my question to you both is, th- this week is, would you have liked to see more of the Time Lord Victorious, seeing a darker side to this Doctor, who is normally, let's face it, the saddest of the incarnations so far? Or are you glad it was introduced and put to bed within the same episode, showing the Doctor straight away? There, showing the Doctor straight away, this is not the way it should be. Uh, we talked about this a little, but but yeah, yeah I, I think it... it it could definitely have benefited from being extended a bit. And again, not to talk about next week, but this is something I'll bring up. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, I've I, I, I I already said my pitch is the, um, I think the specials should have been devoted up until this yeah. point, exploring it slowly but surely, yeah. So there you go, David. We already answered it. You should have listened. Yeah, fucking hell, man. My God, David. No, Wouldn't have this you. with Brian. <laughs> Brian, Brian always listens. Brian gets it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though he doesn't listen to the podcast, he still gets he, he it. He gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Am I correct uh, in thinking this is the last one? <laughs> no, one more after this. Oh, for the love the of one. fuck. I told you how many. It's not my fault you can't count. I know. Right? <laughs> All the best, David. Talking Pictures Podcast. Hashtag Justice for Martha. Okay. Uh, as always, a sentiment I agree with. Lawrence, the final email. Fucking Oh, that's hell. what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. I can email. count. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> oh, but strap in, because I just opened it up, and oh, boy. Uh, Fuck me. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a long one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple pages, Lawrence. Um, I'm, li- I'm over here, but I'm listening. <laughs> no, no, get back. Now. <laughs> I'm not having this. Come back. Right, I won't start reading until you're back. Right, I'm back, I'm back. You can see me. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is Tom Monty. Lawrence, come back. Oh! <laughs> I'll, every time you lean back, I'll stop. All right, fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, subject line is still got water. Uh, dear Nathan and Lawrence, um, <laughs> would just like to start this email to say thank you so much for this episode of the podcast so far. I've been really enjoying it. I particularly enjoyed the bit where Nathan said this was one of his favorite episodes of all time and called it a certified banger. 
I actually did do that. There we go. Yeah, very good. <laughs> I couldn't really relate to that, and it's great that you actually managed to make it to six hours. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you both must be exhausted, but just in case you haven't so far, I'm going to make this email as beefy as possible to ensure you can get over the six-hour finish line. Make sure you read this one really slowly and pause often to reflect no i won't keep that up <laughs> to reflect on what i've said and maybe add your own comments and thoughts and maybe apply this to all other emails too well this is the last one tom so we can't really <laughs> uh this will help the runtime extend infinitely six hours isn't enough please continue this episode uh forever only joking, of course, uh, although I know I said last week that four hours would be fine as a compromise. However, I've changed my mind and now would love for it to be the original promise six hours, even if that means putting the Weirdo of the Week theme song on for a loop for the rest of the episode to make up for any time you missed out on. It's not a bad idea. We can do that. Um, which I'm hoping won't be very much. Maybe just like the last ten minutes or so. Anyway... Um, well, I mean, we're, up, we're uh, on our. We've been recording for four and a half hours. That won't r- relate into four and a half hours of episode. Probably about just over four, maybe four fifteen. Four, four fifteen, just about probably by this point. Yeah. But yeah, that's a decent chunk. No I man, think. four hours is. <laughs> I mean, you guys have been fed. This yeah, week. <laughs> I won't. I won't hear any disappointment. Right. <laughs> Oh god! And if, and if the mass um, suicides happen, I'll arrive at the funeral with my son. Lawrence, no, shut up! Shut now! Stop! All right. Also, p- please do not assume this is an ongoing thing. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no. Let's set these expectations right. <laughs> please do not assume this is a one-off. Okay. Please do not assume every episode will be this long because it won't. Um, but then, and we're going to be maybe. so careful with what we say going forward. <laughs> <laughs> we've learned our lesson okay we've learned um all right Lawrence's wife will be home at any moment Mate, I'm, ch- I'm looking at the clock she calls me about this time and i'm gonna have to be like uh, yeah i'll call you back <laughs> um this is by far the scariest episode of doctor who for me maybe partly because i watched this on broadcast when i was nine years old uh but it's always been the episode that freaks me out the most I love the whole concept of just one drop of water, and I think RTD was potentially inspired by Moffat's Moffatism of taking a daily relatable thing like shadows or dust in the air or statues and making it terrifying. And in my opinion, this is the most effective use of said Moffatism, despite it not being written by Moffat. Uh, although I think it could be down to his amazing prosthetics and practical effects. Uh, I really hope Lawrence appreciated the practical effects here too and doesn't apply his ood transformation scene looking shit logic to this instance. <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. I said it. Like, they're good. They're yeah. good. All right. They are good. They are good. You're good. And you are insane for that, everything. Okay. Um, what do you think of the concept of just one drop of water being enough to infect you and change you? Presumably, irreversibly. Where does it rank among all the other Moffatisms for you? Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, it's fine for me. I, I like it's it, it. It makes sense, right? It's like a yeah. It's like a game of it. You get touched, you're done. Where does no. it rank for you, though? Uh. We haven't got many established Moffatisms. No, there's many more to come. Really, yeah. we don't have we don't have many so far. We have the the Vashta Narada, the shadows, the um, the little boy, been a little boy. Uh, I, I, then I guess I don't know. It, it doesn't bother me. So yeah, does that make it's it higher me, or not, lower? 
it's not really the water that's the scary thing. It's more just the the look and design of the infected and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's just really well designed, really, which is a testament to uh, the work they did. Um, uh, a scene I found particularly terrifying when I was nine years old was the bit where Maggie is contained after she transformed into the zombie, and she's looking with wild eyes through the glass. Something about her eyes made me very scared. Uh, about also about her eyes. Why was she the only water zombie whose eyes didn't change color when she changed? I'm pretty sure it's mentioned by the Doctor, but I haven't watched this episode in ages. Do we find out why? Um, I can't. Re- what was that? You just turned on the light. My screen went. Oh, okay. Um, I I can't remember if it was mentioned by the doctor, but regardless, it was mentioned in in Jared's endless trivia that he kindly sent me. <laughs> the endless so, trivia. So, so go. I I've, I would have said it at one point, but I can't remember what I said. So <laughs> yeah, you got to do your own research at this point. No, right? I'm gonna have to go on fucking vocal rest after this podcast. <laughs> Worst thing is, my wife's going to call me and I'm going to speak to her. And she's going to be like, you sound, you sound knackered. And I'm going to be like, I just don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> That's what no one understands about podcasters, all right? This isn't easy, okay? It's, no, it, it, and it sounds like the easiest thing in the world, but it's fucking exhausting after all. Lawrence, like, I was joking, okay? Oh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> We're just having a chat. It's pretty easy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just continue. Um, a very emotional moment is the German lady. I think she's German. Uh, Steffi's death. I think she's German. I think she might be um, Polish or Russian or something, but I don't believe she's German. Um, where she's in the room and the water starts falling through the ceiling, coming closer and closer to her. And then right before it hits her, she plays a video of her children having a great fun time in their living room back home. Uh, then right as the water falls, it's like a stream of tears. She bursts into emotional hysterics as she slowly transforms into a water zombie. And when she's transforming, it looks like she's doing a little dance, which I enjoy. Um, <laughs> all, all while the doctor is slowly walking away and you see the devastation on his, on his face as he listens to the audio. The entire scene, in fact, where the doctor just listens to everyone dying as he dramatically walks away is peak Doctor Who for me. Has Doctor Who ever been this dark? Uh, hard to say. Probably, Probably not, not this dark. No, yeah. It's quite dark. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite moments from this episode is the bit where the Australian Lieutenant Ed is preparing the rocket for liftoff, and then all of a sudden, water zombie Maggie comes in and fires a stream of water up into his capsule, prompting him to prepare the rocket to self-destruct as a result of its contamination. But the pre- precise moment I'm referring to is when he's speaking to Adelaide and he's explaining what just happened. And right before he explodes, he utters something, his final line, his final words as a human being, see you later. Maybe it's his Australian accent or the way he delivers it or the fact that he's most certainly not going to be seeing anyone or anything later ever again. But it's one of my favourite lines in all of Doctor Whoever. What do you think of this line? I like it so much I've promised myself that my final words before I die <laughs> will be see you later in an Australian accent, provided that I have the cap- capability to speak before I die and I'm not instantly killed by being hit by a bus or something. I, That'd be a good way to go, I reckon. I think it's for other people. It's like you, you want to... No one wants to go out screaming in a fit of despair. You want to sound yeah. cooler, calmer, collected, so that, you know... It, Everyone here is pretty much going to die anyway, most of them. But, like, if any of them do find a way to get out after he's blown yeah. up their way out, um, yeah. it's their memory of him is not... 
he's he dies with some dignity. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Good that's on him. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saying see you later would be cool before you die. Mm. See you later. I think Hasta la Vista would be cooler. No, absolutely not. You're wrong. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, we'll see, won't we? When everyone comes to the meetup, <laughs> and Nathan are going to kill ourselves. <laughs> you can decide which is cooler. <laughs> we will, yeah, and we'll never know the answer. No, no, yeah, but, that's the best way to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another line I enjoy when the doctor says my head is so stupid uh, it makes me giggle do you like this line what is Ten's obsession with referring to himself as a stupid he often says things like I'm so thick or my head is too small or I need a bigger head do you think Ten is self-hating not all he couldn't self-hate oh, if he tried that no. man does not know the definition of hating himself <laughs> no he just gets a little frustrated sometimes mm. but he yeah. gets annoyed that he couldn't have been even better do you know last night, this is genuine as well, I was playing The Last of Us on grounded mode, okay, and I'm and I, I'm on, like, the last mission in California, Santa Barbara, all right, and literally this one encounter was taking me fucking hours, okay, yeah. hours, okay, to get through, and every time I died, I just went, Argh! and just <laughs> continuously, and just continuously hit myself in the head, because <laughs> I was just getting so frustrated and angry with it. Um, sometimes anyway. you do sometimes people just gotta you let do, the stress yeah. out yeah yeah exactly and I guess that's Ten's way of doing that mm. so so there we go um, Murray Gold's on top form this episode with standout tracks like The Fate of Little Adelaide uh, when Adelaide's talking about her and Cat with a Dalek and also The Time Lord's Last Stand feel free not to mention that spoiler uh, too late which is from the end of time <laughs> part two but also used here who knows if that was gold being lazy or not but i think it works really hell really well here too as the tension is rising uh would you be open to this episode's villain the flood ever returning to doctor who or do you think it would be more effective uh, to be contained to this episode for all eternity i'd personally love for it to come back especially now that rtd is back at the helm i guess it depends how it's done really I, I think um, it would cheapen the weight of the episode itself. Like, I don't, not necessarily, because it's not the the villain which adds the weight to the episode. I if think. they go back to Mars, maybe. Because mm. if it gets out, or of maybe Mars, like it a prequel, everyone else's death. But maybe they one step before it's time travel. After all, maybe yeah, that could be cool. So yeah, again, it just depends on what they do with it. Like, it yeah. could go either way, really. Just depends uh, that, on ev- how it's anything ready. could be good. It just entirely <sighs> depends on the yeah. crea- creativity behind it. And that goes doubly so for Doctor Who. Mm. Anything can be good. <laughs> and more often than not, it isn't, but we still enjoy it. Um, uh, bah, 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 where are we? Uh, I love the bit where Ten walks back in to save them all and the music is swelling and then he says they will knock four times. Uh, and I think I know what that means, but it doesn't hear right here right now because I don't hear anyone knocking, do you? Uh, infected Andy knocks the door three times. Three knocks is all you're getting. Do you think Andy's water zombie somehow knew about the prophecy and was trying to troll the Doctor? Uh, what do you think would have happened if Andy knocked four times in that moment? I think the Doctor would have shit himself. I think his head would have exploded. There we go. Um, on the <laughs> of prophecy, what do you think of that bit where the Doctor says, the laws of time and they will obey me? I'm sure we answered that question yeah, earlier. yeah. Uh, um and when the computer immediately explodes in the doctor's face sending him flying as if the universe is saying fuck you doctor no they won't do you think the prophecy and destiny are all things that really exist in the universe of doctor who or is this all contained to the rtd era 
Um, I think anything can exist in the world of Doctor Who. Yeah. And it's it's just a matter of if you believe it or not, really. Yeah, I, I think so. I think there's yeah there's absolutely evidence of, like... I mean, like, time fights him back on this. Even those little moments we said when he gets blown up, he gets pushed towards the TARDIS. Like, it's mm. it's all sorts of little moments like that that I think are interesting. And they're open to interpretation, but they're interesting for sure. Shut up, Lawrence. Also, is it just me, or is Tennant wearing eyeliner or mascara in this episode? Like, dark mascara, particularly in his Time Lord Victoria scene at the end. Maybe because he's evil now? Question mark? Mm. I have to say, I hadn't noticed that. I, I, I haven't don't noticed think it, so. but he is wearing yeah. a Hot Topic t-shirt. Um, he's not his fringe he just is seems down so. his fringe is down yeah, yeah. so maybe he's um, one possible nitpick that you may or may not have net mentioned uh, Gadget Gadget the funny robot was seen in this episode driving through lots of infected water towards the end to get to the TARDIS then it gets into the TARDIS and has the key in his hand and then returns to Earth and is left on some random Cardiff street. Does this mean that the TARDIS and TARDIS key and by extension the Doctor and the Earth are all now infected or can we assume that the water in- evaporated by- before infecting anyone? But even then, how does that work? Doesn't evaporated water stay in the air as water vapour? Hang on, doesn't this mean the entire Mars base was infected the whole time because of all the water vapour in the air? I think one of your science guru followers needs to answer this burning question. I sure as shit don't. (laughs) Don't don't worry, this is the last email anyway. Um, Uh... The, it did evaporate, all right? And it evaporated when Gadget was, like, speeding directly towards the TARDIS in the Mars atmosphere, okay? Is she calling? Hang on. Lauren's wife is calling, so we have to take a brief pause. Um, but, yes, um, the war evaporated when it ran through Mars, basically. So, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Lauren's just got a call from his wife, and he got told off, which is why we have to wrap this up quickly. <laughs> no, right. don't frame it like that. I <laughs> forgot did. to do something earlier in the day, and it needs to get done before a certain place closes. Yes, he got told off. Anyway, we've got to hurry up. Uh, one final question. This episode was set in 2059. Do you think humanity will have a base in the real 2059, or was RTD too optimistic? Um, I think so. I think we're due to go to Mars within the next 10 years, I believe. The first human will step foot on Mars within the next 10 years. Um, so I think that's a realistic timeline, I think. Yes. Yeah, um, if they don't just completely f- abandon it like they did with um, the moon. So who knows? Yeah, sounds good. Cool. <laughs> Lawrence is in rush mode. <laughs> anyway, that's about as much rambling and dumb questions that I can squeeze out for one sitting. Jeez, I've just checked and it's over 1,600 words. I've written shorter essays. Like I said, I wasn't usually sending an email this long and I only did it in the hopes that it adds to the runtime significantly and pushes you over that six or four hour finish line. It's, fu- it's pushing me over something. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, you've been too rude. Been too I know, mean. sorry. <laughs> you've been too mean. Okay? I'm letting my real life come into this. <laughs> my dog is uh, getting very upset that she's been in this room for so long. She's fine. Let her out of the room then. No, because she's um, going to piss, Stephen. I don't want that to happen outside. <laughs> And like I said in previous episodes, my song will be ending very soon if it hasn't. Um, I will be saying see you later in an Australian accent, and I will put it at the end of my email in the next podcast to make sure you know what I've done. I will sign it off with love, Tom Monty, P.S. Nathan, read this next bit in an Australian accent. See you later. Was that good? <laughs> Probably yeah, not. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's, it's hard to do it with such a small thing. You need like a build-up so you really get the sense of it. Uh, um, see you later. Hello, Cants. How's it going? I'm going to see you later. See you later, guys. See you later, Cants.
It's not bad. Yeah, that'll work. Anyway, um, let us know. Uh, love from Tom Monty. P.S. Speaking of ending one's life, one <laughs> on last week's episode, when talking about the absolute idiot of a bus driver who killed himself, I loved the way you both pronounced skeleton as skellington. Is this a <laughs> conscious choice? Yes. Yes. Um, I I think it's funny. It so is that's funny. That's why. Why. Yeah. It's I pronounce skeleton. I, I pronounce skeleton as skeleton. I always do that. And robot is often robot. Yes, I've noticed you do robot. Yeah. yeah. Robot is funny because just because I think it's funny. And if there's and one thing you need to know about me, I will always do what I think is funny, even if most people think it's not. Okay. I aim to please myself most of all okay there we go um anyway right indulge me thank you very much for listening if you haven't Wait, no, 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 we're not finished it's fuck, not finished fuck. I, was gonna, I was gonna ask you do you say skellington consciously yes i do <laughs> Crap, okay. thank you very much uh, no there's a pss oh for don't fuck. worry boy <laughs> don't worry boys i won't actually end myself if you fail to deliver on your promise to make this episode six hours long it was nathan who originally promised this by the way since you were asking last week there we go uh lawrence <laughs> you weren't opposed to the idea at the time there you go so really if you think about <laughs> the it it's your it's your fault okay <laughs> Uh, anyway, love Tom Monty. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very Tom. much. Appreciate it. And Lawrence, with that, all the emails are done. So now you can rush through this and okay. show everyone how much you hate doing this. No, podcast. right. Before I rush through, I will say a massive thank you to everyone that actually did send in something. You've obviously helped boost the runtime significantly. Um, and also, much to Lawrence' dismay. <laughs> Yes, pretty much. Um, and also, I would like everyone in the next tweets and emails to thank Nathan, who has a four-hour edit to, to do this week. Um, oh, fuck. Do we not have any get out of free? <laughs> no, we're not, no, fuck no. Anyway, I really need to make also, a phone call. Nathan! But wait, it wasn't, it wasn't lost. Oh, wait, hold on. It just wasn't lost on me that there was a four-hour episode of Another Happy Pod, which isn't my job to edit, and yet I still did. Anyway, go on, say a little thing. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, then please feel free to leave us a review. Five stars, no less, please, on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, you can follow on Twitter. We are at Still Got Legs Pod for any updates as well as sending in your thoughts on what we're discussing. Um, you can also send those thoughts to Still Got Legs Podcast at gmail.com. Nathan, we have another podcast, don't we? We do, Lawrence. It's called Another Happy Pod. It comes out every Friday at 10 am and it's all about pop culture stop doing this each okay each week we, do, we discuss something about we want to could be a movie could be a tv show could be a video game it's usually a movie because it's easier and we have a lot of fun uh doing that this week the thing maybe it might be the thing it might not be it's it the is thing. the thing it's the thing all right cool cool thank you everyone we will see you next week for a much shorter time have a lovely week i'll make sure it's longer goodbye Bye. I should have said that.